Legendaries, and welcome to episode 129 of RPG Digest. I am John Maxliauschlo, your favorite curmudgeon, critic, and judge. Along with me today is Brett Heathen, Doc Grissomer, as well as our special guest, Kevin Palladium Books, and Sean the Owen Robertson. There we go. I had no nicknames for you guys. Sorry. I should, should have asked you what your nicknames were. There we go. But real quickly here, we want to thank all of you wonderful people who support us monetarily. Your gracious donations help us provide giveaways, probably a couple today if Heathen Dog doesn't break my arm first, produce more content, and generally give back to the Legion Myth community as a whole. And of course, we appreciate everyone who subscribes to Legion Myth. We have just over 4,000 YouTube subscribers. Thank you very much. Thankful for each and every one of you. And you can refer to the description below for links to various Legion Myth sites, social media, Discord, merch, etc. And I'm ending it there today. We're not having any more of that introduction nonsense. So, welcome, gentlemen. How are you both doing today? Good. As uh, always happens with these types of live streams, no matter who we have on here, the best conversation already happened. So, bye, folks. We're, we're done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty one. epic. We had a pretty good combo, yeah. <laughs> I got one. Are you in the office right now or at one of your homes? We're, at, we're in my office. You're in your office, okay. Last so, time so, we were in my just office. Just to let you know, like, just to let way. you know, if we do get into a fight, I can be where you are in 30 minutes. <laughs> <Bring it. laughs> well, I was supposed to you actually come go drive to... by sometime and hang out. But not not do a drive by Heathen Dog. He said, uh, come "Oh no, no, don't don't say drive by on the internet." Oh, you got a hammer. All right, you. You know, <laughs> no, no. Clip this. <laughs> I want to know how uh, Biggest Geek is got there before you did, and they live further away. Still yeah, Michigan, that was but... a great visit. Uh, how many <laughs> kids does he have? Just top a, of your head. A few, but I think they're. I think they're probably already past high school they're, and they're stuff. Like <laughs> kids. Oh well. Oh well. Whatever. <laughs> so. Again, thank you for you two being here. Uh, we hope to have a really good conversation today. Like I said, I don't know if we can top what was already done. And of course, after the episode, we usually talk for a couple minutes too. And those are always great. Like everybody who's ever on always says those things, but that's just the way it works with live streaming. But I do have to, I have to start off with this uh, question. Oh, so for folks in chat, we do have questions. If you've got something that you want to ask, go ahead. Super chats will be read at the appropriate time, whether that's the right time or we save it for later. Caveat, anything just blatantly disrespectful, I'm going to ignore and just take your money. Thank you. So right, so, so, I just got to ask Kevin. This is a two-part question, by the way, so, so bear with me just a moment. Why Sean? And Sean, why Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> That's my two-part question. Well, well you, you go first, yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, it was very interesting because, uh, you know, I got to know Sean through the uh, – Savage Worlds, um, you know, when they, he became like the line editor of, uh, the riffs for Savage Worlds. And, uh, you know, we would have a lot of business conversations and then that would segue into much like our intro here before the podcast start, you know, we would talk for two hours 
you know, about everything else in the world. And, uh, um, you know, I really got to know him and really got to like what he had to say. I, I came to realize he really understood uh, the Palladium game system, really loved it like I do, uh, like you guys do. Mm-hmm. And that's that's huge because you get a lot of people who is like, oh, I love your stuff. And then you start working with them and it's like, how can you love my stuff? Because you don't even really know it. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I love the parts that I saw on the cover. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Um, and, uh, you know, Sean was not like that. Sean really had a depth of knowledge that you rarely see. And then just the way we think, uh, is, is very, very similar. Um, and yeah, that's been fortuitous. That was kind of weird. I, I didn't realize that at first. Yeah. Yeah. Although you kind of did. Cause he was like, I don't get it, Kev. It's like, we have this weird Malkin, you know, mind bond and, uh, you know, and I'm like, yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> you know, I used to have that kind of thing with Eric Woodjick. Um, and it's it's very rare. I, I, I mean, you know, I've worked with a lot of great creators over the years and met a lot of great creators. And um, finding that kind of symbiotic relationship and, and, you know, willingness to share, I think, is part of it, too. Because um, there really is no ego be- between us. And so, and that's sort of the way Palladium operates anyways. It's really who has the best idea and how can we avoid it best. Yeah, we want the best product. Uh, exactly. Um, and, and again, that, that's rarer than you might think. You know, everyone says shit like that, but they don't necessarily mean it. Uh, and when the Sean and I, it held just before we started this, we were grabbing something to eat. And, uh, you know, Sean brought up, uh, something he was working on. And I said, Oh, you should incorporate, uh, this or that. And, and his immediate reaction was, Oh yeah, that absolutely. That, that makes perfect sense. We already have something built into this yeah. to, to, to accommodate that. Um, and yeah, it's a great point, Kevin. In fact, I'm going to go run and write it down so I don't forget. Yep. It will be added to Titan robotics before it, <laughs> you know, the final, the final proofreading of that chapter. <laughs> So, so we would have these conversations, uh, whether they're business or personal, and every time I'd hang up the phone or turn off the Zoom, I would just lean back and go, damn, he's the guy. I mean, every time he would say something and I'd be thinking, he's the guy. And, you know, I don't really have anyone to take over the company um, and, and, or really truly shares my vision of where the company should go. So, for example, Sean's a big believer in um, we take what's already there and build on it as opposed to let's just trash this or throw that out and do something completely new. It's like, no, we're going to build on the legacy and the lore that's already there. Um, and, and, ma- and matching the themes. That's another thing that sometimes people try and build, but they start switching the themes of characters mm-hmm. or yeah. Or groups and 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 they if, if you you know that's you have to be very careful with that and then it can be tough yeah you you, uh, you can easily get into the problem of comic book retconning where you know the, the 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 original purpose of the group in the newer in the newer uh, books or editions has completely changed from yeah. from when they were introduced and now it it doesn't make sense to anyone who was around no exactly and, and i hate that kind of thing and so sean and i see eye to eye on a lot of things I think we also have a lot of uh, similar 
background or reference from when we grew up, the things we love, we love a lot of the same things, a lot of the same science fiction and superheroes and fantasy and authors and that kind of thing. Which is really just odd. <laughs> <laughs> we just have a lot of the same influences, even though... Well, I mean, because there's a 20 you know, age... What? It's not quite 20 years age difference, but... Yeah, it's no, it is. Years. Yeah, it is 20. Yeah, 22. Yeah. So, I don't know if I'm supposed to say, Kevin, you don't look that old, or Sean, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Sean hmm. <laughs> but no it's weird because you know I, I, I was a huge fan when I was a kid this has you know a funny thing I was playing Palladium games at the time but I was a huge fan of um, Bloodborne Crisis I was I, I was getting into anime fairly early for the US one of my buddies is from Taiwan so we would watch Gundam but it was in Japanese with Mandarin subtitles. We, had, we, we were like trying to figure out what was going Super on. Super right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, surprise, surprise. I studied Chinese in high school because of that. I, I was just like so fascinated by it. But but yeah, it's one of those odd things where we both love aliens. You know, we both love a lot of the same yeah. movies. And so it's just odd that when we start talking about things, a lot of times we i he'll he'll start talking about different influences and things we're also both kevin and i both have a big love of history yeah. and um different cultures and stuff like that and so that's another place where we can really connect yeah. he'll start talking about you know his uh vision for a, a a palladium fantasy book that we've got you know a manuscript in for and he said well it's great but it's not my how i envisioned this and he starts talking to me about it and in five five minutes later he's like, I, I get it whereas he hasn't been able to explain it to anyone else yet they just weren't able to i don't know we're just yeah. wired similarly that way yeah. um, to interject for a moment there somebody who's actually tried to work on multiple games for like 20 some years that's actually been a big struggle for for me anybody who's listening to me talk knows that i'm doing everything on my own because anytime i have talked to somebody about this not for little parts i'm talking for like this is going to be co-written by type stuff, right? Uh, there's a falling out. Usually fairly quickly, it's like, well, I want to do this. Yeah, that doesn't meet the vision of my game. Well, you're, you're, I'm, if you're not going to do it, I say I'm out. Uh, okay, bye. You know, so to find somebody who can share that kind of vision is actually more rare than what uh, a lot of people might think. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, sh sharing a vision, you know, with a, with a, you know, a different person who grew up in a different household had you know possibly completely different life experiences very yeah. rare but you can you can easily tell an amateur from a professional if they can ride on your vision and still do good work you know they right. they, they, they come at you with this thing you're like no 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 that's that's not my vision that's going a different direction okay well i'll change tack and and go this way that that is someone you want to hire absolutely well, and very sick <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's kind of weird you say like sean why kevin because i was going to do my own thing so um just a little bit of brief history about me um i was uh well i was raised mormon but i was a mormon missionary in taiwan for two years um after you do something and you you know like that i was trying to do a good thing for the world and after that everything felt kind of dumb I uh, worked for Games Workshop and, you know, um, EB Games and some other companies after that. And eventually it was like, I did some, I worked with the jousting troupe. And I was like, I need to do something real because it all just felt inconsequential. And that's when I joined the Air Force. Um, but after, you know, my time as uh, in Air Force Intelligence as a Chinese, a China analyst and uh, Chinese linguist, um, 
you know, I, I went back to school and I, I was like, because I realized I just need to do something that I think is going to be impactful. And, and I, um, I found storytelling. I realized that's so, that can be so powerful. And so, um, I sacrificed a lot <laughs> of potential income, um, in, in order to pursue the dream of being a writer and designer and, um, very, you know, fairly quickly realized, you know, I, I got a, a great start with Pinnacle. Uh, love Shane Hensley, Simon Lucas, Jody, and Clint Black, um, and, and everybody else, wonderful people. Um, but I also realized, you know, I'm never really going to get ahead um, if I don't do some of my own things as well. So I I decided I I, I, I registered a company uh, in, in, uh, in Texas. And I was ready to run off and do my own thing while still working on Rifts for Savage Worlds um, as kind of my bread and butter and try and bootstrap my own stuff. And um, when Kevin came he, to talk to me, I mean, he, he, I was about to move overseas just so I could lower my cost of living and stuff. Um, and I was looking at either Taiwan or Vietnam. I mean, I already speak Mandarin, so Taiwan was be a great fit. Vietnam, I figured it's, it's actually... I started studying it. It's a lot of it is it's definitely related to Chinese. We'll put it that way. Okay. Some words sound similar and the same. And the, the I was taking to it pretty quickly. Um, but uh, anyways, I uh, I was getting ready. I, and the pandemic, of course, threw a huge wrench in a lot of that. But uh, as I was making headway and getting pre prepared to move overseas, I'd sold like uh, given away ninety five percent of everything I own. Actually, more like ninety nine percent because it all fit. Wow. Um, I was trying to sell the car too. <laughs> and Kevin's like, Hey, Sean. Uh, yeah. Cause he's sharing all this. I'm I mean, I'm yeah, telling yeah, you at this point where we're, we're I'm friends like, yeah. and he's like, Kev, do you think I've got what it takes to start a game company and do my own stuff? And, and I'm I, like, absolutely. I had two core game lines that I planned out. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Kevin was like, those sound awesome. I think people will love it, you know? And I was like, great. Thanks Kevin. You know? And so I was preparing to move overseas I, like I said, I, I everything I own, even right now, um, except for some of the stuff I've collected in the office, fits in two suitcases and a duffel bag. So wow. um, that was what I, I I'm serious. I was serious and uh, and ready to pull the trigger. I was I was pulling the trigger, and yeah. Kevin was like, "I hate to throw a monkey wrench in what you're doing, Sean, but what do you think about joining me at Palladium?" and I don't, I don't, the, the rest of the conversation was kind of a blur, um, because it just, it, I got hit out of left field. I couldn't sleep that night. The next day I called him and was like, what do you mean? Your business <laughs> yeah, I don't, no, no. What, what do you mean? And the next question is how long have you known? Because I sold 99% of my stuff, <laughs> dude. Yeah, right? It actually made moving up here very easy. Oh um, yeah. Very easy. You can hit the ride. <laughs> It was all part of my maniacal plan. <laughs> so. Just throw it in the trunk. Strip him over. down. <laughs> strip him down so he has nothing, and right. then give him a lifeline. So, so that's debiacal, Palpatine. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah, really it was. But no, I mean, it was one of those things where I realized I had the chance to a um, teenage mutant ninja turtles. This game, you know, the another strangeness. That was the first. My favorite. Just saying. It was the first thing I ever personally owned um, as a role-playing game. I started in Battletech, really was into Turtles and the graphic novels especially. I got a hold of that. I think I traded some some Turtles comics or some Battletech stuff for it anyways. Good move. And I think it was Battletech actually, yeah. Um, 
But it was interesting because I then I got into playing Heroes Unlimited and Robotech and and Rifts. And um, I never really left Rifts after that. I, I've played a lot of, I'm one of those guys, I like to play a lot of different stuff. Um, but I always, every year or two, I'm going to come back to Rifts. Um, so yeah, it was one of those things where Kevin, I, I once I realized it was, it wasn't just like an employee or writer or even a, even like a CEO, if it, but as, but if I was going to have, you know, be a, a real business partner, um, that appealed to me. Um, and so, although I would have been tempted if he'd said, I'll offer you this much money to come and help me do X, Y, Z. Um, I mean, I would have been very excited that it would have probably just put my plans on hold for a couple of years, but instead I'm like, okay, I'm in man. You know, mm -hmm. um, I love the system. Uh, I've, I've got a deep respect for it. And, you know, Kevin says we have this mind meld and this mind bond and we really got along and we, the more we did interviews, the more we started talking, um, the more we got along. But the weird thing is, is yeah, after I got here, I was like, okay, this is getting weird. We started finishing each other's sentences and he's like, yeah, I had this with Eric Wujic. It's totally cool. And I'm like, <laughs> I've never had this. This is weird. Um, <laughs> but we've learned to, you know, just to, to accept it. <laughs> But it makes it it makes it makes things uh, pretty awesome because, you know, if I get stuck on something um, or if I have something that I think is, uh, you know, it's going through Titan Robotics and there was something where I, I said, um, if anyone's read the Raw Edition, um, the Dawn Project, um, I said, you know, Kev, I think this is a really great idea that Matt has, but I think there's something a little off with it. And no, no disrespect to Matt. You know, he did an amazing job with it. Um, I said, but I don't think Archie would create these kind of clones and so instead those became synthroids we started brainstorming okay this is, matt has a great idea how do we do it in a way that would still main, maintain you know be true to archie um so and we can and that means that meant that we come up with something that's uh very very unique i think so um but that's that's been the real great thing about working with kevin and the more that we talk and we work on things the more i'm excited about you know, unshackling Kevin from the day-to-day -day work, um, uh, you know, and uh, there's a lot that goes into running a business. And um, because we have, you know, just right over here, right, <laughs> we have a warehouse and orders are going out constantly, right? Um, and uh, there's a lot of things that go on with that. And so, you know, helping Kevin be able to write the books that not only he's the only one that can write those books right i mean he, he, i could get a note from him and he could give me his his cliff note version of what of the outline of what he thinks the book should be but it's still not going to be the same if he doesn't write it right mm -hmm. so that's one of the other things is coming to that and then there's certain things that we have such a great rapport i know if i work on that project that and especially we're here in the same you know the same um studio the same office building then i can easily say hey if i have a question about something then i can make sure that it, it maintains and stays true to his vision so and then we're just both goofs where everything <laughs> gives us ideas everything excites us i uh, wish i had that I, I i get stuck in the minutia of the real world <laughs> like well i try to avoid the real world as much as i can <laughs> <laughs> fair okay, enough and, and you have the sanity to show it so congratulations there some of us have lost it uh, so so sean you said that you like the the palladium games but knowing as of right now, you, uh, obviously there are going to be some questions about this later, but you know, your Savage Worlds influences and being there, Palladium and Savage Worlds are night and day different. 
what is it that that draws system you wise. to yes yeah, system wise exactly uh, what, what is it that draws you to the palladium system other than the nostalgia can't use my answer can't use nostalgia <laughs> well I, I don't know if they're as different as some people say they're on certain mechanical levels they're extremely different um just the just the addition of bennies and re-rolls when i run palladium there's a lot of double checking are you sure you want to do that do you have any tools you want to use does anyone have any other good ideas because i'm going to give you all your modifiers for that skill check right i'll give you a plus 10 percent if, if you just have basic tools or something you might get a penalty or maybe you can you i'll allow you to make the check but it's at a penalty or you can make the check at no penalty but if people say well, we're trying to do this and he's got this laser welder torch and this guy's got this you know i might give you bonuses right um that's that's how play and by the way is intended to be played um <laughs> a lot of people some we, we've said that. that a lot in in our episodes where people complain why do we only have a 30 percent chance because you're just standing there and saying i want to drive a car or i'll give or you whatever. advice for good tools if i let other people make skill checks and if they're successful it could give you a bonus mm -hmm. um you know if you have good good if you have extra time facilities you know all these things i think that's where you know the playing comes from a slightly different era of gaming but back in that era, that's how role-playing games were played, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it was it was just like there's a lot of things that are expected or implicit amongst gamers today that are very different than yeah. they were, you know, 30, 40 years ago. Um, there were implicit and, and versus explicit um, conventions like this. But anyway, so that's, for me, that can be a huge change, right? That's a technically... You know, mechanically, that's huge change because you don't get rerolls. So then, I'm gonna we're gonna really dig down on, how, you know, what 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 all is gonna modify this skill roll because that's it. When that skill is rolled, it is rolled. Um, at the same time, I think that Savage Worlds and Palladium are both good, uh, are very very similar in that you can play them narratively, um, or you can play them more tactically mm. with a map or drawing a map or putting miniatures down if you want to i think they both handle that space very well they're also both designed to be you know shane would say savage worlds is a generic system kevin would say palladium is a universal system right i think there there are some differences there um but it, the the core intention is that it handles all these different um ideas yeah. and uh, under one roof so in that way yeah. that's why i was that's one of the things that really attracted me to savage worlds was that it's it, it handled those things and in, but in a, it is a quicker you know um lighter uh experience but sometimes for me and my buddies that didn't have a lot of time after i got out of the military they didn't want me to run rifts that helped me be able to do it um but at the same time you know for me i i love the the palladium system because of one of the things that i really like about palladium system is the reactionary combat system the action reaction uh, opposed roles um, I think that uh, percentile rolls for skills is is very is very intuitive because we analyze chance. Um, we're, you know, our culture analyzes chance through percentile. Um, we're taught to do that, and so it's very natural for people to to use that in a, in when you just need to have a roll under mechanic um, or in a, you know pass fail mechanic mm -hmm. actually. Is a better way to put that because it, not, it could be roll over or under but for for opposed roles i think rolling a d20 because palladium is all opposed roles you know it uses a d20 so does dungeons and dragons but dungeons and dragons 
very rarely has opposed roles. Palladium is constant opposed roles. And I love that. Um, that that's that's what I think is at the core of and the heart of Palladium Combat. The other thing I like about Palladium Combat is that it's one action at a time. And it's all interleaved. It's not you take, you move, you act, act, or whatever, right? And then this other person does their things, and then this other, which is very much like, say, if you play a tabletop war game like Warhammer Forty Thousand, my whole army moves, my whole army, you know, shoots, my whole army charges into close combat. Now we have the morale phase. It's kind of the same way when you play a lot of role-playing games where you go boom, boom, boom. I do, I move, I attack, I, you know, make my charge, blah, 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 blah. But for Palladium, it's He's running across the room. What do you do? This guy's got an axe. He's running across the room. And one person might say, I run. The other person might say, I pull out my pocket, my, my knife. I'm going to try and fight him. Or the other person say, I charge him. I do a body, uh, you know, I rush him and do a body block tackle. You know, that's what I love about the Palladium system. To me, it's much more cinematic that way. That does mean that it plays slower um, than some, a lot of maybe some of the modern role-playing games. But at the same time, you know, everything's give and take. There's a matter of, there's a lim there's limits to the amount of abstraction you have, right? So, Palladium plays really fast compared to Battletech, which I was what how I got into tactical wargaming, right? And wargaming. So, when I play Palladium, I'm like, it's so fast. Like, I could, we could do this whole Robotech battle in like an hour, you know, <laughs> or two hours, as opposed to we set up and, you know, it takes two hours to set up the battle. And all your mechs, and then it takes you know all afternoon to play your battle tech game. Um, you know, Palladium was way faster than that. So it, it, a lot of this is relative too, and that's one of the things I always loved about the system, is is that it, it had that kind of right spot for me as a role player that I didn't find in other systems. I I think, and we we've talked about this a lot, and and like he mentioned the opposed role, we're we're, we're doing some play testing on some stuff, and everyone that we've played with. Uh, who are familiar with other games have never played our stuff, just go crazy over the way our combat works in, in, the, in a positive way um, and, and the whole opposed role thing because it feels very interactive. It feels well, it's very... clashing swords, right? Right. I mean, it, it simulates, you know, a sword fight. You know, I strike, you parry. You know, you strike, I parry or dodge. You know, it's... And that was the whole intention and I think the difference between um, Pinnacle and Savage Worlds and a lot of games that are on the market is that they're very uh, rules and action oriented, which is absolutely fine, where Palladium is much more story and setting and character oriented. I mean, the rules are there, the rules are important, but it's about the theater of the mind. It's about creating this immersive experience that when you're done, it wasn't a game of risk. Uh, it was something much more theatrical. And I, and I mean that in a sense of in your mind, you, you, right. you picture it, it like, a, like a story, like a movie you just saw or play versus, you know, a chess game. Yeah. Um, Over the last year, I've said many, many times, Every time we, we go over combat with a, with a new Palladium system, I've said many, many times that Palladium combat is meant to be a more visceral experience yes. because that, that is the only way to make it work. Uh, for, for example, you have all of these special abilities in combat. Uh, entangle, body block, trip, 
you know, all, all this stuff. And it's all meant to be used. If you don't use it, it's all, I roll this, I dodge with this, I do that. No, no, man. Do a trip, do a body block. They they lose initiative, they they, they lose an action. The entire but it's tempo only of the combat game. changes completely. You can, you can overtake a combat by with using two or three special maneuvers that everyone gets at level three. You know, what, what yep. the hell? Why aren't you using them? And doing that, doing it that way creates what you were calling a much more immersive experience. It puts you in the eyes of your character trying to think tactically in mm -hmm. that moment. And a lot of people don't do that. So yes. I stress it every and he, Max Max knows that he got, got he got tired of it after a while. After about six months, he was like, dude, you don't have to bring it up all the time. No, I do. I do because it's absolutely necessary. It's just like, no, you don't have to bring it up. You have to use D20s every time. Shut up, dude. It's necessary. It's necessary. Yeah, so no, and and he, he is right in that. The, the thing is, like I was interjecting there is like what we'll hear people say is like, well, it doesn't do as much damage. Why would I do the thing that doesn't do as much damage? It's like, look at the other components to it. Look, look at. OK, he's knocked down. What does that mean? Takes an action to get up. What uh, uh, stunned? I, I don't even care about knockout. I love stunning people. Stun oh, is the great. best ability in the game, as far as I'm concerned. Just, <laughs> what minus whatever? Yeah, keep doing your actions, wasting your bullets. You're not going to hit anything. Have a nice day. Uh, you know, I, there are certain actions that are in the game. They're absolutely phenomenal. But but people, and and this will kind of segue into uh, another question. I'll just ask it earlier. Uh, they they focus on well, it only does a D4 damage. So why why does that matter? Or uh, what it's not i don't i don't see it in my face if there's if there's one thing i would say about the palladium combat i think you're right but expressing that in the books can be daunting to people yes. and i don't know if, if there's a specific answer to this at this moment in time but people look at things like savage world and say combat section three pages got it year zero yep. engine combat section five pages got it palladium combat section well nine pages here but it's also another 30 pages and so oh, another 12 pages well, there let me just throw in something with the savage world system so savage world is deceptively complex because it's it actually presents very simply part of that is how it's organized and presented you know in in, in if you look at it as information architecture right the actual combat action system is very simple but then you have 20 pages 15 20 pages of what does an entangle do? What does a disarm do? What is, you know, sure. of these other maneuvers and statuses. So that's, some of that's actually just how it's very well laid out and, yeah. and, and presented and as opposed to the core system doesn't have those options. Actually, that's one of the things I like about Savage Worlds is just like in Palladium, you can disarm, right? You can stun an opponent, right? They, 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 you know, they can be vulnerable or, or, or distracted or stunned. So and th those are actually things that are, make it easier to translate over when you're doing conversions yeah well, one and, of my favorite sayings about pretty much everything is everything is a matter of perception and degree and you know whether you're, it's politics whether it's your opinion on anything you know everyone's outlook of the world and how things work and what they like and don't like is is different and one of the things that happened with palladium is we kind of grew organically and we kind of things aren't as clearly and well presented as, as they could be and should be and and will be in the future um and i think that that has a a a, a real that plays a real role in i think people's current perception of the game and the complexity of the game 
you know, even among haters, um, when I would sit down with someone, in fact, it would be funny because it'd be like, oh, the Palladium game system's broken. I'd be like, hey, come here, talk to me. Tell me what's broken. Tell me what's broken. And, and, and I'm waiting for, well, this mechanic blows and this mechanic doesn't work and this is just bogs everything down. And, and it really almost always boiled down to the rules aren't consistent throughout the entire megaverse. If you play Nightbane, you can play the same skill that you, you see in Rifts, but it, it's slightly different or offers a different bonus or has a different description. Uh, and it's different again in Palladium Fantasy, and it's different again in Heroes Unlimited. And that bothers people. It drives people nuts. And, and honestly, I kind of get it because whenever I use, whenever I'm writing something for uh, Chaos Earth as a great example, it should be exactly the fucking same as Rifts, right? It just makes sense. What the hell was I thinking when I shorten the skill list and I'm always looking at the damn thing and I'm like, where's this skill that I use all the time in riffs? And it's like, not there. And it's like, what the hell? So I get it. I get that frustration. <laughs> that should be a real. Yeah, that, that is, that is definitely going to be it. Yeah. You, you, you actually uh, adjusted your camera on that one. <laughs> but is that broken? Is that broken? No, it's just fucked up. And it is well, no, no. <laughs> hang on, hang on. I, I I think of it like this, and and uh, when when you said uh, grown organically, it actually solidified what I thought about about the the Palladium system. Uh, let's let's take a a uh, let's just, let's do this for Sean, a a bonsai tree, okay? And if you if you cultivate it for years, taking precise action at every precise moment. It will be it will be beautiful close up or far away because everything is deliberate. Ev everything had a place. Everything had a plan. But something that's grown organically, when you zoom in on it on any section, it's going to look haphazard. Only when you look back at the entire thing as a whole, can you appreciate the beauty of something growing organically on its own. And a lot of people have that problem, in my opinion, with palladium. They, they look at they take a too close a look. And say, well, this is this is bad, or this is bad, or this is bad. But when you zoom out, when you take the whole thing as as a as a as a complete unit, it does work together. When when you know lo looking looking at the at, at the whole thing at one time, but a lot of people get zoomed in and they they get stuck in the minutia and they they don't understand. Uh, why doing that may may give them a bad perception of something that's actually pretty good and so okay yeah i get it right and and and, and the uh, the thing i will say with that is you know there's two things one gee whiz you know riffs has what 90 supplements now oops yeah, um you. you know so <laughs> you didn't memorize them all jesus <laughs> trying but it's page not. 32 of phase world go <laughs> right <laughs> Let me tell you, the PDF Adobe Acrobat Pro has an advanced search. You can search for a term across all PDFs within a folder. That is amazingly helpful um, sometimes. So, um, but but yeah, I want I I I, I want to say that there there the the big sin that Kevin has committed is cut and paste. That, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Is that he hasn't been putting out edition after edition after edition mm. right it's 
he has i mean sure the the riffs ultimate edition or heroes limited revised or second edition play in fantasy second edition those are actually second editions of that game not complete rewrites of the core system and and you know um that that there, there again every for every action there is an equal and opposite reaction everything's a double-edged sword you know there's 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 pros and cons to everything and so part of this is is yes you have something like that that grew slightly differently in this game system or that one and when or that still, we experimented or with. The, you experimented with it he does a lot of experimenting right and he you know he just, I, I when he told me that he's like oh well, we're experimenting with experimenting with that no one had done this before so we tried this out and sometimes right? it worked sometimes <laughs> it didn't <laughs> you know, but it's still the damn book <laughs> reads and goes what the hell is this right Where did this come but, from you know that's why palladium has you know 12 different intellectual properties instead of two in five editions mm-hmm. right it has one edition sometimes revised editions of those individual properties but but you have a much more expansive wide playground because instead of tidying and tidying and tidying there was there has been there have been those efforts made i'm not saying they haven't been made but uh instead of that kind of comprehensive it's been let's do something new let's do something exciting let's do bts yeah. second edition right and let's yeah i'm going to tie up some of these skills and make sure that it fits with this and that but we're going to push forward and so I, I i you know um and 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 there's and there's other reasons for that kind of stuff too i mean kevin's uh you know seen the need for different things like he was just talking about but um you know also it's like do you have the time to do that do you have the luxury of doing that as a smaller game publisher um or do you keep you know putting out stuff that fans have been waiting for as opposed to going and redoing your yeah. core rules or or representing them or something like that so those are those, those are all all decisions that have to be made and um you know it, it's it, there's a lot of times there's not a right or wrong answer or sometimes the right answer in your circumstances it's you know People aren't going to like that. That's the answer. I mean, I get all the time. Well, it can be right for me and not right for Heathen Dog or vice versa as well. I mean, the fan base, uh, it's just what you were saying there about that perception is one of the things that I've learned in in having a a podcast, a a YouTube channel, is I've been very lucky in my game groups. I've played all over the world. I I can name multiple countries, multiple states. Part of it is with the military, part of it is not. But I've always found players that play like me. My assumption was until just a couple of years ago that pretty much everybody played like me because I have found these players literally everywhere and come to find out I might actually not only that might not be true, but I might be the minority because I come to find that it seems on one hand you've got the and I'm not saying this derogatorily, but you have the LARPers, the improv gamers that don't sure like rules in the way. Then then you have the flip side. You have have like like, oh, uh, you're not you're not even playing the game you've changed too much it's not the game anymore and I, and I know i can fall into that i like to think of myself as somewhere in the middle but i'm hardcore in the middle you game too hard you are you larp too much you know so we all have our little facets in there and it's been eye-opening to me to actually talk to a lot of people like that so when you're writing that game as you said you get these perceptions what what drives you uh, is it is it your vision or is it more about fan feedback is there some combination thereof yeah, I think it's kind of a combination. Um, I, I think what's affected a lot of people's perceptions too is, uh, and you see it in, in our games. Is I grew up in when when role playing was in its infancy, 
And so at that time, and for like the next decade or decade and a half, you everyone had house rules, everyone made up their own worlds. You know, you didn't need a source book. And yes, there were rules lawyers, but not not so much. Things were, were a lot more flexible. And, and Wild West. <laughs> and me being at, at the Detroit Gaming Center, I saw all kinds of different styles of play. And I saw people having a blast playing with this guy who I would never in a million years play like that. And I saw guys playing, you know, this other style. And I'm like, yeah, it's all right, but it's not for me. And then I had my style. And, and, and there were all these variations of that. And I think what kind of happened with the, uh, I think more than anything, and it kind of coincided, they both kind of happened at the same time, was the uh, explosion in collectible card games and video games where everything is very linear everything is very clear everything is very simple and then board games got Keywords. that renaissance and you know so i think a lot of people these days and we kind of heard this echoed at the lions trade show uh where we heard people saying uh, we've already heard retailers saying yeah give us an introductory game because we can sell those all day because everything's there, everything's presented on a simple level, and it's typically in a box, there's typically a map, there's often uh, uh, playing pieces that represent your character, it's much more in a format. And again, you get back to perception. What do most people know? Card games, board games, video games. And, and that's why some people, some game company, role-playing game companies try to capture more and more of that without trying to get try to capture some of that simplicity but keep the story elements that are true to role playing and so i think a lot of people especially newbies coming in they see a game line with with 90 you know source books and they go or a rule book that's 300 pages and they go holy shit i'm used to a pamphlet that's you know maybe 16 pages um, but it doesn't negate one game or another. It just, it, it's, it's a, it's a new perception that we have to think about and address and see how we want to address. And that's what I was trying to say earlier when I said the implicit and explicit expectations of the target audience have changed vastly over these generations of time or decades of time. That's what I'm, that's what I was Absolutely. trying yeah. probably failing to say is cleanly heaven did right but the idea but but the idea is is that yeah the those expectations have changed you know and the thing is is guess what you if you go pull open palladium fantasy the actual core rules is just it would be equivalent to that pamphlet you just got 200 pages worth of, of cool stuff but you know people are expecting things to be formatted and presented differently um than you know these days than they were back then you know yeah. by definition you couldn't have had people playing collectible card games vi computer games video games uh you know app games uh or you know most board games besides a, a few back in the 80s yeah. they didn't exist right there those things weren't there so now that those are a big part of the broader gaming experience and market which has grown larger than hollywood uh, you know, sales wise and, and mm -hmm. income and all that. Um, that means that there's that, that, that it's a, it's a very different animal these days. Uh, doesn't mean the core game is not a great core game, right? Right. It just means that you know 
we need to look at ways that we can, you know, present it for the new the new audience or or even you know the old audience whose expectations have changed. And that's, that's um, something that we've talked about a bit. You know, um, that one of the things that I like about the tabletop gaming hobby is that to, I always liken it to train stops. If you like your white box Dungeons and Dragons barely outside a chain mail game and you want to play that, you get off at that first stop. If you want to go all the way to the other end and play something like Fate Core or Cosmic Patrol and not even have rules in your game and just have an improv lesson, fine, play that. There's nothing wrong. I mean, for me, I don't like them, but there's nothing wrong with those games and the existence of those games. Yeah. Oh yeah, that, we have a couple of uh, of our fans who love Amber Diceless. I despise that game. <laughs> uh, I played it. I played it once in like 1991 or something like that, and I'm like, I'm what, what am I gambling for my character for? No, but uh, but I get but I get that people do like that, and I love having those options out there. The caveat to that being, don't change what we already have. I don't want Palladium to change. Yes, would I like it to be formatted differently? More the evolution, that's what I was, where I was going with this, the evolution, the hobby has evolved and some things you kind of do need to keep up with if we're going to move. Absolutely. But if I see the rules change, I'm going to freak out, you know, because the, the system itself actually works. So there's going to, there's got to be a balance in there somewhere. And of course that's for you guys to decide, not me, but uh, uh, that I think could attract a new generation because the lore, the settings, each book, 85 rifters, yada, yada, are absolutely so amazing and just build upon it. And something you said earlier, Sean, was we're not changing anything. We're building upon it. And you can't know how much somebody like me respects that because so many modern games are being changed. Sixth edition Shadowrun is nothing like first edition Shadowrun. Fifth edition D&D is nothing like old TSR D&D. I could go down the list. Right. Palladium. For, for whatever complaints people might have about first and second edition, and they're all over my Discord. I agree with some. I don't agree with others. Uh, but it's still the same basic game. Still I love the that. the same way, you know, for, for, for most part. <clears throat> an, an, an attack is an attack. A, a dodge is a dodge. A parry is a parry. You know, all, all the mechanics are there. Uh, SDC is still there. It's just more. There's just more of it. Second edition, that's basically it. It's still there. MDC is understandable if, if you're going into a futuristic environment. Okay, great. The, it's all there. I mean, oh, the, the, the course of 40 years of evolution has been has been uh, theater rather than system. It's been settings right. rather than rather than uh, uh, rules changes. That's that's a great which way. I, to which I love. And uh, uh, speaking of uh, of rules and uh, uh, formatting. Uh, after the bomb, second edition. Just go ahead and uh, Kevin, uh, Ke you're you're the you're the captain of uh, cut and paste. So just 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 take just uh, take the 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 combat rules from after the bomb, second edition, and just put it into all games moving forward. Out of all of the combat rules that that you've written in all the forty years, or you've you've looked at in all the forty years, that is the most concise and easy to understand examples are exactly where you expect examples to be the the order of explanation is exactly the order of ex explanation everyone expects it to to go as it's beautiful i cried a little bit i actually re-watched re that that episode we did on after the bomb to to see okay i, I want to be able to articulate exactly why i read the book this morning <laughs> yeah and and when i was talking about it i saw myself get a little little verklempt i was getting a little a little teared up talking about it it was so good co compared to compared to the other three we did that year before that it was so concise and so beautifully done 
I don't know who. Well, we, we I, don't know, I don't know. I don't know if you too. woke up from a dream and <laughs> and you were like, "Oh, I got to write this down," and then you got it, or 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 someone like a I don't know, Santa came and 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 rewrote it for you. I don't know. I have no idea what alien nonsense happened to make that one perfect. But Especially that one since perfect. he hates after the bomb. <laughs> and, oh no, the the background for after the bomb is utter trash. It's absolute garbage. <laughs> After the bomb, the, the whole background and how we got there is like, oh, a, a, a series of unbelievably stupid failures. That, that's that's how we got here, you know. But by 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 the time I finished reading the the uh, background section of the second edition of After the Bomb, I didn't want to look at the book anymore. I was I was disgusted. I want to go back to first edition. But the combat, oh my god. It's like I you still know, love after the bomb. Oh, oh, crappy mac, mac and cheese that someone decided to put vinegar in for some reason. That's the background, and then the actual combat is like three star Michelin beauty. It's, it's I want to tell us how you really feel. <laughs> yeah, don't hold back. No, no, no. I haven't gotten OCCs yet. You don't know how I really feel. <laughs> but I, I think this is a good time to look at some chat because we have some questions that yeah. I think is pretty appropriate. Yeah, All we right, can't I mean, see that. We can't see that in here. So no problem. I, I, I pick some, I add, I remove, I delete, yeah, whatever, until we have a good number of them. And of course, yeah. we got to have some. I like Kevin's shirt. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we can't see it anymore because of the because of the rage thing. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, Heathen Dog isn't rage. the only one. Yeah, Heathen Dog smacked his camera one time on some episode, and people replay that one. It's awesome. Yeah, they replay that a lot. <laughs> Question. Now that we've asked why Kevin and why Sean, the next question is why Savage Worlds, out of all other universal systems out there, were other systems considered? Well, I think that that comes from a that's the wrong way to approach it because it's not like Palladium went. I see this all the time. I try and explain it to people. Palladium didn't go and approach Savage Worlds and say, we want to use your system to make a game like I never got a paycheck from Kevin until i came just why you were about to move to taiwan yeah <laughs> i was i got my paychecks from pinnacle pinnacle licensed the rifts setting from palladium it is not palladium asking pinnacle to make a rifts game uh, some people seem to have that really backwards um and and that's okay that's you know sometimes there are these like really fundamental misconceptions about what's going on and it's just you know that's okay that this business is a little weird and it's a niche of a niche business right tabletop within gaming and then role-playing within tabletop so um that's yeah but that's why um it, you know that happened was because those you know you know pinnacle came to kevin with the licensing opportunity yeah it was it was at it was at higher levels that that the the, the collaboration was going on and then it got to your level and you're like, okay, I, I can make this work. Yeah. And you went ahead and, and tried to make it work. See, I, I, yeah, I it's just, it's just you know, <laughs> yeah, they, 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 you know, Shane and Sean Patrick Bannon approached Kevin yeah. and yeah. asked license riffs and they paid royalty to Kevin. Right. Um, yeah. And then they paid, and then Shane paid me um, to write a book and then paid me to, do the second edition, the suede edition of the Savage Rifts. Um, Playtest and feedback period and all that jazz. Which is the on. edition I have. So I do I do actually own that one, suede and the three Tomorrow Legion. Well, if there are more than three, I have three Tomorrow Legion. <laughs> uh, see, are there any plans to incorporate recon into the Palladium system? 
Certainly not at this time. Is Recon, just out of curiosity, I've never actually played Recon. I know it's different, but is that still a, a decent seller? Or is that one of those that kind of just comes and goes? Um, it does all right. Um, you know, it, it was bigger, you know, 10 years ago. But, okay. you know. Here's a good one. What Palladium game should a newbie start with? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, 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 it, it sounds kind of odd. I think, but Dead Rain, which is our zombie apocalypse game. Uh, again, I think oh, Max does not like that at all. He yeah. just he just beat himself a little bit. Well, well, <laughs> well just for for specific reason. Yeah, it, it's it, I think it's presented very simply. There's no magic. Uh, there's no psionics. If you're looking to discover the basics of the Palladium rules and how things work, uh, I think it's a great game to to start with. And you okay, know, a lot, like and people the, have even said it in chat as well. You know, where we're saying that we like the after the bomb combat chapter, uh, a lot of people said in chat that Dead Rain is like the actual best overall combat system right up. Well, yeah, that that's just because the whole book isn't talking about anything else. But you know, you but, lose magic, you lose psionics, you have a right. lot more space to really flesh out what's left. And that, part I of that is combat. If so, you don't yeah. like. Yeah, if you don't like zombies, I think systems failure might be another good place to approach just because... Mm, oh. again, well, thank you for that and the Christmas surprise. Oh. <laughs> You're welcome. You are welcome, yeah. <laughs> uh, already asked that one. Here we go. Kevin's writing and imagination are amazing. Great to see him. So definitely That's got some fans here. I look at you. got to have some positivity. I know your questions, sir. Okay. <laughs> and of course, thank you, Patriot Gestalt. Got to thank you for the $20. Appreciate that. Now, the most fun I've had recently was playing a Savage Worlds one shot. See, we have some Savage Worlds. I, you fans know what? I, I get that. The, uh, to to look at the at the uh, Tomorrow Legion, I actually looked at Savage World system first, and I have never played it in a group, but it's good. I mean, it's it, it's simple, it's direct, it's as complex yeah. as you want it to be, and mm -hmm. and as simple as you need it to be. I get it. Well, I like the, one of the things I, I do like about it is it's it's got a pulp feel to the base level system. Yeah. But they also have a lot of um, the, the the different setting rules so that you can if you want more horror or realism or or higher, you know, fantasy combat and you want to tweak things. That's that's another great thing is it's similar. So Palladium has a lot of that. It's just it's less presented as explicitly where, you know, you, they might say. Hey, in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Prowl just starts off 20% higher because everybody's ninjas, right? Or in or, or animals who are naturally carrying energy blasts, right? Right. But, you know, it's this, it's the same effect. It's just not organized the same way right. and presented as this is an optional rule just for this setting, right? But that, but that is one of the things that's cool about it, too, is that like with Savage Rifts, we had stuff for, I added a, a rule for when you get hit, if you have a non-mega damage target getting hit by mega damage, you know, it starts breaking limbs and tearing people up and giving them injuries um, ju just to help bring that concept over from. The, oh, don't worry. We're, we're going to talk about that later. Uh, it's, it's funny because you've hit on a topic that I'm going to address later about five times. I keep on to ask. It's like, no, I've got that for later. That's going to be a big one. Um and you said something up, you know, I'm just going to move on here. I, my brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got great questions. <laughs> so, um, I do wish that played in with pre-bake OCCs. This is something that's uh, arrived a lot 
on Discord. And when I first heard it, I was like, you know what? That's a really good idea. Uh, would pre-bake the OCC skill percentages into the listing for the OCC. Why make me go look them up? And as somebody who's just recently made a Rifts character again, I was that flipping through. I never realized it was a problem before, maybe because I was just used to it. But yeah, I was like, if they were just right there in that column and all I have to do is add my int to it, oh, that, yeah, heck yeah, let's do that. Sure. No, that's a great idea. That's great feedback. Thank you. Uh, that, keep skipping that around here. Differently than in my head, but okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, for $10, thank you, weird guy. He says, uh, all I want is strike bonuses for melee and ranged have different terminology, such as plus one to hit versus plus one to aim. Then you won't confuse them and accidentally add them together. Oh, okay, okay. I, I, I get it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With, with, a, with an initial read through of melee and ranged combat, there is a common confusion with uh, what bonuses to use and what bonuses not to right. use. After, right. after, after you play it once to three times, you get it. But in the initial read-through and, and the first play, it's like, well, why, why doesn't my, my uh, 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 bonus work for range, but it, this bonus works for melee or vice versa? No, no. Why yeah. is it that you know, I have to use the, the, the skill bonuses, but I get to use my, my physical prowess bonus sometimes, but not other times? Right. I don't get it. I don't understand. That right. happens a lot. Right, and, but that, and part of it's because that those are both just strikes, right? So right, yeah. I, if my hand, the, hand I, I run this too, right? Yeah. Why don't they work the same? Yeah, I have good buddies. They're new, new, new to Palladium, right? And they're playing in my game, and they're saying, the hand-to-hand -hand bonus to strike does that apply when I shoot my gun? Because the hand, because that's where my actions for combat come from. You see what I'm saying? And yeah, and yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. We, 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 that is another. That's something we've already. The, the, we're aware of. we are aware of those things and we think those are great suggestions okay, okay. now uh i'm gonna i'm gonna decipher that for everyone watching when, whenever sean or kevin say that's a great suggestion that means they already have approved something about it to to change <laughs> in the future but they're not going to tell you that's pretty much what it means. So it's heathen they, dog they, is translating already, already about it to, to, to such a fashion that they've written something down or they've gone they've gone so far as to oh no we've already fixed it we're just not going to tell you yet i'll add one more to that Timestamp it and bring it up to kevin five years from now and say <laughs> why didn't you do that one no just kidding. uh we get a conversion guide for existing palladium rifts material to suede no no Same. that's that's what the suede books are i mean that's what that's what the savage rifts books are if you look at them they are conversion material as fast as we can convert it and include some adventures with just the minimal breakdown of the world and the factions to do it minimal justice. You know, the Savage Worlds books, the, at the very first page of the Savage Rifts uh, material, there is a list um, in a sidebar that says, these are all the book, Palladium books that we brought this material from. The books are not intended to replace the Palladium books. If you want to learn more about Lemuria or Atlantis, or you know whatever and you have the atlantis and the demon seas book for savage rifts go read those books too right this is your entry point this has all the rules conversions and the gear conversions and uh you know new powers and and you know bio wizardry you know rules and tattoo magic and stone magic rules mm -hmm. so that you can play this stuff and we give you an overview enemy statistics and adventures i mean it's it's if you look at it it's very it's it's a minimum of world building 
Um, okay. But I mean, I still think that we do a good job with those I books. Um, Kevin said he was blown away at how briefly those books can introduce a lot of the details. Um, but it's not meant to be the deep dive. But yeah, that that that's as fast. We're doing it as fast as we can. Same thing with the Titan Robotics. I've got in the um, conversion stuff for the um, Titan Robotics book and the, uh, um, well, I guess the the uh, the Cyberworks collection, including like mechanoids and stuff like that. And it's you know that's one of the reasons we did that is it's, that's we can do it now or you can wait. Who knows how long? So we're trying to do that now uh, while we can. You know, uh, you know, okay. as a as a bonus for the Titan Robotics um, Kickstarter, for instance, right. right? So. Okay. For $5, Keith Hunt for Super Chat. Thank you very much. Maybe not do a full Rift's Aftermath for the Minion War on Rift's Earth, but a nice long section Rifter number 86 would sure hit the spot. Oh, we're not, we're not, we're not to that point yet. No. There are some books coming um, that are part of the ongoing progression of the Minion War story. So, like, for instance, Rift's uh, Manhunters, right? Coalition Manhunters yeah. had a lot of stuff about that. Titan Robotics has a lot of stuff about... Yeah, the Disavowed Will... Yeah. Uh, coalition uh, arsenal. arsenal. Yeah. yeah. Just a couple more here before we go on to talking. On, no, wait, wait, wait. The, the whole, the whole uh, putting official stuff in non-official books always makes me so sad. I want to kick my dog. Oh, <laughs> poor doggy. All right. No, horrible idea. Horrible idea. So, so Rifter, not... the Rifter is 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 going to basically remain non-official, right? If it's official, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You, you start doing that. Right. You you start diluting your IP and it it, it becomes see through and garbage. So yeah, yeah that, that's, that's always a bad idea. That was something that was fact, out. Who, who asked that question? Ban that person. Hey, it's <laughs> five dollars. It's a five dollar super chat. I'm not banning somebody who pays five dollars. Oh, I've seen it in multiple chats. Five dollars brought you one more <laughs> chance, Kevin. Ban him. Watch your P's and Q's, son. Right. <laughs> and. You know, for for some folks out there, holy smoly, Palladium is real. Yes, it is real. It's very real. What you think we wrote this shit? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do we have here? Kevin's attention to details amazing, even when dealing with superpowers, which has inspired me on my own RPG, but has also caused massive delay to finish it. <laughs> Welcome to <Okay>. writing books. <laughs> I'm sure Ke Kevin is is going to be much more articulate than this, but. When 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 you want massive detail, you're going to get massive delays, unless you you really really have a system. And I would love to know Kevin's system that answers this question. How do you deal with such great detail, but also get your books out while you know you're uh, a whole other generation of people aren't living and dying? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I write pretty quick. <laughs> oh, thanks a lot. That helps one. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it is always tricky. I, I, when people ask me what's the hardest thing about writing a role-playing game, uh, I always say it's figuring out what does not go in the book. Because um, mm. it's always that balancing act of what's really important, what's good. You know, and over the years, I've gotten better at, you know, sitting back and going, why is this in the book? Why did I put this in the damn book? Uh, you know, this should be an NPC. It should not be a, a player character. Or an OCC. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it shouldn't be an OCC. It should be an NPC um, and stuff like that. But, it, yeah, it, it's always tricky. And you got to be careful not to get too bogged down. In, in the details, uh, you know, think about your audience. Think about if you were buying and playing this game, 
you know, what is it that you really want? What is it you're really looking for? Because there's been some arguably great games that were close to unplayable um, that's come out over the years because of the amount of, of, of detail. Um, so you don't want to bog it all down with detail, but you want to capture enough of it. And then what's fun, you know, the, the thing that really helps me is I sit back and go, what will make this a more fun experience for the players and the game master? Um, detail in the right areas too. For instance, um, the ley lines and rifts are really fleshed out. But the first time Kevin saw someone who had talked a lot about the ley line concept, um, write about it. It was only a few paragraphs. Yeah. Um, this is on for the original beyond the supernatural, yeah. right? So, yeah. um, you know, just a, sometimes it's like, you know, Kevin is really good at that at saying, Hey, this is a really cool idea. We need to expand it and blow it up. You know, and that's, that's, that can be real challenging. Um, cause I could write all day about what, you know, <laughs> yeah. Argent Goodson and Colonel Larson do on vacation together. But, <laughs> um, and that'd be actually maybe really fun to write, but I mean, is that, you know what's the main point that's relevant for yeah. the damn source book, exactly right? i always think about <laughs> what is relevant to the to the player and in, in the gameplay right um, i mean what, what I've, I've never i've never tried to, to write a game system but whenever i'm whenever i'm outlining or fleshing out an adventure or a campaign what i what i what i do is uh uh is a uh a dating trick where you 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 think of your perfect partner and you write down the the top five or top ten things you want in your perfect soulmate. Choose That's three good. if there's five, choose five if there's ten, lose the others. So when, yeah. when when I'm thinking of an adventure, I think of that. What do I want to put in this thing? And I'll write five things or ten things. And I'll say, okay, if I wrote five things, I eliminate two. I stick with the, my, my top three. If I wrote 10 things, I eliminate five. I stick with my top five and go from there. That always, that always helps me get to the end in some kind of, you know, normal human time frame. That's actually pretty good advice. Surprisingly. Uh, <laughs> yes. Good. Got the dig in too. I'm clipping that, that with the dig. That yes. Oh, <laughs> just wait till we get to witches and shifters. Oh my goodness. See, see okay. Kevin's Kevin's starting it early because he yeah, knows he's, he's got to get his licks in before he starts crying. But hey, let's give Kevin some good news. You can tell I just bought the Dead Rain PDF. Yay! Oh. All right, Victor. You'll enjoy it. Okay, I'm um, going to kind of say, again, no hard segues here or anything like that, but I do want to uh, kind of switch tones. This is going to be a little bit more of a lightning round, if you want to call it that. Answer answer how you see fit. But some of these questions, I know you've answered a lot before, even when you were here. So uh, just people keep asking them, so I want to keep bringing them up. Yeah. No, and the first one is, and this one actually is one that I, I so totally support as far as a question. I would really love to be able to get both a physical copy and a PDF from the Palladium store. I don't like giving drive through RPG money. I'll give Big Geek Emporium money and I'll give Palladium store money. I don't want to give it to drive through RPG. So to, to buy separately is kind of a pain in the butt. We'd really like to make that happen. Yeah. Um, one thing that, that we have on, uh, in the works in the background is mm -hmm. a new store. Um, a new new web store um, yeah. with completely new programming and everything. And um, that is going to be compatible with different solutions to that problem. But right now, um, we I've actually spent a lot of time with Wayne looking for solutions on that with our current yeah. merchant software. And it's just, it's not possible 
without, I mean, it, especially when we already have another store in development, but we are right there with you. You know, well, the other thing is, you know, Hey, guess what? That's a great way for, for, for fans to support us. When you, if we could sell the PDFs through our own store, yeah. then we don't have to give anything away to, to, to drive through. Right. So then all of your funds are coming to help support palladium. So no, we, we're, we're totally on that. Uh, we think that's a really important move. Um, and not just because, you know, we don't like drive through or something, but just because, We'd rather have all that under one roof. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, we got a lot of little things going on behind the scenes. We do. We have that, a lot. Of, it's it's it well, takes, not even so little. Right. Know, and but, we, it takes time. And so when, yeah. when Kevin says we're doing all this stuff, there's a lot of things like this that yeah. we are working on. It does take time. It takes time to also bring to fruition. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, could make make things a lot better for everybody. So. Okay. Now let's, let's flip that flip that around for a moment. Now there are folks who are like, "Hey, I've got PDFs. I'd love to have print on demand." That's tricky. It gets right a now. little trickier in the sense that uh, quality and price. Yeah. Okay. I mean, quality and price. Okay, you so could order. You is, could order yeah, print on could, demand books through uh, through drive through for no, our, our PDFs, that, right? No, not, we don't have. We don't allow that. We don't allow because that. we. Because the quality is so bad. You can't yeah, guarantee we, the quality of the product, so you don't want to put your name on it. And the price also is very high because I've ordered stuff that was print on demand through drive through, right? Yeah. I paid the premium to have them print it. I was not impressed with the result, yeah. right? And I'm not, no shade yeah, on drive through. Yeah. It's just, it's a technological hurdle mm -hmm. that is slowly improving over time. But that's one of those things that right now, what we're doing, what, what the way we do it, we why we do it. Why we do it? How we do it is because we're trying to get people the best product at the best price. Yeah, a great example. And again, drive-through is just trying to help. But um, you know, people sometimes complain about the quality of some of the PDFs. And and the thing is, we were to do a quality PDF that we were shooting from the original key-lined pages because uh, all our early books were physically pasted up on mm -hmm. board, uh, and, and then cleaned exist, up, and they look beautiful that way. But it was taken forever, and drive-through said, "Send us a bunch of your books. We'll just chop off the, you know, chop off the spine. We'll run them through our machine. We can do like a hundred books in a week." And we're like, "Great!" And they only charge, you know, some small amount of money to do it, and the quality is real and even. That's and that's and, why, for instance, with the Titan Robotics Kickstarter, part of it is remastering the yeah. all the books that make up the Cyborgs collection. Because guess what? <laughs> that's a that's like a lot of, of work and you're <laughs> gonna get a way better PDF with bookmarks and stuff like that out the other side. Yeah. But the problem was before it was just scans because yeah. there was no yeah. digital version of right. source book two mechanoids. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and lots of other books. And lots of other books. So, <laughs> of other so, books, so yeah. that's one of those things that to explain to fans too, you know, we offered that I think some people get it, I think some people don't. But you know, for anyone who maybe doesn't, like that's part of it is is when we do this, we plan on doing that going forward. When we do future books, as other associated books, we're going to offer the same thing where we will remaster them, and that's okay. because that's actually going to really help us, you know, uh, be able to do. Because if that book doesn't exist in any sort of digital format, it is a lot of work to get that into oh, yeah. InDesign, right? Um, and bookmarked and all the the cool. Yeah beautiful stuff that we like to do so anyways i used to have to do that kind of page layout because i was a graphic artist in the air force back right. in the early 90s so the whole blue pencil the the tape you know putting the tape on to get everything in there adjusted just right oh yeah i thank god for page maker and now indesign uh, <laughs> hang on, hang on. The, the, the whole print on demand thing 
from from my understanding of it from the outside is uh there there are three different levels of print on demand and only two of them are good the problem is they're both the most expensive there is the handmade one at a time. You got guaranteed quality made by monks on top of a mountain, whatever you say it is. But, you know, leather, yeah, leather bound, beautiful calligraphy, but that's going to cost you a hundred bucks. And then there's the, there's the super high end, you know, uh, mass production type, but it's super high end to get that good quality you want. But again, hundred bucks, it, it sucks. And then there's the middle, which is what drive through RPG does. And the, the technology well, isn't well, there not, to make that. Well, there's, yeah, there's, well, it, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not just them. It, it, any company that, that I used that as an example because we were talking about it. Sure. But, but any company that specializes on, uh, on print on demand, what it is is you have a printer who is set up to do a particular kind of run of books. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the digital process these days, you know, you can print one or a thousand. It's not a big deal. But, you know, the thing is, they're, they're usually set up to take a particular type of paper, which isn't going to be the best because that company needs to make money on what they're printing. Right. You know, it gets kind of funky. And no, I, I understand. Yeah. The, what, what I was yeah. saying, the, the, the technology to make that middle of the road option acceptable to you is not there. I get it. But yeah, yeah. playing yeah. devil's advocate, I will say that your quality has never been there. Oh, why would I say that? Because every single Palladium book I've ever bought has the has the film. The little oh, the film, cover. The, <laughs> the, 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 the cover peels away. It's got oh look at Sean is like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Sean, come on now. You know what I'm talking about. No, no, no. Every, but it lasts like, I my my riffs book is 30 oh, no, years no, no, old. No, 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 I I have I'm plenty not, of other I'm, books I'm, that have fallen apart fun. from everybody else from the same era. And they yeah. did not survive the, the way that no, my you're right. Book you're you're right. Film mine down. That's nasty. Yeah, the film will peel a little bit, but it's still the, the cover's still I know, there. I know, I know, I know. I'm making fun. Point. Kevin knows. Look at Kevin. He's laughing. He, he knows. Kevin knows. Yeah. No. Seriously. All the rest. Of Every Palladium book has the peel apart. If if you do a PDF to print, you have to tell the manufacturer of this print you gotta have no, the no, no, goddamn no. peel. Oh, you son of a bitch! You have you to. gotta have the peel, or else it's not palladium. But <laughs> no, shut the up! Palladium peel. It's the palladium, the palladium peel. peel. Oh, in twenty years, you can peel the cover off of your book too. <laughs> oh, it'll just naturally happen as long as you use it. No, See, it that's how you know happens. if the books yeah, were here's, used. Here's my nineteen ninety four wrist book. It's got the peel. It's got the peel. My uh, my uh, ninjas super spies has the peel. My my heroes unlimited has the peel. They yeah. all have the peel. My, all my, of them. My, my, but my but as you can see from the book itself, it's good. It is also still more than serviceable. There's not yeah. a single page missing. The binding is still perfect. Unlike unlike the stupid ass. Uh, Star Trek Adventures book oh, God. that I had for a week, and the pages started fucking falling out. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> Piss me off. He should be pissed too because he's the one who bought it for me. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> well, print on demand, by the way. <laughs> I feel be I feel better with how much you hated it that it was worth the purchase. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so, so on, on the topic of uh, of again products we'll say um are there any new miniatures in the work or oh look at that uh, yeah oh his isn't just peeled his is chewed oh That's yeah awesome. chewed. What, 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 would you have a sharpe do that what happened no, I, I wore through the front of the book 
That's no, awesome. I've used it. I've used it too much. See? No, that's no, what no. When you, what it is? You can't you use to, it too much. You have to trim See? your that's fingernails. The you have to trim your fingernails because when you have you long fingernails, it. that's what there's happens. Not, there's no nail marks. It's it's evenly worn down. <laughs> no, but but there but there is truth to this. It's it's funny, there but there's truth to this. Sustains, though. <laughs> These books do last, and and they I last. don't know what kind of soft cover binding you use compared to other companies, but none of my Palladium books have. I don't know what you put in there, yep. but Jesus. Yeah, none of my, my Palladium books have fallen team. apart. Yep. And Every and I've used TMT and Robotech a lot. So, but um, so so three D printing. Do you have? Are you basically? It's it's a general uh, miniatures question. Uh, do you have any plans to sell STLs for people who have 3D printers, or do you have plans to create more miniatures soon in the future? Because there are some people chomping at the bit, apparently, for some Riffs miniatures. Yeah, they say that. They do. <laughs> but they, they won't buy it. it. <laughs> it's, it's like well, Twitter. Sort of, sort of. I mean, we're going to have to do a review of that. We've been talking about that for a while. We're going to have to really look at the numbers because people say, we want minis, we want minis, we want minis. Oh, we want beautiful minis. We've got beautiful resin minis. And then online, everyone's like, well, they're not STLs, so I'm not going to buy them. But these are the same people that, you know, a year and a half, two years ago, three years ago, were saying, oh, if you had minis, I'd buy them. Well, we have beautiful minis and you're not buying them. So we're going to have to really look at those numbers because we're a business. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and it costs a lot to sculpt beautiful minis. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it really and, costs. Well, and and the, the whole thing with, uh, with selling just the file. You know, you, you sell it once and it's, it's, it's like, it's like a Napster. You sell it once and now, now everyone's got it. No one else has right, to right. buy how it. Right, right. How are we supposed to make back that? I, so exactly. I, 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 I know a little bit about that this too. I used you know? to work for Games Workshop as a store manager. I yeah. had the tour of their whole facility um, back when their headquarters were in Maryland. Um, I know about the economics involved. I mean, it's, it is, it, 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 well, we're a book company, mm -hmm. so we're not plating miniatures. <laughs> um, we're playing books, but if there's anybody who owns a miniatures company that does a great job and want to come talk to us about licensing different settings, we'd love to talk to you. But if, unless you're a pro and you have done things before and you can show us, you're probably um, not going to get the cost effective and, and have the quality that, 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 you know, the minimum quality you're looking for. Right. And I'm, what, what I'm saying too, is if you really want the minis, then go buy the ones we already have. But yeah, we're not yeah. going to do the STL thing. Yeah, it's it's more expensive, <laughs> but they'll last uh, almost as long as the books. Right. So yeah, we want those resin ones are beautiful. I mean, it's they're amazing quality, and I've just been really surprised because we have been selling a number of them. They've done really well on the add-on store for Titan Robotics, mm -hmm. and as part of the campaign. So I've been really happy with that. But we're really going to have to look at those numbers. I mean, it's just as a guy who loves minis. I'm all, but that's, you see, there's a little bit of like me going like, that's what you say, because <laughs> I'm getting annoyed with it at this point, because we have fans. In case say, you couldn't tell. I want, I want your, yeah. I want minis. It's like, well, buy the damn ones we have that are beautiful. It's beautiful. Leyline Walker and, 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 uh, you Juicer know, Juicer and, and Glitter Boy and all types of stuff. And see, I'm, I'm on the flip side of that one. I don't like minis. I yeah. want, I play my games up here. Now I like maps in an abstract manner because I like to kind of know the general lay of the land. I hate hex grids. I'll I'll, I'll play BattleTech if I want that. And uh, uh, I don't I don't like this this whole square thing like D and D does. I just want to play the game. 
Like, like yeah. I, I, and, and for me, that's it's a role playing game. So I want to have it in my imagination. But that's also I'm a different type of player in that regard. There are the mini players and then there are the theater, more theater, the mind players and the people in between. So uh, I couldn't I like imagine to playing I riffs like to, from tactical to theater. Right. I like to mm -hmm. do both. So I see it or the paper, the, 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 yeah. what do they call them? They, the pawns, the pawns, um, mm -hmm. yeah, the, the pinnacles, yeah. uh, they, they, they call it the pawns. We have those available through the, uh, Titan robotics, uh, back kit as well. Um, as part of that campaign, those are pretty beautiful cardboard minis. The, the art's really nice. The colors are they're really die nice. cut. Okay. The wonderful thick yeah. material to last forever. You get, I don't know, ridiculous, like 12 sheets. There's like, uh, over a hundred pawns in the first. I have a bunch of Arknight uh, uh, standees. I think I'm supposed to call them. Uh, so I, have, I, I get that. That's more of my yeah, style. So something I can put up here. Those are different, but yeah, mm -hmm. similar kind of right. And that, and then, so, idea. yeah, yeah. So, but uh, those are great too. And if you want something, people are like, we want minis, but then do you really want them? Do you really want to paint all of them just for one encounter? Right. I mean, I could get having minis for say coalition troops and you know major characters like Lime Walkers and Glitter Boys. Do, do you really want like minis of a bunch of random rifts monsters though? If you're only going to use them once or twice in the camp, you know, in years of a campaign or something. So I don't know. That's where it's sometimes it's like the paper pawns might be a really great option as well, because you've got a sure. big breadth there and it looks, looks surprisingly good on a tabletop. I'm with you. I, I'm not really a miniature guy. I mean, I appreciate them and I appreciate the art that goes into them. I appreciate, I think the people who paint those things and do magnificent jobs are, a insane and 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 b you know amazing. But, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, that's not me. <laughs> me either. The channel I watch here, the GM Zelkov. Shout out to him. Really great, absolute magnificent painter. Good, good RPG guy as well. Um, people should check him out. But uh, yeah, I'll watch him paint, and I'm like, I don't understand why you have the patience for that. Like, I just don't get it at all. But then again, I have the patience to sit here and. You don't know, read role-playing game books. Other people are like, why would you just read a book that you're going to use once and go away? I'm like, ha I'm not using it once. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but a comment just came in the chat, and it's also the next one on my list here of questions that came from our Discord. Virtual tabletops. Again, I know we asked this one last time that you are here, Kevin, but uh, such as Foundry uh, for the Palladium rules. Apparently, there are Savage rules, uh, rules yeah. out there, and the specific comment that I got was essentially, this gives concern for people who think that Palladium is going the Savage rules route and will possibly be phased out because... More games are now being played on VTTs than, well, they say than in person. I don't believe that. Um, but it's highly popular, and there isn't a Palladium version of that. So what, well, what do you guys have to say? Part of that comes from, again, the misunderstanding that the Savage Worlds rules uh, version of Rifts is something that Palladium initiated, right? That's not, that's someone paying a royalty to Palladium to be able to do that. So that's, it's not like Kevin chose Savage Worlds as the phase out Palladium or something. Correct. Um, and that is not my intention at all either. I have zero interest in that. Um, but uh, but yeah, what do you think about? I mean, BTT is. Cool. I mean, it's something we want to do, but again, it's it's not fast, cheap, or easy to do right. Right. So that's where we're at. Um, we're trying to uh, strengthen our foundation and right. focus on what we know yeah. best, which is books at the moment. Yeah. And then when we have more financial resources um we will do more on the virtual tabletop but no you're not going to see something this year and you're not going to see something probably even next year unless something happens unless someone approaches us or you know we win the lotto and 
<laughs> you know, all right, programmers, <laughs> start approaching. <laughs> and Foundry, Foundry is the best but, place but, to start. But 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 don't. One thing I'll say is people approach us. Don't take this the wrong way, but we need professionals to approach us, mm -hmm. right? That's part of the reason that Savage Worlds, that Pinnacle got the license to do Savage Rifts. They've done a lot of things before. If you haven't done it before, we're going to be very skeptical and mm -hmm. don't be surprised. We say mm, probably thanks, not right no now. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's not meant to be mean at all. That's just, we need to focus because th that stuff like that. If we talk to everybody that came to us and just said, I, you know, would like to do X, Y, Z that we spend half our time just doing that. We get stuff, we get requests um, and inquiries about that. And it's not, I'm not trying to be mean or anything. Yeah. It's just, if you want to, we've, we, we've had, um, a couple of companies, real companies, for instance, reach out to us about licensing, plating rules and or settings. So, you know, and we'll have conversations with them. Right. Um, but right. if you haven't done anything before, then we then we might say, you know, don't be surprised if we say this isn't what we're looking for. Right well, now. well, and think about it just from a practical point of view. If you're an individual, I don't care how supremely talented you are. We then run the risk of what happens if you can't complete the job, what happens if you get hit by a bus and um the other thing is is if you if we say we gave someone a license to do something well then what if someone that was eminently capable came along six months later and had a proposal we would then have to turn them down because we like we 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 Essentially, waste well, that, that could something. happen with anyone. I mean, that, that's just bad luck at that point. But, there, but like, there's oh. a due diligence. Well, no, but the involved. point is, is it, it's not bad luck if you if you cut out people that aren't likely to succeed from the equation, then you don't get yourself occupied. And, and, by and we run into yeah, you're right. They're they're not likely to get hit by a bus. You know, that was sort of an extreme example. But we've had numerous people who've reached not, out. That's the problem. Getting hit by a bus isn't the problem. It, Finishing the job. Yes, the or, or doing it right, and that's part of that. We, yeah. We've had a number of people who are super passionate in, in the past who came to us and we said, yes, go for it, run with it. And then a third of the way through, they go, oh, man, this is so much work. And I, I, my wife had a baby and, mm -hmm. you know, golly, uh, I'm being transferred to, you know, Utah. And uh, and meanwhile, Kevin's spending 10, 15 hours a week communicating with this yeah. with this person, trying to give them support, writing approvals, up approvals and do it, writing up uh other contracts, specs for them specs, getting yeah. art scanned for them yeah okay so then at the end of the year there's one last book that kevin could have written or two yeah all, or two. all those hours are gone yeah right yeah. they're just gone yeah. right yeah they're just it gone and so that's why it, it, I, I might sound like pretty like hardcore like really hardcore on that stuff but it's because this is a business if we don't run it like a business there will be no palladium books yeah okay well, not, Speaking, not only is it oh, business Hang on. Speaking of the whole, this is a business thing, the whole VTT idea, stay away from it for now. Don't even entertain it for now <laughs> until you see what happens with that one D&D, D&D Beyond bullshit, where, mm. where they're they're trying to nickel and dime everyone who uses it to death to, to turn tabletop role-playing into a fucking uh, pay-to-play video look, game. Look, because right now if that, hang on, hang on. If that <laughs> works, if they make money on it, Everyone's going to do it to stay competitive. And if you do that, I'll disown you. <laughs> well, then I, will, not, I will egg your your place and home, your place of business and your home every week until the day I die or I happen to be in jail because of it. I saw that. Here comes a restraining order. Kevin, Kevin knows I've been talking about this since we started talking years ago. Um, that, you know, Wizards has been replacing um, 
writers and me mechanic designers with software developers and Microsoft CEOs mm -hmm. quite some time at many levels. Um, and th no, no shade on them. Hey, I think oh, they're oh, going to no, make all the shade on them. Stop guess what? Guess what? <laughs> Almost no one else in the space has the money to do what they're doing. So that's don't worry. We're not going to like well, if we tried to do that. I don't know if we could do well, that. And, and but the point is, is books are doing great. Titan Robotics is a very successful Kickstarter. That's awesome. In the back, it's going great too, right? Yeah. Um, you know, so hey, we're focused on books. Yeah, yeah none of that's dead. And, and bear in mind, Heathen Dog, get back to perception and degree. Just because that's the way they're doing virtual tabletop doesn't mean that's the way we or anyone else has to do it. And no, they're, that, they're creating that something true. that's a hybrid. It's not even going to be what you would think of as a virtual tabletop like you see for Savage Rifts or something. Right. What they're doing is is a completely different hybrid thing. Yeah. Of money, grab. Money, grab. No. money grab. No, well, everything's well, a money grab. Everything's yeah. a product. Um, but so there's no shade on that. But and I'm sure they'll make lots of money. But, you know, it's 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 a different thing. It's a different thing than even than what a normal VTD yeah, the, is. The, the uh, problem my, with, with a right. successful business model that uh, that that seemingly or overtly takes advantage of people. Uh, once it succeeds, everyone else in the same space will do it. I mean, look I mean, at PC gaming microtransactions. Exactly, it succeeded, and now everyone jumped on it. And then, right. and then lawmakers, especially in Europe, are like, "No, that's just gambling. That's illegal." And then, yeah, and then, okay, we got to switch around. Wait, wait. <laughs> you know, let, let 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 someone else go there first. It's it's the 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 greatest way to survive a trap. Go second. <laughs> I, I wish them i wish them all the luck and all the best you know I, I, just like i do the rest of the creators the rising tide lifts all ships you know we're focused on we're focused on books we're not we don't we don't want to get distracted by Good. all this other jazz books that, and role playing yeah 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 well, what's what's cool about that is uh you say yes there's the business aspect of it and i think when the business aspect takes over and i've said this on some other live streams we'll just say less professionally than this i i i think that that uh that actually dumbs down the product and the fact that you adamantly want your product to stay pure for lack of a better word right now to be what is in your vision and not worry about other the non other nonsense that's out there is actually the selling point is actually a strength for why palladium is only in say it's second edition why we can go back 40 years and see some of the same stuff instead of rehash over and over and over again we have expansion upon 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 it's it's 92 books and you don't need all 92 books but it's got 92 there if you want right but well, we got like they all work with settings, each other right yeah exactly right, we have 10 plus exciting settings you like you you know one you know one guy likes you know zombies the other one likes fantasy you know, superheroes superheroes kung fu we got it all and if you like riffs, you just mash them all together, one big snowball, and see what happens. <laughs> so with that said, are there any licenses you wish you could have obtained? And the example somebody sent me, I didn't know this, so you can refute this or tell me it's true. One of my favorite games out there you almost got, which was a West End game Star Wars. Apparently, yeah. that, the, now I'm not talking about the business side, but are there any are there any licenses that, man, I wish I could have got my hands on that one that you tried for? Yeah, you know, um, um... Star Wars, of course. In fact, we, we were the, the last company to bow out of the bidding on, on that when West End got it. They had more money, and we we're like, oh, well. And, more money uh, than you were willing to. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, 
at one point we went after Marvel superheroes and oh, wow. we were, about, yeah, we were about to nail that deal down when, uh, Watsy stepped in and said, uh, gosh, we'll, we'll pay you even more than what Palladium is paying. I mean, we we're ready to drop contracts and, and Marvel superheroes. Don't do it. And- Ethan dog. Don't do it. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. You, I, I, I really, really don't think you could have done any better than this. I really don't think that this, that this is, this is the, the pinnacle of, of uh, comic book gaming right here. He didn't this need to. It. He's got heroes unlimited. Just saying. Yeah. Pure, pure comic book gaming. This is it. Superhero <laughs> gaming. Okay. That, that's a conversation. I'll, you, I'll take your word for it. it. But, but yeah, Star Wars, Marvel superheroes, alien versus predator. Um, X-Files when it was hot. Um, we went after all those and would have liked to have gotten them. Would X-Files have been something that could have merged with or would have been separate from, say, Beyond the Supernatural? Oh, yeah. No, it would have been separate, been but, but you could have easily, you know, used them. them together, yeah. Because uh, yeah. we called that the X-Files game a couple of times when yeah. we were doing the review of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so which book was the hardest of the ones in the collection so far? Which was the hardest one to get right? Like, like it just... For whatever reason, it wasn't falling into place, but finally, after it was produced, so it has to be a book in that's out there, uh, like this finally turned out the way you wanted it to. Um, I, two books immediately come to mind um, Palladium Fantasy, because that was the first that really, I mean, the first fully yes, Mechanoid, book book. Right. Yeah. Mechanoids yeah. came out, but it was drawing from stuff that I was already building on for Palladium Fantasy. And, you know, so that was tough because, you know, that was when I was originating the rules and there was tons and tons of years of playtesting and, you know, trying to decide how we're going to format things and then having to fight with distributors on not shrink wrapping the goddamn book and let people be able to flip through it and see the art and everything in it. That was a battle all by itself. You wouldn't think so, but it was. Uh, and another book that comes to mind is Beyond the Supernatural Second Edition. Oh, to, to, to really make it work to, to in to be a modern game that didn't feel contrived with okay. the we saw it with the psychic, the psychic, well, just the way ISP the way and PPP you had a way psychic abilities and magic. Like, and when, when you come into work. contact with the supernatural, how you gain more. Abilities. Right, right. You, you, you get the you get the multiplier boost. Yeah, that, that actually took it took me like two months to write that those two freaking pages. Um, and, and I don't feel so right. bad anymore. <laughs> you should. It's been more than two months for you, slacker. <laughs> that's, a, that's a tough thing when you're writing a book. Sometimes you run into something and you're like, oh, and you get stuck, right? And so you got to get it right. And and that's But that's the difference between a book that people want to read 20 years later and ones that they've forgotten about 20 years ago. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So on the flip side, got a lot of alternating questions here. Which book was the closest that you would call to perfection? The, the, this is the epitome that you're going to put up on the wall, at least for now, till the next book comes out, of course, that you'd say, this is the best one we have done. And all of them know. is not an answer. <laughs> I, I was going to say none of them. Oh, wow. I, I, I don't know if any of them are. Wow, that, that went south real quick. All right. <laughs> are, are, are perfect. Um, riffs. <laughs> Original edition. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, uh, you know, uh, I think Robotech came close. Um, okay. Especially the original Robotech. Cause I mean, yeah. I think it's a very loyal and accurate adaptation adaptation. Uh, and while well, I spent like months and months and months of research and, and 
you know, watching the series and analyzing the series and doing freeze frame and counting fucking missiles. Because uh, that, you know, that information wasn't available. You know, how many you missiles? Know, I laugh at that, but you know how pedantic people are. And somebody would have done that. No, Kevin, there's no four missile launcher in Robotech. <laughs> exactly. Um, so while I did months of research on it, um, I, I, I banged that son of a gun out in three and a half weeks. Wow. When I just sat down to write it, it was just there. So, uh, just flowed out of you in order for some magic reason. And Atl yes. Atlantis did similarly, too, right? So. Yeah, Rift Atlantis was the uh, same thing. Um, Sentinels was also, that took me like four and a half weeks, but it's a bigger book. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, Eric Woodrick wrote TMNT. Again, there were like months and months and months where he and I were talking about the concept behind it, how mechanics should work, that kind of thing. And then when the original author turned in a piece of... Uh, an unacceptable manuscript. Um, garbage fire. You know, garbage. Eric sat down and, 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 and wrote it. He was so fired up. He wrote it in four and a half weeks. Well, so. no, I mean, it's not he was so fired up. He says, God, this is what I got to beat? I do it in my sleep. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I can't fail now. I mean, the bar is set so low, you can't even trip on it. Like, okay, fine. I, and whoever, whoever wrote that, that first thing, we're not going to say your name, and mainly I'm not going to because I don't know it. <laughs> wow so now now a little bit more book specific now not quite into uh heathen dogs area because i know i just might as well walk away when that starts because he's gonna have some fun um but are there any planned follow-ups to mutants in orbit uh, specifically the rift side see i use it for tmnt i don't care about the rift side but apparently there are people that want to know if there's gonna be more involved with that on the rift side of uh of uh, mutants in orbit i see quizzical looks maybe mm. Sort of. That means they haven't they haven't seriously thought about it. Yeah. We, we, we actually no, have we actually discussed have, it. Yeah. We actually discussed it. Um, there, I, let's say there are really big things we want to do first. Awesome. No, there you go. That's a good answer. I mean, because it's it, uh, yeah. Shit. If you ask him, like, I love most of the properties. I, I've never even played Recon, but I've read through it, and I'm like, I love tactical war games, right? So I'm mm -hmm. like, Kev. I would love to reboot Recon as a, I'd love to write a modern war game like that, and where it's more on the tactics with, you know, lighter role playing, and you know, there, but I'd love to write half of the, yeah, you know, I'd love, love yeah. to Mechanoids, do a new edition of all types of stuff, uh, yeah. you know, Phase World, you yeah. know, as its own setting, and you know, all that kind of stuff, but, um, you know, its own core game, but, which is why you know, he's the guy. But yeah, I'm very happy with that kind of stuff, right? And so there's a lot of things that we'd love to do. Um, mm -hmm. And there's a lot of things that, though, that if, you know, we that just that, th things like that, that's really cool, but it's it doesn't come before some other stuff. Okay. Um, and I'm sure that's going to be a very similar answer for the next couple out there. Um, sure, how, about we're happy to how about a Riff's Laszlo book beyond the manuscript phase? Apparently somebody's got a manuscript of that one, but uh, it hasn't been turned into a real book. Yeah, that, that's definitely coming. Can't okay. say when. All right. Now, one well, that's a little bit near and dear to my heart. I oh, by the way, are, are you all aware of the um, – we, we added a, uh, a status page, a project status page, mm. to the Palladium website, an official project status page, so you can see what has just finished production, what, what our new releases are. Um, you can see what is in current production, um, what is in development, where manuscripts and art – 
are are boiling and then what is on like official hold and what's been officially canceled so that's a real great resource because we get a lot of questions where people say what about this book what about that book what about this thing i heard about 30 years ago you know what about this thing that someone told me in a rumor right so you can look on that page it should have everything for real quickly for the folks out there and uh i'm gonna just pop this up for a second there you go project status and you can see right there on the palladium page you're welcome (laughs) so (laughs) uh let me get back to Discord questions here. Now, this one's a little more near and dear to me, and I have seen an answer on this. Just want to know if the answer's changed. Uh, that's so. Somebody posted what I reworded it, but uh, outmoded equipment in games such as Heroes Unlimited, After the Bomb, or for me, Compendium of Modern Weapons. I love that book. So outmoded. to include things like uh, like uh, artificial intelligence. Uh, biotech and just new and improved modern theory crafty based on we'll say science that's from today vice 1990 well i think there's two we talk about this too you know part of this is when you write it up do you you era proof it right so for instance if you when i work on savage rifts we never include the number of teraflops or whatever Mm -hmm. on the personal computer we just focus on the game mechanic effects and describe what it can do. Oh, it's a holographic projector, or you know, it's a language translator, and this is what it does. We don't describe how many megabytes of RAM or the CPU or anything like that. Mm-hmm. If you do that, you kind of future-proof your equipment and gear. Um, and we look, we're looking to do that more in the future because, you know, it's like we want our books to be timeless. And when you have a twenty-year-old description of a personal computing device that includes stuff like that, that doesn't I got really. 10- memory it's great hang on hang on hang on no uh shadow run shadow run went a different way with that mm-hmm. it came out what 92 sure 90 for first edition yeah but but instead of using normal uh amounts of storage remember they made up their own thing mega pulses yeah. what's a mega pulse we're not telling you it's whatever you want it to be that's mm-hmm. a yeah we could do applied philobotanum for stuff like that and we probably will with some things right so it, you can go look that up on the internet, but yeah, it's, yeah. you know, it, then you're just making up language, but really the, the, the core idea is that it's, how does it affect gameplay? Right. I mean, yeah. And, and as far as updating some of those books, you know, maybe in, in the future, like, like one reason we had left, uh, you know, the compendium of modern weapons out because it wasn't up to date. And then we had so many requests for it. You know, Sean said, why don't we just call it, you know, modern weapons and, it covers the vast majority of it and guess what they're using right now in russia and ukraine but so if you add in drones that book is very relevant mm-hmm. right yeah. now and yeah. you know guess well, what it, it, it really helped have, that, that the russian have military equipment. hasn't built anything new in 20 years but yeah <laughs> that's as as someone who was a military analyst let me tell you china has poor knockoffs of the russian stuff in those books right i mean that's that's how most of the world works so the the compendium of modern weapons isn't as outdated as you think. It's sure, yeah, it doesn't have an M4 in it. Guess what? It has an M16. Go online. And so look so at you said something that's very important to me, uh, and something that I have a, a hard time explaining to people. And I don't know what this if it's a simulationist or I'm just horrible yes. at explaining it. But I can use that compendium of modern weapons book and just say it's this gun that does 3d6 because it's the same nine millimeter round yada yada 
But it doesn't. But that's not the same gut. No, it is. It's the same gut. I don't care about the feet per second. Well, if I look up in Jane's or in Wikipedia, it says that one fires 200 well, meters further. None of that, that matters. Does have, <laughs> that book does have a lot of details from Jane's, right? Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. it, that's what they use to, to produce it. And But there's also a table. I mean, there's just, yeah, you could go look up. Look, so when I, I used that book when I was working on Titan Robotics and some of the new weapons in there. Mm -hmm. to, to, to There's a table for your different, uh, you know, penetration value um, for your different um, rounds and damage mm -hmm. values for your different ballistic rounds. I use that for more to, to for more modern rounds that I put. Uh, I forget what it's the well the, the whatever the new um, ceramic cased ammunition or plastic case ammunition is that they're looking at for the U.S. U.S. military for the mm -hmm. battle rifle. Um, I have an equivalent in there in a in, in a in a new a new arms manufacturer um, one of the guns and so but I use that book to do it. So yeah, most of the stuff is right there. Yeah, we I would love to do it. We've talked about it. You know, it's well, it kind of gets about time I, and what's priorities. Ironically, and, it kind of gets back to what we were talking about earlier. With it's broken. A lot of people these days want the exact specific information <laughs> on that exact gun. They don't want to say, well, it's basically this. So, I'm going to use that. It, but it's like, but no, it's not that. And, and that's where it's sort of a different mentality these days. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying people want those kind of specifics. We'd love to go back and review a lot of those things. So sure. that, that I think there's a lot of value to that. And there's a lot of value uh, with those weapons compendiums that, that gamers love. I love, right? Um, and still love. So that's why we're printing the book again, right? Because at least it's out there, even if we haven't gotten a chance to update it yet. Well, and I want to mention too, that's a great, that particular book is a great example of us listening to our fans. We had gotten a number of people asking us for that book. And then at a, the Palladium Open House, a couple, you know, someone said, would you please re-release -re that? And, and, and numerous people were like, yeah, please. And Sean's like, afterwards, he's like, yeah, why, why don't we? Yeah, because I was told him we should like two months before that. And <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we, I guess we should. And we did. And, you know. Yeah, no, uh, but we'd love to go through a lot of that stuff and clean it up, right? Or update it and add new stuff or whatever. Um, there's a lot. But it's of, low priority. It, I mean, yeah, compared to, you know, other things that, you know, would we we better off, you know, doing X, Y, or Z, you know, things like that might need to take a back sure. seat till other things are developed first. Look, I, I agree. And, I, and I'm one of those people that I may have struggled with it years ago, especially in the nineties. But now when I look at it, I like that. It's like, now I'm creating more of my world. I don't want you to tell me the world. Give me your framework in the rules. Give me your framework in the setting and let me take it from there. And the other thing is, is yes. How, how, how usable is it right now? And would you rather have a new version of that or this Laszlo book that you were just mentioning? Me? No, I'm okay. just saying anyone, right? <laughs> right. Would you rather a new book or would you rather an updated version of an older book? I and mean, that's very that's very real re yeah. real question to ask because there's just two of us. Yeah. All right. It's time for me to stop beating around the bush. I got the big one. And, the, and then oh. I'm going to unleash Heathen Dog. All right. Uh, and that is, there's a huge desire from our Discord people. And I understand it. Whether you want to call it second edition, revised, third edition, a universal system, and, and that's kind of my, my uh, uh, take on it, uh, an updated, just reformatted 
core rules of Palladium. And here's my suggestion. Take it or leave it. Tell me I'm an idiot. That's fine. You're this idiot. is what I would oh, like I to see. Sorry. <laughs> you, you call me that don't jump the gun. Don't jump the gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he called me beforehand, so he's just adding yeah, on. Uh, is I would like Timing to see. I would like to see a core rule book with one single unified system. Every hand to hand basic is the same. Every hand to hand martial arts is the same. Every uh, skill is the same percentage. And then treat riffs, heroes unlimited, after the bomb, yada yada, as settings that say, well, in riffs. Computers aren't as relevant. So now everybody starts at minus 40% if you take this computer or whatever it happens to be. Have the setting take over, but have that universal system, so to speak. That would be my perfect world. Wake up in the morning, best bow tied Christmas gift ever. Great idea. Wonderful suggestion. Shut the hell up. That's, that's, that's <laughs> so, so, I mean, but other folks, like I said, they're calling like second edition, third edition. Are there any plans for something legit, legit plans for something like that in the near future? So our release, uh, our release window um, is stated on the website, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that goes with the publicly announced releases. That means no. Oh, I, I see. I see the grins. I think they're working on it, just not telling us yet. We'll go with that one. I'm we'll just gonna say yes. The publicly announced releases. We don't want to have uh, talk about anything that we might have in the works that is. No, not that's right. fair. Yeah, we have lots of things in the works. I mean, I'm still I, finishing up Titan Robotics, right? So you know, chop chop. No, but I, but I, oh, I had, wow. to, I, I had to ask that though because it, it, I don't think it anything is asked more than that one. Yeah. Uh, hey, and 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 I just want to say we, you know, we, we hear our fans and we appreciate and we, their input and feedback and ideas, and, and we are listening. And now, shut up, Max. Go make your own game. No, <laughs> so. We're going to get to some very book specific stuff now. I'm going to, I've got a couple here, but it's time for me to kind of relinquish a little bit for Heathen Dog and let him unleash a little bit because I'll, I'll calm it down some when we're done. Um, but he's got some questions. And I just want to say for the re- record, I love the Diabolist, although I don't think he's going to bring that one up. Maybe he will. Uh, I, I love will, the Diabolist and I would, and I would play one right now. <laughs> okay. But go All ahead, right. Heathen so, Kevin, a lot of your OCCs are are good not just uh mechanically but good role playing uh just uh full of a, a, a bucket full of role playing awesomeness like the uh a really good example is the juicer you know you you get this you get to be an unbelievable superman after 2 weeks but you're going to die in like 2 4 years or whatever how does your character deal with that overall and sometimes on a day-to-day basis and it's up to that specific character to role play their reaction to a chosen imminent suicide how do they deal with it it's a delayed suicide right yeah exactly yeah Yeah, it's it's hanging over your head it's it's the sort of it's the juicer sort of damocles just all the time you wake up it's there you go to bed it's there how does your character deal with it and uh, bad role players will just be nihilist and say, "Oh, f it." You know, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Everyone's going to die anyway. This is riffs. Look outside. You know, the, 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 we're we're all going to die at forty anyway. You know, whatever doesn't matter. And then then there's the people who really embrace that and move that into their role playing and move that into their decisions. You know, uh, the I, I had I had one role player who 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 played a juicer and it made him kinder. It made him more compassionate. You know, because he was going to die. He wanted to leave a mark on this world. But instead of just being a murder hobo, leaving a mark that way, 
he would never, ever pass a child in danger. Ever. It's like, no, I'm going to die. I I signed up for this. My my fate is done. But his fate, that's a 10-year-old little girl. Her fate is not going to be mine. Amazing amounts of role play. And for the uh, for the crazy, that that that's a good one too. A little harder to role play because it's forced role play <laughs> at that point because you're you're forced with with what should be a random psychosis every level or two or whatever. But it, it gives it gives a good player really options to shine or a mediocre player options to grow. I love it. And then we get the other side. <laughs> this is where Kevin the troll Sambita comes out. You're, you know, uh, you, you were, you were with a juicer, you were father Christmas and with these, you're just Krampus. Just, just awful. And we're, we're going to start with the least offender. That is the Diabolist, the least offender. I would never play it, but I understand it has its place. It's just that a Diabolist abilities are so one-sided that it's almost better for a Diabolist to be a hired NPC because they're so situational. Whereas every other, every other OCC has at least some ability to be useful in almost every situation. A Diabolist is very limited. Very limited what they can do. Very, very, very limited on, on when, their, when their abilities or, or special abilities can shine. Definitely requires time. Yeah, yeah, you, you got to have setup, you got to have a defensible position, and, and you got to make the enemy come to you in most cases, which is really limiting all of your strategic options for the entire party. Bad OCC. <laughs> but still playable. That's why I said the least offender. Still playable, rather be, rather be an NPC, but still playable. And then we get to the summoner. The summoner is a, a character in your in your group that ha- is holding a hand grenade with the pin out at all times. <laughs> Sooner or later, that's going to slip out of his hand and the whole group is going to be bombed. Because that's what these summoned creatures do. There's a 100% chance, sooner or later, your summoned creature is going to be free. And according to the book, there's only a 25% chance he fucks off away from you. The other 75% chance he's either ignoring you and staying in the world. Oh, don't worry. A a good GM will come back at you later with him. Or there's a 50% chance he's going to actively try and murder hobo you. And you know what? I can't blame him. What goes around comes around. Right. Exactly. You know, you, you had me under your goddamn heel for how many years at this point. Screw you, I'm killing you and your mama. You know, I get it. But the thing is, that is all the group is around him, right? Which means if he gets murdered, everyone else either has to come to his defense or go, fuck you, and and, and, and run away. You know, so it, it is a hand grenade just waiting to go off at any time. I would not play with a summoner as a, as a character. I wouldn't do it. I'm not going to do it. You are going to get me killed. When I least expect it. Maybe. Oh, no, when you definitely. most expect it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that would never would never play in a group with a summoner. Shouldn't be an OCC. It's a, it's a troll. It's beautifully done. 
let, let, let's let's get let's get Kevin in here because I know you got another one. Let's get Kevin in here too. To uh, well, do you uh, want to want to get the last one in there? Oh, there, there there's, there's two, two more. But, but <laughs> Kevin made the horrible horrible mistake of of turning turning all of these horrible OCCs into a single OCC in the Rips oh. Ultimate Edition. The Shifter. You done fucked up, Kevin. <laughs> wow. you, turned, you turned all of the horrible problems of the witch, the summoner, and the shifter and just rolled it up into one giant polished turd. I wanted to play a shifter, and he told me that I would not be allowed in his game if I did. No, because I don't hate the other characters. <laughs> I don't hate the other players. Well, if it's I your call. Everyone else to die, I would let someone play a shifter and just go, hee and it just, just for a great story. Time. Oh, it's a great story that no one will ever tell because everyone <laughs> died. <laughs> I don't know. Those are the ones I hear people retell a lot. Here's the problem with the Rift's Ultimate Shifter. And you tried to fix the shifter. I'll give you props for that. You failed. But I'll give you props for trying to fix the shifter from the original 1994 version. Because in the original 1994 version of the shifter, they can open portals to other dimensions on, on the cheap. Awesome. Great ability. Oh, there's a problem. Unless you've been there before, it's random. Eh. And then uh, you won't know where you're going until you walk through. And and your, your escape hatch, you're like, oh God, I messed up. I'm in a hell dimension. You 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 yourself have a parachute. Nobody but not the it. rest of the party. <laughs> Screw you guys, I'm going home. <laughs> I'm not letting someone play Cartman in my game. All right. <laughs> but you tried to fix it. I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you no credit for, for actual execution, but for intent. Because we're in never going to have guests back. Edition, in the Rift's Ultimate Edition, you gave the shifter the ability to sense through the portal, to sense magic level. To, to sense uh generally who's beyond there if, if if there's a if there's a like a demon lord waiting there with a catcher's mitt to come and screw your day over the moment you pop out hey you can sense it you can feel it the only problem is you have to sit in front of, in front of an, an open rift to somewhere you've never been before and meditate for like five hours when when at any point something could walk through and go ha ah, screw you squish and then you're gone right so okay. you send us a report card <laughs> yes, I'll, I'll write. I'll write this all up on bullet points. But great. not only that, red marks, green marks, the whole thing. Oh, it's going to be all red. Don't worry. I don't have to use any other ink. It's pretty cheap. But in the Rift's Ultimate Edition, you merge the powers of the Summoner, the Witch, and the Shifter into the Shifter. All of the bad parts, all of the, the all of the all of the parts that make the OCC unplayable. Now, what you have is a Summoner who has all the downside. Of the, of the original summoner where uh, sooner or later everything you summon is going to go free and there's a 75% chance he's not just going to go home and forget about you he's going to remember you and not like it and and then you have the witch you have the ability to make a supernatural contract with a demon but it could be a good guy no it can't you know why? Because every every single example you give in the book for witches and shifters making a supernatural pact is objectively horrible. <laughs> Firstborn child, slay it. Give me its blood. Like, dude, what? You, that, that, again, a, a witch 
is not just a someone holding one hand grenade with the pin pulled, it's two. Because you will probably actively have to murder another player character to appease the, the supernatural force you made a contract with. So, what, so what's your question? <laughs> I'm just getting started because now hey, can, can can you take a breath for just a second because i would like to a little catch up here before we go right. uh I, I know you got more and that's good but uh let's let's give them a chance to respond for just a second here before they forget what you were asking or saying no no i, I was just explaining how kevin was the ultimate troll before it was cool oh, oh no he is oh yeah oh yeah so i like stories and I like options. And yeah, not not everyone necessarily wants to play a, a good character or even an anti-hero like Wolverine. Um, and, you know, some of those characters you have to play strategically. You have to really stop and think about it. And no, they're not for everybody. And, you know, I, I've often said that, you know, players should respect the game master. If you say, hey, I want to play a summoner and a game master or a shifter, and the game master is totally against it. That's cool. Yeah, it doesn't fit the campaign. You don't have to use it. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, then I encourage people who, you know, if there's characters you feel really uncomfortable with, don't don't allow them in your game. That's absolutely okay with me. Um, but uh, yeah, it's that dark character who maybe the players don't really understand. I mean, not everyone in the world. I, you know, the problem part of the problem I think is, you know, players they know everything you know the game master as well of course but the players know exactly what when you say shifter they know exactly what it is but in the real world you meet this guy who's got a couple of strange creatures or weird familiars with him. you don't necessarily know what his abilities are or that he's bad or that these things can go rogue and eat your face off um and as the player of those things you know sort of the strategic aspects of that character is you should release them and send them back before they break your mind control and go off on their own and either try to kill you or or, or your buddies everyone you love or yeah <laughs> everyone you love exactly um and, and it's just it's just a story avenue that if someone wants to go down there they sure sure can so I'm I'm of the mind that, that I'm I'm in the middle of this one. I absolutely get where Heathen Dog's coming from. In most of the games that I've played, people don't want that, and I think he coined it great. Uh, is that ticking time bomb? The flip side of that is is sometimes you have to make a uh, uh, pardon because I know he mentioned the witch, but sometimes you have to make you know a pact with the devil for a moment and have that risk in order to move forward. I mean, there are, there are ways around it. Also, I think good role-playing steps on in there as well. And it's like, at what point do you say, uh-oh? And at what point do you just say, you know what? Not every character has to live and make it to the end. I know some players hate that concept. Like, I want my character to live. I try to play my character so that they stay alive in the games. At the same time, like you said, whether it's heroic, I mean... One of our favorite novels as kids, you know, growing up is when Flint died. I know I had a little eye sweat, uh, you know, in the Dragonlance novels. Uh, you know, uh, sometimes that that death it also can turn a mundane adventure into something like, OK, this just went sideways. You know, yeah, exactly. Sean, Sean said earlier, you know, get, get hit by a bus. Well, that's the bus. 
And Sean, I'm, I'm with you on that one. We were in the military. That's a phrase we use all the time. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that, that's it's the part of saying you get shot. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. But uh, but but uh, you know, there's that weird balance there. And I think Kevin, I think uh, you know, when you say that you know, game masters are comfortable with it. But what I guess my thing is like, what can you say to players and game masters to kind of assuage them? Like, no, no, this can be fun and interesting if you don't turn it into clown shoes. Or is there? No, absolutely, there, there, there is, and that's the thing. I mean, in my mind, these were, uh, you know, the juicer, the lust, the crazy, certainly the summoner, the shifter. Um, you know, those are all tragic, in my mind, tra tragic characters. If you're trying to be the hero, all these things are likely same thing with the witch. I mean, that's more obviously evil, but, um, y y you know a lot of people you see it all the time in 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 stories and, and in real life where people think oh i can control this this terrible thing uh or this you know like lord of the rings i can control the power i can control the ring i'll use it for good and that's just a classic trope mm -hmm. and in my mind if you're playing a, a shifter hero for example that's your mentality and then Along the way, as you start to go down in alignment or bad things happen, oh, this thing got loose and, you know, gosh, it did eat the neighbor's baby and let's not tell him that was because of me. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, maybe you should decide I shouldn't be a, a shifter. I mean, maybe I should give that up and, and, you know, be nicer or not summon these things. Or And then you get into a situation if the game master is playing well where, oh, the only way to maybe really save the group or make things faster, more expedient, uh, destroy the greater evil is to for the summoner or the shifter to call in this lesser evil. Isn't you know, that a I definition of ironic storytelling yeah, that a well, lot of us were taught? Literal, literal seasons of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, yeah, right, yeah. Are, I mean, are predicated on this kind of storytelling. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and that's I why mean, it's uh, there. And, it, and again, it's not for everybody. And if it's not for you, you shouldn't do it. Uh, or if you're trying to do it and it starts to get carried away, you know, or out of hand, because it can, um, that's where hopefully the game master or somebody will step in and say, hey, maybe we should, you know, get rid of this storyline or here's here's an opening for redemption and, uh, you know, to kind of re rejigger your, your, your character. Um, but, but that's why they're there. I, and they're also one of the things we, we tend to do, too. Um, and, and I'm starting to take the approach of identifying them as NPC and optional player character. Right. Our, the the witch originally was an optional, an, an optional class, which I understand why, because and, and, it, it's a horror show. Right. For, for and and it's supposed to be. And, and, yeah. and, and again, this is sort of your Hollywood evil witch, not your, you know, but it, I'm a good witch. witch. You're like I'm badass. I'm right. goodash. Whatever. No. Right. <laughs> well, the and, supernatural and being has the gun. Him, that's how you. That was the same rules for how you built a villain. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Is providing that's that as a core book say. was yeah. also how you provide the villains. Right. Right. So you, for the game master, the witch, the shifter, they're more likely to be villains uh, used by the game master than they are a player character. But if you want to do that and in my experience, by the way, has been, and I, I personally, I always warn my, my, my player who wants to play an evil character. I don't care what OCC is, um, you know, thief, assassin, witch, uh, whatever. 
I say, well, here's the thing is your party is predominantly good. Sooner or later, you know, there's going to be a clash and somebody's going to have to make a choice whether it's you or them. And it's likely not to be good for you. So bear that in mind that you're probably playing a character who's not going to go on See, and live and, forever. And there, there's the beauty of your absolute troll OCCs that you're, you're guaranteeing player conflict guaranteeing it it's yes. wonderful but i only ask if you if you reprint the books later on put a parenthetical mm. parenthetical and uh after the witch and the shifter or the, the, the i thought the, the witch did have shifter. one well in in the in 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 rip's case just the shifter because you merged them all into one uh so in in the shifter put put a parenthetical and inside that parenthetical put something like um uh twg this this OCC is a tripwire grenade. You're you're you you are gonna stumble on it, it's gonna go off and it's gonna kill everyone nearby you. Unlike the the, the crazy and the juicer, hey, you know what? You rolls your dice, you takes your chances. You're 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 gonna die. That's just on you. All right, you are gonna go crazy. Well, yeah, but you're not making other people go crazy, and 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 you're not, you know. Obviously, you know, you're, you're not obviously going to fight the, the entire group that may that may or may not happen. But mm. with a with a with a shifter or a witch or a summoner, you're all but guaranteed to have party conflict caused by you. It is a grenade. And I love <laughs> the fact that that a lot of a lot of uh, uh, new player characters who don't understand these are trolls. That will just fall into it. And the evil game master like, oh, this is going to be fun. And they'll just. <laughs> relish in it yeah well i think the, the other thing is is not every I, I this is how i've been as, as a game master and i've i've i guess i'm some people think this is like a next level idea or something maybe but i think it's pretty simple sometimes i'll say to my players we're going to play this kind of game we're going to focus on this aspect mm -hmm. of something so you know, I haven't done it with the Diabolist for fantasy, for instance, but I, as a fan of the Supernatural TV show, I think you could. Um, but right where you just you you and you, but you say, but you have to set it up and you have to say, look, we're going to do riffs and this is going to be low powered horror. So I'm going to give you more chances if you role play this stuff. If you if you take your time and you prepare and you research, you will be rewarded. If you don't, you will probably die. You might die anyways, right? That's just how I play. But, but, but the, the, you know, a, a game where, you know, everyone's running around, that's a wilderness scout or a rogue scholar or a gunslinger. There's no glitter boy. There's no combat cyborg. There's no hatchling dragon. Right. Um, that was a fun campaign. I, I, I literally went to a friend of mine and said, will you run this for me? I want to play in it. Right. And I want to try it out. Right. Because I wanted to play test um, the, the, uh, the gunslinger in savage riffs but i think there's a lot of uh, we we did a very mad max west texas pecos empire territory campaign it was really fun it was really different and i, I remember i talked to you about that mm -hmm. one a lot mm -hmm. um but i think you can run all types of games like that where you say we're going to dive into this niche or maybe there is going to be a shifter that's going to be a really important part of this plot everyone needs to be a magic user right there's all types of ways that you can focus in on these different types of campaigns and or like a procedural detective noir thriller in in chi town and the burbs right where you're playing detectives and you know street toughs and stuff like that 
that's that's a completely different game than going after the four horsemen of the apocalypse, right? And you're going to have completely different characters and skills are going to be very much more applicable and blah, 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 blah. So there's all different types of games that you can play with Rifts and with Palladium Fantasy. And so I think a lot of times people will say, well, these things are all stratified. Well, sort of, depending on what kind of game you're playing, right? It, depending on the plot and the story, it may not be like right. what you're talking about, right? Then it's fun when everyone's a vagabond and, you know, uh, a, you know, I don't know, you know, some poor guy or, or, or whatever. Or, what was it? What is it? The, yeah. A saloon girl or, you know, whatever, like hard sharp or whatever from new West. So those are different. Like that's a saddle tramp. That's a totally different kind of riffs game. Right. Sure. Then, than the other ones could be right. So I, I think that, that some of that is, is there is the depth of all these different things and it really depends on the kind of game. But yeah, if, 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 if the, the game master is going to say, Hey, this is going to be guns blazing, you know, combat, focused okay you may not want to take these occs or i need to approve less powered you know occs and you have to understand what that's but i get your point and for people who aren't aware of what they're stepping into you're right there probably should be some kind of warning uh, I have no problem with that. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm just saying that this can all also depend on framing is all i'm trying yeah, to say. right right Absolutely. but but the thing is if if you if you have occs in your main book that only really work if you only really work well if you uh gear the campaign for them i think that's a mistake i don't I think, think so. that I is think a that wrong. is something that that probably should be fixed i think that's one of the strengths of palladium games is that you can play all these different types yeah. of games from one core book no 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 it's it's good that you can do that but you shouldn't have to do that to play some occs well well, I don't think that's true. I, I mean, I don't think you have to. I don't think that has to be the case to All play right, well. But right, for uh, instance, for instance, clip, clip this. Clip this. Sean is is categorically wrong at this time. <laughs> wow, this time in this. Well, I think you're categorically wrong, and that's why you. And it's a good thing. But the point is, the point is, for instance, I had a buddy who played a preacher, straight up preacher with no special abilities out of New West, right? And and he was alongside Glitter Boys and Cyber Knights and and you know all types of high powered characters. The I told the player, I was like, dude, this is going to be dangerous. They ended up in phase world. I said, the mega damage weapons came out in a region where there wasn't supposed to be mega damage weapons, right? And I said, you could die. Your character can die in one or two hits here. And I, you know, depending on what happens, we're going to use the, you know, these, you know, the death and, and, you know, coma rules and all that stuff just straight up as it is. And he was like, I'm in for that. And that's because that's what he wanted to play. I, there's, it'd be wrong for me to tell him you can't play that character. You have to play a more powerful combat-focused character. He loved that character. And he had a great time, and the character died in that encounter on Phase yeah, World well, in a hallway. You, you in a him, and, and again, he rolled his dice. He took his chances, and, and he made and, that decision. I warned yeah, him. He right? went out swinging. That that's right. great. But OCCs he, like like the Witch and the Shifter, they're making the decision for other people. I'm bringing danger to you, and you have no choice but to accept it or kick me out of the group. I, I disagree with that because, again, as long as he can control what, as long as he can control, I can't believe you're just going to say that. All right. <laughs> well, I mean, again, that's that's the gamble, and that's where well, not all I, not all shifter <laughs> players use those abilities. Right. Time, exactly. Or or you know, or, or, or give in to the darkness. In my mind, if you're trying to play a hero. That's part of your story and the group story of we let this guy in and 
man, he turned out to be a really good guy and controlled the things and was a real asset. Or, oh, man, we see him slipping into the darkness, yeah. and what do we do? And you're right. It, it's a more conflicted and 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 advanced way to role play yeah if the group if the if if your group's a bunch of teenagers or or, you know or do you want to play a simpler campaign then i think that's when the game master say this doesn't fit yeah what we're trying to do at this table yeah right i think that's and i think that's legitimate i do too well that 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 completely goes against what uh forge was saying it's like sign of a weak dm is to limit players occ and that is just categorically wrong because it's it's a sign of a good DM to have experience and knowledge of the game to understand that some some things just don't work together oh, or it's going to cause cause problems for for the skill level at my table, and well, so you well, would you would limit OCC. Yeah, like I said, if you're going to do a procedural noir thriller in Chi Town Burbs, you know, and someone wants to play at you know. I don't know, mind melter or whatever. Oh, oh glitter boy, especially glitter boy. Yeah, it's not going to work either. Yeah, you're inside all the time. Yeah, so. you're going to be constantly in trouble yeah. with the law and yeah. never get to use your glitter boy. Right. Like, yeah, right. And you can make. I'm that just going to steal it at one point because it's going to be the garage for the entire the entire thing. I'm going to have right, stolen right. It. Yeah. Maybe at some point he pulls it out and it's you know yeah. like the like a showdown in uh, you know uh, the Mandalorian or something season two. Or yeah, or or right? he but, he opens up the garage where it's stored and and it's the equivalent of right. sitting on its rims. You know, like, like, oh, crap. <laughs> I just I guess got maybe a better example would have been like an anti-monster or something. Something that just can't <laughs> yeah, fit oh, in yeah. that sphere yeah. and play nice, you know, so. So, so what, yeah. what I've, what I've kind of taken from this myself, you know, trying to sit on the sidelines here with this is, uh, first of all, we have definitely an old school trait in this, which is GM authority. And I say that because modern gamers have the player agency side and there's nothing inherently wrong with that, but. Inherently wrong, yes. But. They, they are two sides of different coins in this one. And I'm fully in agreement with this one. It goes back to, again, we people who've watched the channel have heard this a lot, but we talked about it real quickly before the stream started, where I believe that Gary Gygax got it wrong at the end of the first edition dungeon master guide. When he said, uh, uh, game first campaign, second players, third, I think. And I, and I, and I, and I make setting and campaign synonymous. I know people get pedantic about that. I don't care, but, uh, I say setting first, game second players third the setting whatever makes sense for that setting comes first well you're setting the tone even if the setting does allow witches ah, but i'm saying that the setting is about true heroism we are going to play the the golden age hero here that doesn't allow for a witch or a summoner in that case uh and well, you're just gonna have to deal campaign, with that like yeah. within that setting right like i just right. don't yeah. I, I, I tend to agree i i i tend to approach my my games that way as well but there's a new school thought yep. that is something that I really, really enjoy. And I wouldn't say it's new school because Palladium at one point had something similar to this in the original TMNT book. And that's building your character as a team. Yep. And in the modern concept of this, if you've anybody's played the Year Zero Engine games, something I absolutely adore is the relationships that you develop right off the bat at character creation. One sentence, two if you're verbose. And that's it. Every character has a relationship with the other character it could be as simple as i don't know that twerp i'm going to keep an eye on him i absolutely love that and if you're building your characters together not in some secret sauce manner right this can all work out whether you're the summoner or not have good role players who can deal with the fact that you're going to have this time bomb waiting or say no and i think all of those again goes to the evolution of play where there go ahead 
I was going to say, part of that is like, is that explicitly in the rule book or is that just something that someone who knows how to play the game or Game Master well just does, right? Because that's an yeah, implicit it, versus explicit thing. And, and I don't think they're mutually exclusive. Does I mean, it have to be in the basically, to do that? I mean, you just kind of set it yourself. You're set, the Game Master setting the parameter of you're all heroes and that's our goal. Mm-hmm. And we work as a team. No death knights, yeah. <laughs> and, and so players should roll up characters that will help support the team and make the team stronger and, and be, you know, basically team players. I, I have no problem. I did it all the time. That was my original Defiler group. And, and while I would allow people to do other things, I mean, I sat in, I sat down and I said, look, I've got 26 regular players. You guys need to work as a fucking team. <laughs> And you know, big these are predominantly good guys or have aspirations to become famous champions and heroes. So if you're playing even in an Arcus alignment, you're going to be at odds with the majority of the group, let alone evil. You can make that decision. I allowed them to make that choice. Mm-hmm. But, you know, again, as the game master, I'm setting them up my player group as these are the parameters, you know, good luck. And we had both both sides of that. We had, granted, it was an NPC, but the way the characters just played and try to, I had a, a, a demon become a good guy because the filers were such great examples and so heroic and the way they treated this thing um, more as an equal trying to change his perspective. He actually became a saint after like two years of playing. Um, and at some point, just, you know, even just, you know, left, <laughs> left the group. You know, I mean, literally went up to heaven kind of thing. I had, you know, evil players who, uh, you know, as long as they, or evil alignments, I should say, as long as they worked mostly in anarchist to the benefit of the group, they were okay. They did some nefarious things behind the scenes that I as game master knew and some of the players suspected, but they never actually crossed the group and so they were able to kind of live this this double life. And it was interesting because all these elements, you know, played into the story. And as a game master, I'm listening to, to my players and playing off of where things are going and what they're saying and doing. And so it worked out beautifully. And again, there were a couple of characters. One guy was just, and I think I've, I've told the story in the past, this guy was the classic, I'm a lone wolf. Oh, geez. And I'm like, you're in a really dangerous place. So you can be a lone wolf, but you may die. And this guy, the first week he played, his character died. The very first game, his character died because he wandered off someplace too dangerous, mouthed off to something that could kill him with a slap, dead. Came back as basically the same character. I'm so-and-so's twin brother. Also (laughs) also a ranger or whatever the hell he was. Also a lone wolf. And also a lone wolf, right? Because it yeah. runs in the family. Yeah. <laughs> We're a family and, of hermits. <laughs> and he went two games, and that character died. No and, it, and it was hilarious because he'd come in, and I'm Cousin Tim of these guys, and I'm basically the same character. And he would go like like four weeks, and then dies. But <laughs> He made it four weeks? Exactly. And it kept getting longer. He went two months, and he dies because he's a freaking lone wolf. And, and, and part of it was just the player was kind of like that. He was just kind of wired that way. Mm. And, and he had this character finally that lasted like uh, two years. Oh, nice. And, and, and 
was great player, still did some lone wolfy things here and there, but he kind of learned his thing. And, and he turned into his character that I, I absolutely adored. And he goes off and does something that's totally in character. And, and, and basically, he got all the clues. Everyone knows there's a freaking Medusa someplace here because there's all these lifelike statues with, you know, clearly people horrified as they get, you know, turned to stone. And we're all young guys. So he goes off to have sex with this hottie priestess, right? And he makes sure he, he, he takes excruciating effort that no one knows where he's going or what he's doing. And, of course, and, and I, I allowed his character to have the best sex of his life. <laughs> and when he's done, the Medusa steps in and turns him to stone. And they take all of his shit and whatever. And Got some jokes for that, by the way. And bear, bear in mind... There's 25 people here who are trying to figure out ways to rescue this guy. <laughs> and I feel terrible because I love this character. And he's like, Kev, it's okay. I shouldn't have done that. And, uh, but what a way to go. Yeah. <laughs> you, know what? Like, you know what? This, okay. this is actually a really good life lesson. <laughs> Young men who are listening to this right now. You treat strange, beautiful women like kidnappers. Never go to a secondary location with them. You're, the odds of you dying increase exponentially. Or losing a kidney. Yeah, well, you're probably going to die. All of your right. And, you and, wake up and, in a bathtub of ice. And, and if your lower region overpowers your bigger region, tell people where you're going. Turn your find a phone on. Okay. Life lessons from Palladium Books and Legion of Myths. There is a gaming lesson here too, though, because right, like a lot of people these days would look at character death as a failure. Mm -hmm. oh, and in God. this story, the they were there was open communication between the player and the game master. Game master didn't try and railroad the player. The player understood there were consequences for their actions, and they played a new character and a new character and a new character. There's a lot of people these days that would see that as automatic failure a character died that never should have happened uh, everyone should be equal everyone should have the same chance of survival no that's not role-playing no that's not we, we see we see that a lot in our circles of course i go searching for some of it where people talk about things like uh, mm -hmm. like that's like uh, it's a bad game master that lets a character die no no what no that's that's, that's not no. true at all it's a bad game master to me it's a bad game master that oh, puts a character in a no-win situation as long as there's an out, it's up to the characters to take the out. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You're, it's about you're, you're not supposed right. to be the, the characters' advocates or haters. You're right. you're supposed to you're supposed to be in charge of the situation. Let them make their decisions, and you know, exactly. Bob's your like, uncle. That's what happens. Now, sometimes uh, that is the game, right? I mean, like yeah, uh, sometimes paranoia. Cthulhu, all the you're going to die. You're gonna die. <laughs> you can try <laughs> to give players. So, sometimes Spoiler. shit happens. So, like, I I had a situation where. Again, this having to be the defilers, you know, when you have 25 guys, 26 guys, you kind of figure they can handle the situation. They rolled like shit. They made bad decisions. Two-thirds of the group is going to die. And instead of, of killing them, I had the bad guy take them all as prisoners. I mean, and, and, they had, and I thought they were going to die because, again, I give them options. They're like, they're surrounded there's no way they're going to survive. It's just clear that they're just outmatched. And it's like, 
take off all your weapons, whatever armor, and kneel before mm -hmm. our master. And of course, for some people, that was really galling. They're like, I kneel before nobody, you know, kind of thing. And it's like, well, he's going to die. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, hopefully he doesn't go into your thing, heathen dog. Hopefully he doesn't take the rest of the group with him. Well, um, uh, well, you know what? He, he His head's going to hit the ground. Either he's going to bow or he's going to lose it. So, and, and ultimately, uh, that's what they did. Yeah. And then I had no idea where I'm going. I'm just trying to save the group. And it turned into this epic thing because I said, okay, we're going to end it here. You know, it's a cliffhanger. Two-thirds of these guys are all imprisoned by this bad guy. This remaining third is, uh, they got away. What are you going to do? And it gave me a week <laughs> to figure <laughs> out how things were going to go. It gave them a week to figure out what they were going to do. And, and it was interesting because both groups came up with this great plan. And, and, and again, the defilers should have, they outclassed the competition something terrible they just they just screwed up and they made bad rolls on top of it and so the next week i i had the prisoners go first and they had this great and, and, and the guys the other group the rest of the group of course are going to launch a prison break so this is cool because i never ran a prison break i'm like this is awesome and again it's a great example of kind of going with the flow and they're like yeah we're going to make this prison they had this great plan for a prison break by the time they arrive, the guys who were in prison had already broken out, already had taken <laughs> out the main bad guys. You know, the, the big bad guy was like, oh, shit, uh, I'm just getting out of here. <coughs> it was great. I didn't know where that was going, but, you know, I gave them an option. They they took it, and it, it, you know, it was wonderful for me as a game master, mm -hmm. and I was fairly new then at it, and, and for my players. Yeah, you know so, what? You know, I, I, I would have asked after after uh, running that first game session last week and, the, and then the, the uh, prison break game session this week. At the end of this week, I would look at the players and go, okay, today did really well. Where was all this planning last week? <laughs> where where you're, 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 you're fucking Hannibal Smith this week. <laughs> But last week you were you were fucking Billy Batson with his with his mouth taped closed. What the hell? You know <laughs> what happened? Well, did, did I wake you up? A journey of improvement. Players are on a journey of improvement. Well, and sometimes oh, it's just know. it was funny. My, my my player group tended to uh, they had no specific leader, which was good, especially in a big group like that. I think so. They kind of planned by committee, and they would like huddle and come up with a plan and stuff but it was interesting with that particular group of guys and i don't know if it was just their experience of role playing or just that group of people and the dynamic there but it was great because it was like classic comic book tropes over and over they would like walk into a situation get their asses handed to them run away with their tails behind their legs and go no one hands me my sword or takes my sword away from me. And they'd come up with this great plan and come back and kick ass. And it over and over and over, it was like classic, that particular group of people. But after the first time, like making a plan works like, ah, but that's plan B having a plan is plan B, you know? Like, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, a couple of things that you mentioned there, one, the prison break idea, especially when it's unplanned, Ethan Dog was part of one of those sort of, the one where uh, uh, you guys tried to rescue Jackal and you let him die. Um, 
those actually are some of the most fun ones because as a game master, for me, I could step back and even though it was totally off, like it was not what I had planned for the day. It was not what I expected to have happen. That yeah. filled up our full eight hour session of wait, what what just happened here was those guys and him ultimately <laughs> at the end letting the player cool play or the character die. Um, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it challenged me as a game master. It challenged them as a player. And I mean, it's one of the stories that we still talk about to this day that, that the folks on the on the stream have heard. But that's what makes role playing amazing. And I'm like, yeah, no, it's true. Other freaking game on the planet. Yes, yes, but the, here, here's the thing. Uh, he, he was playing like a witch because he was constantly putting the rest of the group in danger. <laughs> Everything he did got us in hotter water. He'd, he'd make one mistake. He would snowball it to another. We come in, try and help. He was like, no, no, I got this. And now, now we're all trying to be captured. He's, he's going to be burned at the stake. And we, we try and save him. He, Which he all like made the game master's job a little. You made the game master's job a little easier because you guys. Yeah, because because he didn't sure. have to advance the adventure because because we were we were stuck at this village trying journey. trying to convince them please don't kill the stupid lizard. And the in the end, is the adventure. Yes, in, in the <laughs> I end, agree. I I I was I was a cavalryman. I was on my horse. I I had I had a rope hooked up to the stake. He was tied to. We had cut it on the bottom, and I'm dragging him away, right? Still still attached to the stake he's going to be burned on. And then this flurry of arrows comes, and we start getting shot. My horse gets shot. <laughs> no, nope, I cut the rope. <laughs> the the horse is effectively a familiar. Losing the horse is bad for him. And let's Bro, just say I, he... I, no, I, I would go immediately into an existential crisis. I would lose magic. It would be the whole thing. It would be a whole thing. And, and let's be fair. That. You he weren't a fan shot. of the other character either. Yeah, and, and he had just made... He just made it worse and worse and worse every step of the way by his own actions. He got us in more and more trouble. And I had to weigh his life to the life, but not only just my horse, myself and the party. And I'm like, I cut the rope. <laughs> he cut did. The, rope and then, the, the player's face was like, <laughs> it's just priceless. Uh, poor Chris. Uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah, it, well, to me, it's a the, great role playing. It was. It was like I said. It's one of the stories that we all still tell to this day. The the other thing that you said there that uh, that I loved hearing, whether you'd planned it or not, was that not everything has to always fight to the death. And that's one of the things that I think that certain game masters need to understand that not everything has to be a computer game where it gets knocked out or or it wins. Like. The, whether it's a surrender, whether it's like, you know what, we've taken enough, I'm out, the old morale roll, whatever. And I think that is a mark of a good game master and good players as well that can understand that and take advantage of that. Yeah. I, now, I agree. Also, I add to that by letting the villain escape or the player characters let him go even better because then whatever he does later <laughs> is their fault. Yeah, basically. Um, but, uh, returning characters you know especially if you're a comic book guy you love the green goblin you love dr doom you love these guys because they keep coming back and causing shit the joker mm -hmm. you know whatever analogy you want to use as a gazillion of them use that in your games and that can really build up cool drama uh and pathos within your group uh, we had a couple returning. I had a couple returning characters again in my old Defiler campaign, where you just mentioned their name, and 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 the player heroes would like, where, what, 
where is he? He needs to die. And it's like, no, someone just mentioned him, you know. Um, it, it, it's great. It's a great device. Um, I get weirded you, out by the players who have the opposite mentality. It's like, we have to kill everybody so they don't come back. That's kind of that's kind of evil, don't you think? Murder no, hobo-ish? No. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm just being smart. I'm being tactical. Like, no, you're you're being evil. <laughs> yeah, that's that's bad guy talk. Calm down now. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip. A Call your mother. Of... Well, also there, there's one little thing there. There's the perfect information question too. Maybe mm. why why don't you know? Maybe they think he's dead. You know, how do you know that he yeah. hasn't lost X amount of hit points yep. or or whatever? Right? Maybe that. he. He, he looks like he's dead and he's yeah. bleeding yeah, out. That, or that, the that, that happens a lot in movies, you know, where, where, the, where the bad guy falls off a cliff, presumed dead. Everyone, well, logically, there's like a 99.99 ad infinitum chance he's dead. So we're going to say he's dead rather than go into the pits of despair and try and look for his body. Yeah, pass. Sure. I'll right. that. And then he look. comes back and he's still alive, but he's got one arm and one eye. He's like, oh, I hate yeah. you, motherfuckers. You know, like, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. It was a MacGyver. Personal uh, shit. <laughs> yeah, the old MacGyver TV show, there was a character that kept recurring. Oh, as, oh, uh, Murdoch. Murdoch, yep. Murdoch, so, I mean, yep. that's just, you know. He came it's, back it's, three fucking times. And right, MacGyver right. was like, God damn it. He's supposed <laughs> to be dead. Did I kill him like twice already? Shit. <laughs> No, I get so, it. So yeah, it. Um, no, no, but that, that could be that can be really great, you know. So, um, anyways, I just want to throw that out there. Sure. Game master, just because someone makes a skill check doesn't mean you have to give them perfect information. Maybe right. they just hear something rustling in the trees with a successful, you know, notice check or listening or perception check, right? Maybe they, you know, they they perceive this or that, but it doesn't mean that just because it's success doesn't mean they know everything perfectly. And you know, also that could be called like meta gaming and stuff like that too. Yeah. But you kind of have to police that kind of stuff and and talk about it and, and, and you know it's the how do you set the scene do they have time to go over and double check the body or whatever right so or do they choose to go into the pit of despair looking for it and right exactly right yeah or did they ask the right questions I, i've had situations where it's like they're interrogating somebody and of course they're enemies so you know the guy's not going to give up information and later they're like well he never told us that and it's like Correct. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I made my role. Right. It doesn't I mean, that, make that, you a god. That, that's right, what uh, I'm. I'm actually going to start stealing from Sean uh, that whole implicit versus explicit thing. I, I'm stealing that conceptually because because I've shortened down. One of the things that I've been arguing about with modern gaming as a whole is everybody wants to refer to rule books. And, you know, uh, the same guy that I shouted out before, I'm going to give him a little knock right now, but you should still subscribe to his channel, the GM's Elcove. He runs a it runs a Pathfinder 2 game. And the amount of times that, well, let's look that up in the book and see what it says, just makes me want to take my mic and just bounce it on the table, you know, like, uh, just make a decision. But I, I know it's a different type of player. I get it. He's definitely on the wargaming side of it. But yeah. whether it's a player rules lawyering or the game master having to get it right, no, you don't. If you watch our Rifts games, our game master gets a lot of stuff wrong or he's house ruling out or whatever it happens to be. But the game's moving forward. We're having fun and we're still playing Rifts. Right, right. Well, and one of the things that we've been talking about is, you know, the game, Kevin and uh, surprisingly, Kevin and I, or maybe not surprisingly <laughs> to viewers, we run very similarly. Right. And it's funny because I hadn't I hadn't game with him before I came up here at all. And so um, to find out that we run, uh, I'll ask him random questions. Hey, I've always done this. And he's like, that's exactly how I want it to be run. Okay. Um, but one of the things that that is is interesting is is taking some of these things that Kevin talks about 
right? What if there was a rule? Like, just like you're talking about the percent, yeah. heathen dog, the percentage role of does the demon run off? Does it come after you? Right? What does it do? Right? Um, well, that's an explicit role that you're making. And it leads to all these stories, right? And all this drama, you know, do we have an explicit rule for if the if a major character or a major villain or NPC appears to have been a casualty? I like that word because it doesn't mean you're dead or alive. You're just right. out of the count, right? Then that villain. Back, right? Uh, I, I played, uh, I, I, I used to play Necromunda, the old games workshop mm -hmm. one. And one of the things that happened when a character died in a mission was you'd go roll to see if they got like sold to slavers or left for dead, or they had, you know, different things that could all happen. Um, and, you know, and that's kind of an, is that an explicit rule or is that, you know, more of an implicit game master advice type of thing? Right. And do we start because people expect more explicit things? Do we start mechanizing some of these storytelling, you know, uh, rules when I say mechanize, mm -hmm. mechanize or machine, you know, I'm talking rules. Some people um, maybe don't understand that. So I, I just realized I use words certain ways um, from when <laughs> I went to school. But we got you. Um, but yeah. So do you create a rules mechanic for that? Or do you just give a game master advice on a piece of paper? advice? I'm all about the advice. <laughs> like, right. Go with the advice. <laughs> right. But if you, but you, you, and you can do both, yeah, right. Sure. You can do both. So, you know, some of it is just yeah. a challenge of yeah. how do we communicate these different ideas to, you know, current or new generation of gamers or people that are unfamiliar with gaming anymore. Yeah. Because you know, a, a lot of, I don't think a lot of games have tried oddly enough, because he's at the core of everything. A lot of, I don't know of any game, including ours, that have tried to mechanize elements of role playing for the game master, and, and that's something we're we're really fooling around with. Where you can just why can't you mechanize some of that and give them a nudge or a leg up on? Could one argue the two D twenty system from Modifius does that? I don't know if you guys have uh, exposure to that, but uh, it's one of the games we're covering or systems we're covering right now. They, it's I like Star Trek like... Adventures. They did Star Trek Adventures. Is yes, yes. You don't, I've seen. We, some, I've we seen... don't bring that up. Oh, <laughs> I've, I've I've literally just seen uh, an interview with the game the game the game runner or whatever. He's... Hey, Greg, you There's can watch the, all the guy who made it. Chronicles. Yeah. <laughs> May he burn in hell. Uh, I, I mean, I I, I don't. So, so oh. it's an interesting system. My issue with it is that it gets too, I know there are people in my chat who love it and they're probably going to spaz out on me, but <laughs> that the, it's too gamey. And here's what I mean by yeah. that. You, the players get, get points. I'm not going to name what they all are, but players get points yeah. and can spend them for, for special tricks. Effects. Yeah. Special effects. But the game master also gets these points. My problem with it is it becomes a game of like, oh, I got this many points. I get this and many views. And it's an opposed game. It's a them and yeah, us. Yeah. It puts the game master board. in conflict with the players. Yeah. Sometimes it does that, which shouldn't happen ever. No. Yeah. To so me, the role there, playing is cooperative storytelling, <laughs> not. Yep. Right. I, I, I put things up to see if the players can knock, knock it down. Right. That's that's how as a game master, I guess that's whether it's a skill challenge or combat. Yeah, or yeah. It, it doesn't line. matter whether they succeed or fail. The, the right. story still happens. You're not exactly. rooting for them and you're not against them. Right. Yeah. Right. It, it, this is an obstacle. I mean, it has no feelings either way. Right. This is how but I can works. stack Where, the deck because I'm the game master. Right. I mean, that's so. And right. theoretically, so that's, that's what 
That's what the 2D20 system is supposed to prevent. And I've heard people say this, like, no, it prevents the DM from being unreasonable. I'm like, but that's the GM's job. Or, okay, let me phrase it. Not to be unreasonable, but the GM has that right to yeah. be unreasonable. And if you don't like it, don't play at the table. I, I would yeah. suggest that if, if there is something you're considering for Palladium, absolutely take a look at the 2D20 system with regard to that. Uh, sure. I don't I don't know how good the STA game is, but I like the Mutant Chronicles version of it. I think it's it's well-written. Conan, whatever. It, it's idea As an idea, it's sound. The implementation is too gamified. I don't want to start bouncing chips back and forth between people yeah. to try to figure out what's up. I just want the sure. game to continue to flow. Sure, but, uh, sure. Sure. We, yeah, we, we should probably get, get to like some that. chat like so, so, right. so we can say goodbye to these folks. I'm not saying goodbye ever. They're staying all night. I got a duct tape. Can't you no, see? They, they're, they're busy <laughs> men. We're here. here. We're chill. They're busy so, men, Max. We got, we got lots of starred content here. I, I, I have one question first because it's the last one I'm going to ask. And then he, okay. you can decide later if we're going to talk about Tomorrow Legion. Um, but uh, it's one thing that did come up that I thought was a very decent question. To, it's like, hey, what happened here? So neither here's of humanity or the coalition manhunters has an experience chart for any of the new OCCs. Where can those be found or which existing chart should people use? I would have to actually look at the book and see. I, I thought we were going on some books. What we've done is we say experience and it's like same, use the same table as okay. this. Uh, I thought that was the case in those but well, so then somebody gave me a bad question but that that's the last oh, one i directly want to ask so. we're perfect too sometimes we make mistakes. yeah i mean it, I, i've left out tables from books uh, <laughs> before and then you know sometimes i'm amazed at how long it takes for me to get that feedback back that, that happened in uh i think it was dark places for uh, uh dead rain <clears throat> There were no experience tables, and we included them in like some source book two or three books later because they, they they were missing from the original book. Oops. So it oh, happens. I, there are a lot of chats start here. Wow, I didn't realize we had that yeah. many. Um, people absolutely love, more so than those questions, I have to ask them because they're given to us, but more so than the questions. People actually love the gaming top talk even more than that so the questions almost feel like work now it's like oh, yeah. <laughs> here's the thing in, in our discord for every question we got we got at least two other people saying oh man play is freaking awesome yeah, no or or oh, or, ju or just hey can you guys just talk about gaming we just love to hear what they what they talk about when it comes to gaming and hear how you guys just bounce back and forth about just gaming and like yeah absolutely because they like talk about gaming we like to talk about gaming but but uh, here we go. All right. Lots of these comments. So I'm not saying uh, you got to make a movie or anything, but think of some kind of visuals for Palladium would be awesome. Like a promo trailer or something. Battle okay, you mean like the one I did game. for Titan Robotics? Like that one. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I forgot about that one myself. Yeah. I worked hard on that. That took like <laughs> two weeks or something, man. <laughs> well, that, uh, is, is, that on, is that on the Kickstarter, that video? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. A video go on the go to the Kickstarter. Yeah. There you, you'll find you'll find it's a video right there. there. It's uh, I, I had fun with that. I studied that when I went back to to when I used the GI Bill to go back to school. Um, I did uh, my degree in design and production was for movies and video games, and so I also took okay. motion graphics and video. Class. I'm not that. I mean, there's people that are way better than me. But you know what I mean? And, but uh, but I had I had a lot of fun doing that. But yeah, I know I know what the question asker means, and, and yeah, we'd love to do that. Um, how do more, soon we can like do that, more? Yeah. I don't know, but. Uh, yeah, absolutely. All right. I think it adds a lot, like yeah. just like art does, right? 
Yeah. Well, my, my favorite intro to any game ever, it's it's old now, of course, because I'm old, but is uh is the mech uh the original mech commander intro. If you oh, that remember was... that with, with that raven right at the end and just the, the fade out, I was like, oh my god, like like even though even though they got so much of the actual lore wrong with terms of the mech and the pilot so forth, I didn't the, the emotion in that one is I love that one. Um all right, Aaron Dragon says, Palladium could put PDFs on Big Geek Emporium. I don't know if you guys are aware of Big Geek Emporium. We, well, no, we, we, we actually talked about that last time with, with, uh, with, with Kevin, where when, when you have a deal with, say, DriveThruRPG, a lot of times in the contract, it's an exclusive deal for the yeah. length of that contract. Moving over to somewhere else is maybe not possible. It's five percent different for for uh, drive through RPG, and it's like six months after the fact. Like there are rules for. I got caught up in those rules when I wrote a module for Free League. So, I, 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 we, we've been chatting with them. That's definitely something we're, we're you know. But for instance, there was the question earlier about, hey, can you put PDFs up on your yeah, web store? On what, yeah. Well, I mean, like to us, that is no brainer. Is well, a no brainer, but it's also the priority, right? And sure. once we go to that. Then I'm, then I'm, uh, you know, 5% doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're trying to run a business, it's a lot. Well, and 5% when you're talking, you know, thousands of, of transactions, exactly. that adds up to a lot. Well, and or, 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 or 30%, right? Which yeah, you can distribute it through your own store every month. So, you know, <laughs> because that's like really what you're seeing, say, when we get a paycheck from drive-through, where it really could, it's 30%. It sounds like a small number, but really that amount could be almost 50% higher. You see what I'm saying? It's actually deceptively a large amount of money. The, so, the price of PDFs right now drives me crazy. I, when I see a $24 PDF, I say, I know about that. <laughs> like It's just not going to happen. You know, it's it's part of it is the the struggle with printing costs as well, yeah. though. And so... Well, we, and, and the fact that production cost... To, to, to make a, a PDF-specific writer... book is a different formatting procedure than making a print book. You have well, to, it has to look a little different or it's not going to react even the hard same. Cover it's shipping not going to give you the same feel. So it, it costs more money to produce this specialized product. We, we all get that. We just There's hate more it. Man hours. <laughs> right. There's more man hours, even if it's, yeah. you know, it's in design. But for instance, like with, with our stuff, that's like we talked about earlier, you know, that's that could be a whole enchilada of taking books that were originally pasted up and then you know sent physically these pages yeah it, as a pdf it'll look like garbage unless you spend hours and hours and hours fixing it yeah so, right and you can do, you do that when you have a massive yeah, catalog and, and are you okay sending out garbage well and then that's one of the things that i think is important for folks you know because i on rumble uh you know violence solves everything a big palladium fan definitely first edition not second edition but he loves palladium uh is like he was asking about that and what it comes down to is like hey some people are okay with bad quality look i just want it in print i just don't care what other people and i think if i own something i would want the best quality out there and if i have to hold off on it a little bit because i don't want to give you crap well i'm okay with your crap yeah but i'm not okay with giving you the crap right well in other cases it was you know we paid drive through to do a conversion and then that's the result you know yeah so, yeah um and that's something that's then out there right so anyway and that's and the cost of that is passed on to the consumer. It has so to the, be. Yeah. The prices reflect all of the work that's been done between them getting the book and them having sure. a functional PDF. Well, and obviously with our PDFs and our and our print books, you know, we always try to keep, you know, the cost as, as reasonable as we can. Hmm. So 
we've, we've, you know, we really try and hold the line there. So good. All right. Compliment here. Palladium soft covers are something I wish the rest of the industry would use as a standard. Yeah. We, we, we talked about that 10 uh, earlier, the, the, the palladium peel, but also uh, we have books that are 40 years old that yep. we still have, you know, like, and like use. Yeah, <laughs> I've worn through the cover. I, I got this in 95. I got this in 95 and it's still, it's, it's got the peel. It's, it's got the palladium peel on it, but the book itself is absolutely beautiful. Even, even the colored pages, which in most books, the colored uh, embossed or, or uh, those are the ones that fall out. Yep. Yeah. These are the ones that fall out first. Like my, my, my uh, shatter run yep. first edition, hardcover book, Earth these things yep. fell out all day long. They fell out. These things are hardcore. They're absolutely <laughs> pristine. Still and like that. Yeah, that's great. I intend to get rid of minis at some point in the future, but I like minis for Heroes Unlimited. After the bomb. Yeah, after the bomb. Beyond the Supernatural. I can never find Beyond miniatures for those going to be hard. So many I mean, I think things. that if you... So most of those are really difficult to do, right? Because yeah. Heroes Unlimited and and, um, and 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 After the Bomb... Yeah, and, you create you know, your own. That's create your own, and that's really hard to build specific archetypes. I mean, there are some very iconic monsters from Beyond the Supernatural, which is one of the cool things about VTS, right? Is that it's not just... Yeah, it's, it's like Call of Cthulhu, but it has all new stuff. Right, it's completely fresh material. You can play Call of Cthulhu for, for, for 40 years and you're still gonna be like, Whoa, this is all these new <laughs> monsters and yeah. like creature feature. I mean, it's just like you're gonna yeah. be like, Oh wow, a lot of a lot of great new ideas and fresh ideas. But um, yeah, it's tough and it's tough. And the other thing is is you know, Rifts is a very popular, our most popular line, and so we're still trying to make that calculation of do people have how people responded to those premium riffs miniatures? That we've got. Yeah, and 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 riffs is going to be a lot easier because while yes, every character is unique, the way riffs is made, every character has a similar look, like a like well, a glitter boy is going to look like a glitter boy. You paint the miniature however you want. There's right. your glitter boy. Your personal leyline walker may not look the like the leyline walker is is going to have the mask and and, 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 and the, the hood walk. and the, the the blue tones to it just just because it's tradition for all Leyland Walkers to do that. So you can make a Leyland Walker figure and then they'll just change the color a little bit and that's your character, right? That's right. great. But beyond the supernatural, every player character is just too different to actually make a make make a, a, a pigeonhole cookie cutter. You know, you yeah, just that's can't something like Hero Forge or something. Like or that. yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, Heroes Unlimited, the same thing. You have to go to Hero Forge and have it custom made or else you're you're not gonna have anywhere close to your vision. Because your vision can be so radically different than than uh, than anything that that Palladium could make and try and be a cookie cutter deal. But we do appreciate. I, we really think that there's a lot of different. There's a lot of ways we're looking at trying to innovate stuff like this. So just pe knowing that people are interested in the tactical combat, putting stuff on a tabletop, yeah. that's important information yeah. to have. Yeah. So don't. If I know yeah, we're keep, saying keep, no specifically about well, is this going to happen soon? Probably not. Yeah, right. The in this format. But the questions are coming. Because yeah. a lot of times you might have a question or a concern or something you want, and maybe we can fulfill that in a different way. Right. Or yeah. right. You know, right now they can't do it because they can't figure out a way to make it not suck. Maybe in the future the technology will, will be there to make it not suck for the customer. Or the paper, like the, like Pinnacle's paper minis for 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 Saturday. There you Fruits. go. Yeah, there it is. I mean, that's I a still lot have my original BattleTech cardboard minis. 
We've got so much popular feedback on those. I mean, they just look amazing on a tabletop. Yeah, and I, I was, I was, I, I was like, yeah, whatever. I was blown away with how good they looked. And I now have three boxes of <laughs> the first pawn set for uh, Savage Rifts because wow. I'm like, now I can field my entire coalition platoon <laughs> with like 20 skelebots and you know. Anyways, um, but it's great. It's great, and it's 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 an economical viable thing. So yeah, and it doesn't suck. Looking at the technology is improving all the time. What's that? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't, and it doesn't suck. suck. Oh, it doesn't suck. <laughs> yeah. All right. What's next? I'm gonna put the answer to this question in chat. There you okay. go. There, there's the answer to that question. It's now it's now oh. out there in chat for people to click on. Uh, you can check the status of updating of updated uh, projects on the Palladium uh, website. So Anything you want to add to that? <laughs> that's a really good question. We you know Kevin and I. We really like both of those, um, ah. especially ah. Nightbane. He um, hates splicers. I hate splicers. I, I, I want to burn that book. Okay. <laughs> um, but, 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 you know, part of this is, is, you know, we, one of the things that I've, that I've been excited about is I, um, I guess I've met a lot of up and coming writers and stuff. Yeah. And so we are talking with some people that we think could are, I mean, I don't want to get into specific people, but you know, they've worked on other, I mean, these are pros. I mean, when I'm saying it's not like, Oh, they're talented. These guys have done stuff for other projects that have done well on Kickstarter and okay. you know, sales. Nightbane would be great to, to see that expanded. Yeah. So we're, we are talking with some people. It's just one of those things you know, that we can't say anything until we, yeah. I, we don't want to announce anything until it is coming. Right, but I'm totally with you, Max. I, we, we I, love I, it. I, I think Nightbane is, uh, I do too. Uh, un unrealized treasure trove. Yes. Mm -hmm. See, and, uh, uh, when, uh, he was meh on Nightbane, and and then and then we 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 did a month on it last year, on Nightbane, and then he made a character. I, I had him make a character as, as <laughs> that part of the. Awesome. As, as part, and, part and, of that and he was so happy with that character. It's like, God damn, now I want to play. I had a horror factor <laughs> higher than the game could allow. I, I was like, yes, a <laughs> horror factor. It was like twenty-seven at this something like that at the end of it. I had to bring it down, obviously, but he ended up like like a, a steroided out Cenobite. You know, it was freaking wow. awesome with, with, with see-through plastic skin. It was freaking great. He was he was stoked at the end of that to play Nightbane. Yeah, yeah I definitely went in. It's just it's modern is not my genre. So like beyond the supernatural, it's not. I, I like it conceptually. I actually thought it was a really good game. Uh, Nightbane. We did Nightbane because I just refused to do Dead Ray. <laughs> just wasn't gonna happen. Um, but. I, w I definitely was a convert. I, by the time we were done with that, uh, I think when we did our year-end review, I was like, you know what? Nightbane was the one that surprised me the most, and it's the one that if I were to pick up something new right now, Nightbane would absolutely be it. And I would love to see more stuff for Nightbane. I think that's... I would like, too. Yeah, we're, we, 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 yeah, again, we don't want to talk about things until they're actually coming out because mm -hmm. I know that's really frustrating for people. And then we just have to add them to the canceled, officially canceled list. So... Um, <laughs> But 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 we these we're we're very cognizant of of the potential of a lot of the game lines, yeah. and so you know enacting that with a plan that's going to move the whole company forward at the same time is really important. So, so the last time I talked, well, when Kevin, when you were on by yourself, you mentioned that after the bomb had seen a resurgence in sales, yeah. and so is that still the case? Yeah. Oh yeah. And so, I think. I'm a, I'm a, I, I like the original After the Bomb stuff. Mutants, uh, uh, those Mutants of the Yucatan. Uh, oh, my God. I can't remember the names of them now. Of course, because I'm on stream. Anyway, I like that. But those are definitely outdated compared to 
to what yeah. uh, what we should have now. Is there a way of getting just those compiled into a more modern book? I know there's a way, but you know, so, I mean, is there something on the shelf that says, you know what, those books are awesome. Let's expand upon them, make them bigger, make them better, and let's bring this world of after the bomb back to life. Is is there sure, a way you can stop asking them to do work? No, because <laughs> if people are going to ask about Nightbane and Riffs, I'm going to ask about After the Bomb. See, at, at, at least I'm just making fun of them. You're actually trying to make them work and shit. What's wrong with you? Which is okay, because it, okay. it, it shows that. that people have an interest in these things and it's are great. passionate about it. It's great. We have some, we have, we have a plan. We have like at least five years of a plan. Oh, geez, yeah. And it, it involves us oh, working a lot and writing a lot, right? So, um, and, and awesome. part of the thing a, a lot of people may not know is, you know, um, I came in off of Savage Rifts, and the last thing we wanted to do was drop the ball on that. I have put together a new development team for that, and it's been a handoff, right? And and there's I've been very very occupied with that and trying to finish, you know, because they did their crowdfunding at the same time. Well, right at the tail end of uh, the Titan Robotics yep. Kickstarter okay. campaign. Yep. And so that just meant that they, they really piled on top of each other, which has been a little bit of a log jam. Um, but the people at Pinnacle are great. We're working through it. Uh, there's a handoff. You know, there's a lot of things like that. But I, I just want people to know that Palladium is my number one um, focus. And a lot of those things are now shifting right as productions finishing and getting that out to the, those products out to the fans um so that but i'm very excited about that because then that means i can free up kevin more kevin can dive into the things that like we talked about kevin needs to write and kevin should and then i can you know attack other fronts and we'll be working kevin and i are, are working in parallel and we're very excited about it i'm still very excited about the the future of rifts or savage worlds as well um and i'm still the um the line editor on that. Um, but there is, you know, there has been a lot of great people stepping up to take on more of that. And so we're really excited about that as well. Okay. Um, because that frees me up, right, to, to bring people the stuff that they want through Palladium. So I appreciate everyone's patience, though, as there's been this transition, because last thing I want to do is ditch any fans and and or have something, you know, end up, you know, that a, a quality product yeah. doesn't get into people's hands. And whether you're a Palladium fan or a Savage Worlds fan, I, I hope that you could, or a fan of both, I hope you can appreciate that, that you know, that's my kind of, I have that dedication. Mm -hmm. And Kevin supports it, right, to to making sure that no one gets left in the dust or left behind. Well, so. with also with weirdos out there like us that, you know, use YouTube channels to complain about games. Uh, if you put out something bad for After the Bomb, I'm sure you're going to hear about it. <laughs> you're going <gonna> <laughs> right? to um, You know, but at the, so absolutely, I agree. I would rather have wait for a good product. As long as I'm not 90 when it comes out, you know, then, <laughs> no, then and I just, don't mean for that one. I'm just, I'm just saying sometimes, you right. know, people say we're going to do something as, you know, back in 1994 and here it is, you know, 2023. And we're right. like, where is it? Companies right. well, dissolved fine. three times, yada, yada. Uh, I, I would rather have a good product so I can yeah, wait. We're, we're really gearing up here at Palladium and a lot of things like we talked about behind the scenes are, are, uh, being improved and, and and i i think that people are gonna be i mean just like you hadn't seen um you know new books for a couple of years and now we've got rift 85 we've mm -hmm. got you know um a couple of books that kevin finished uh you know titan robotics you know and then we're going to be rolling in we're already rolling into um you know the products as you can see on our on our project status page 
I so, wanted to get to some of those, but I'm not sure we're going to have time because I don't want to no, keep you guys forever. But uh, try and get through. You can keep us for a while. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Heathen, if you got to go, go. I'll talk to him myself. No, no, no. <laughs> if 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 this thing's going to go on, I'm gonna I'm gonna murder tomorrow, Legion. So we we're gonna Let's have do to, it. We're gonna have to wrap this up. So um, Keith Hunt for five dollars says, Kevin, I really want to be in the comic industry. So why hasn't Plume done more original graphic novels since Machinations of Doom in 2007? And thank you for the five dollars. Really do appreciate that. Uh, you know, it's a matter, again, of, of getting the right people and good people to do stuff. Um, you know, comic books take time. Well, and, Perez is very expensive now. And, yeah. This <laughs> <laughs> isn't the 80s. It's not comics anymore, you know? Williams and, yeah. Oh, we, 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 it's been a crew getting, um, you know, Stephen Cummings and yeah. Mike Majestic um, on Titan Robotics, for instance, yeah. right? I mean, these are, if, as some people don't know, I mean, Stephen Cummings is working on Marvel Star Wars, and now uh, Marvel Mandalorian, yeah. um, and stuff like that. So I mean, these guys are really talented, but it's hard to keep, keep those really talented yep. artists um, with uh, small tabletop role playing game publisher. Well, and then it's also a matter of, <laughs> and do they have time? What What do our audience want? Would you rather me spend two that months too. putting together a comic book, graphic novel, or two months coming and out you know with what? a new source book? Or source we book. do have a new comic section. <laughs> You need to go check out uh, Coalition Manhunters. That has oh, an entire yeah. comic in it. Yeah. So That's if you good. are interested in comics, yeah. Actually, we good just we you just have that, one. don't you? We just printed I, one I this year. <laughs> so so how is the comic? Don't give any spoilers, but how is the comic in there? It's great. Decent. I thought it was, I thought it was good. <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm a comic book fan. It's it's decent. It's, decent. I mean, it's, it's not bad. It's, it's a know. short story. It's not. Yeah, a, yeah. It's 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 a short story type thing. But yeah, it's it's decent. I'm okay. not going to elaborate because I want people to buy that damn book. Sure. <laughs> that is a great book, by the way. I think a lot of people don't realize how awesome Coalition Manhunters is. It's, it's got rave reviews all over my Discord. Yes, yes. Coalition. the the wow. the only the only new book I got in that in that grab bag that I like more is the Heroes for Humanity. Oh. I mean, it feels like freaking me, awesome. When I read those books, I feel like it's 1993 again, man. I know. Oh my god, I, I read I that really like, do. oh my god, I <laughs> want like, this. Oh, you know, <laughs> I want this in my cross. character now. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the funny thing is, it always spurs on: are the coalition the good guys or the bad guy? Are yes. It's like, yeah, well, yeah, you know, that's a good point. Yes, they are the good guy and they the bad are. guy. Oh, look, yes. the best bad guys think they're the good guys. That's yes. Yes. Doctor Doom is the greatest example. Dr. Doom is the greatest example. He is objectively a bad guy, but from his point of view, he is, he is an honorable and good man who's trying to save the world from itself. Right? Yeah. There, there was, there was, act, I've got, no, you know what? I'm, I'm going on the tangent. There, there, there was a time <laughs> uh, when, when, when he fought cloak and dagger and, and, and dagger's ability is, uh, is to shoot light into someone and purify their soul. The problem is that the more evil you are, the more it burns and truly evil people just die because their soul burns up and dagger shot <laughs> Dr. Doom with, with these, with these purifying light blasts and they did nothing. Because he is pure of soul, just not of action. It's one of the things I liked about the new Spider-Man uh, movie with the multiverse, right? Yeah, Spider-Man multiverse was was that it, it reframed a lot of those yeah. characters. You could really connect with them because, yeah, the, the best villains think they're the good guy. Anyways, 
What was the next question? I yes, I need fine. popcorn. No, no, it's all, uh, it's all good. Um, actually, I deleted that one because it was answered. So I'm moving on to this one because it's $20 Super Chat. Got to read off the Super Chats. Thank you for $20, Patriotic Astrology. Propsy, he's like, damn, hello. That was when you were going off. That was, that, that was my, that was my uh, uh, tripwire OCC's <laughs> deal. So, yeah. Good stuff there. Thank you for the Super Chat. Appreciate that. That leaves me. Well, it's been nice to have these guys on. Sad they won't be back. We have more Canadian locations coming out for riffs. Laszlo. <laughs> Laszlo. There's there another one. Oh, we got it. Yeah. But yeah, we can't really talk about it. So. Okay. It's all, it is, and it's just because I'll hear flack. Nova about Scotia. Hey, <laughs> you know what? That that's hey, that's kind of an untamed area where you know trailer park no, boys. No, no, it's it, it's going to be mutant sheep. <laughs> Splugorth, I'm not. Kidding? I'm not elaborating. Everyone, this, everyone can draw their own conclusion. Are the Splugorth that high? I didn't realize they were that far north. But um, just so folks understand, uh, what's that? Rifts aftermath. The, the the coalition colonies. Oh, okay. Are very far north. So far north that I put it on the file, but we couldn't fit it on the printed map for the revised map. <laughs> oh, That's why I'm very clear that they're, they're very Santa. far north. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but right, well, so, yeah. just so, just so uh, people understand, sometimes it's hard to talk about products that are in the works or coming out because things happen in the, not only the business world, but printing can go badly. Uh, shipping, uh, look at the, all the complaints that we have on our Discord about Free League and Modifius and the shipping issues that they've had so forth. So uh, it's being worked on is sometimes just the answer that we're going to have to deal with. Or that, or, or, or that is something we'd love to do and we, we, we have things hopefully that will pan out behind the scenes. That's all we can really say. Because we don't know how it's going to turn right. out, right? All right. What else we got? For $5, Flady1 says, uh, a, a legit pay $100 for Kevin or Sean to write specific dog boy character based off your interactions with Ethan Dog <laughs> as, it's, as his favorite RCC. Yeah, that's, I, I am. Max is a fan of anthropomorphic animals. I am not. So we should the, the, the flip side of it is I don't like comic book superheroes because I don't like the idea of wearing my underwear on the outside of my pants and wearing capes. Like, I think it's silly. But so Ooh. we both have kind of the same same mechanic. <laughs> you don't argue with a bear with teeth this long. They're coming down here, ah, you know, like that. You know, I will laugh at somebody wearing the pastel colors and a cape floating on behind them. I don't care how many eye <laughs> beams he's got. So. But uh, uh, anyway, yeah, I mean, but the dog, but we do have a few people. I mean, Crafty, I'm surprised Crafty didn't post that one. Flady beat you to it, Crafty, with the dog ways. I'm just going to put that back up there again there. But thanks for the $5. I'd play a dog boy. Make the question, what night is game night at the office? You guys have game night at the office? Oh, I, I, I wish. Um, oh. We used to. It used to be uh, Saturday nights, and then for a while it was Friday nights, but we haven't had a game night in a, in a number of years now. I run my personal game on Thursday nights. But there you go. do you still play Palladium games in order to make sure they're field tested? Oh, yeah, absolutely. People will know the reference that I'm getting to with that one. <laughs> Second edition AD&D was not play tested. Oh, Oh, whoever the lady was that took over, I'm not going to mention her name, refused to let him play at the office. It was weird. Why really? would you not? Yeah. That's crazy. Um, we do play air hockey and foosball on a regular basis. Ooh, air hockey. I'm, in. I'm coming up there just to play air hockey. I'm in. Come on over. <laughs> what inspired you to come up with Palladium's alignments? We've said it a million times here, and I'll say it again. I'm not a fan of alignments overall. However, if I'm going to use alignments, Palladium's alignment system is by far, there is no second. It is the no. only alignment Far and system away to use. Here. Yep. 
the leader in all alignments and in all games I've ever played. Absolutely. Far Thank and away. So, so what was your inspiration for that? Or did you just not like the way D&D did theirs? <laughs> no, I, 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 everybody, whether they, they think about it or not, has a certain moral compass that they follow. They have their sense of right and wrong. And it was a way to kind of quantify it and put it into, you know, characters. Uh, and I really like that. Again, coming from, you may not like how they look, but coming from a comic book background, you know, you had a wide range of heroes and, mm -hmm. you know, movies like, you know, Star Wars. I mean, Han Solo, if that's not unprincipled, I don't know what is, especially the early Han Solo. You know, he, he grudgingly does the right thing, but he really <laughs> tries to look out for himself. I mean, that's our anarchist character. Um, they're just good archetypes, and I think players need that. You know, especially if you're, you know, supposedly playing a hero, you know, it helps give you guidelines and defines how your character should, should behave. You see, I, I've seen tons of guys, I'm a paladin, I'm a super good guy. And it's like, I'm torturing this motherfucker. And it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, it, it's a farmer you're torturing. I mean. Calm down, Annie Oakley. Guy, That's not how it works. Good guy, you torture that guy or, or lie to this kid and say, I'm going to kill your parents. I mean, seriously? You know, you okay, I got a, hypo got a hypothetical for you then on alignment. Yeah. Let's say you're, a, I don't know, a mercenary unit. Uh -huh. oh, and you, <laughs> you've been paid by the coalition to, I don't know, nuke a settlement. Mm -hmm. And your alignment is a tactical nuke on a settlement. And let's just say your alignment is scrupulous. Mm -hmm. And you try, at least you think you try, to, uh, to prevent that from happening. And then ultimately at the end, give the order for that tactical to go off in the settlement. Would you say that that requires an alignment change? Please tell me no. Asking for a friend. <laughs> well, I mean, I think from, from the coalition's point of view, of course it's not. It, it's not being evil. That that's the, Again, everything's a matter of perception and degree from his perception. Gee, I don't the problem think is he's not right. in the coalition. Well, mercy is for the, we were paid by the coalition with a Tarkin-esque kind of guy who looked like you didn't want to cross him. I already got mouthy with him over the fact that if I didn't want to kill innocents. But you got paid? That's aberrant. See, see I, no, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> see, no, hang on, hang on. Oh, hang I on. don't care about your yeah. feelings. <laughs> okay, yeah. Here you go, here you go. Kind of, yeah, it's open to interpretation. I mean, the thing I, is, no, these no, are based I, on real psychological profiles. I mean, yeah. he read psych textbooks yeah. because I know that okay, because that's where you got I declared it. a psych major <laughs> and I did some cognitive science and psych 101 and all this stuff. And so then when I was talking to Kevin, I was like, Kev, these are great. He's like, I know I researched them. Yeah, I was like, because I was like, these fit psychological profiling. And he's like, yes. <laughs> People the vendor, shut up. I know it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> amendment, amendment to that. The only way he keeps his alignment is if he has a second command who takes away the the actual decision making from him and makes tactical in the field decisions that if he were to hesitate and actually think about people could die. Now, having done that, yes, I'm the no, this other person is the one <laughs> who set off the tactical nuke. He didn't actually order me to do it. This other person, not me, uh, uh, or ordered the bombing of, of, the, sure. of the other side of the village to make way for me to place the tactical nuke. Now, I am not a good alignment. <laughs> I'm not worried about my alignment changing, but the actual decisions were taken out of his hands. Does he get to keep his alignment? Or is it like a red flag, not shifted yet, but close? 
I don't know. That's one of those things. Yeah, see? <laughs> well, you think your maker's going to say. Yeah. yeah. If, if you're interested and if time permits, you can watch episode two of our Rifts campaign and find out why I made that decision. Werewolves, damn it. I'm telling you, they're all werewolves. And that actually brings <laughs> us to this one. Forge says, I would love to watch one of your games, Heathen Dog. Well, guess what? <laughs> we have we have uh, two episodes of that Rifts game, and we have uh, three episodes of the Call of Cthulhu game that I yep. ran a couple years ago. So you'll be able to look on our YouTube channel and find that. We are missing the session, though, where Connell got turned into a bug. And I think that would have been really worth having up there. But we just did that one behind the scenes, unfortunately. That's too but, bad. Yeah, because that was good. Um, hey, guys, it's Mark Dudley from Imagine's Workshop. Just saying hey to Kev and Sean. Hey, Mark. So <laughs> like to have those good ones out there. And now we got more money. I love money. Lady. For ten dollars, says as a proud citizen of the coalition states, I'd like to say thanks for providing us with decades of amazing entertainment. However, I feel two CS books per year should be a minimum. <laughs> wow, not CS enough propaganda for Palady. I love it. <laughs> I love it. The true heroes of Rift's Earth—they need more love. Oh God, you know we're going to get comments on that. Oh, but, yeah. it's, but, but here's the thing about the coalition: is well, well, I don't like them totally understandable in that environment and the fact that people follow them also totally understandable in that environment huh weird things are coming to eat me those people protect me from the weird things that eat me exactly ah, i'm in <laughs> like, all i gotta do is not read all right, <laughs> <laughs> right. these rebel terrorists are blowing stuff up i'm i know right core. god damn these <laughs> rebels messing up a good thing for five dollars Weird guy five six four. Thank you for the five dollars, weird guy. For fun, what do Kevin and Sean think is the best non-Palladium or Savage Worlds game? Ah, outside your personal wheelhouse. What do you got? Best that's, that's a good tabletop one. RPG. I'm assuming. Yep. Um, then hmm. I, I, you know, I'll say I had a lot of fun with Edge of the Empire. Oh, okay. But doesn't that require specialty dice? Yes. Gross. That, 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 that isn't sold anymore, or that those dice aren't sold anymore. I don't know. I mean, oh, okay. I'm just saying, I had a lot of fun with it with a two year campaign um, that we did, and 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 I I thought the the way that they did the obligation mechanic mm -hmm. was really great. Um, and uh, I don't know, but the specialty dice, I don't know if the juice is really worth the squeeze. I think you could have been rolling d20s with a fudge dice on the side or something. Yeah. But in general, um, the that because it's way more than just those dice, obviously. I thought that was really great. The other mm -hmm. one that I'd say is really, really great is Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay, the old like second mm -hmm. edition. I've heard the fourth edition is similar, but you know, the percentile based combat mm -hmm. that was. Ethan Doug, were you in our Warhammer game that Adrian was running? I, I was not. Oh, I, I played a Grave Digger, whatever it was called. I was like, that sounds fun. I love that. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm a rat catcher. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Well, you can. Yeah, that, that does a toughie because I mean, really, there's a lot of good games out there. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I had fun with, with the old Bushido oh. game. That, that was pretty cool. Uh, but I was kind of into, you know, Japanese and Asian <laughs> culture. Um, you know, I would have to say D&D. &D. Um, you know, it's... I, I've ha I had a lot of fun with it when I played with it. I mean, I there are a lot of things I didn't like and obviously made my own game system because of it. But... <laughs> But I mean, you know, I've also known a lot of people who have just adored that game. Eric Woodjick ran a game for like 27 years. Oh wow! The same, yeah, it was the one ongoing campaign for 20 D and D 27 years. I can't even so, imagine that. 
Yeah, I, honestly, I, I I can't either. I, I think the longest campaign I ever ran of the, with the same characters was like five years. Um, the Defilers were three and a half, but it felt like twenty. <laughs> I moved around too much, like uh, being in the military. Like the the two and a half year long campaign I ran with you know for Earthdom with I ran with Heathen Dog. That's actually my longest single single campaign that I ran and it's because I just kept moving. You're in Korea. You know, even after I got out of contract, I'm there for a few months. I'm there for a year. I'm there. Was, I wish I could have that kind of static group, man. I'd love to have a character for 27 years. It's yeah. Crazy. After, after you, after you got out, you were what uh, you went to Kuwait, then Okinawa, then Germany. Oh, wow. You, the United States, uh, different places, in the United States in between each one of those. Yeah. Two. In between each time, you couldn't go from overseas to overseas. You had to come back for a certain amount of time and then go overseas again. So you oh, we were in Ohio for a while. Then then you uh, okay. now you're in Alabama and Minnesota, ba- Minnesota, back home in Minnesota, Illinois twice. Uh, where the heck out here in Alabama now? Germany twice. Okinawa. Yeah. Uh, Kuwait. Yeah. Yikes. So, yeah, he, he couldn't he couldn't keep a group together because. Sure. He wasn't there to keep it together. <laughs> right. More traveling right. outside the military. It's weird. Crafty. Oh, yeah. So I was putting up. Yeah, here we already you know know that same, same question. But uh, for thank you for the two dollars, Crafty. It, it was Saturday and Friday, but now yeah. it's not. <laughs> and Crafty again for ten dollars. Thank you very much. Damn, Kevin, Sean, Max is right. We're stopping there. Max is right. Nope. OK. <laughs> the, the most fun I had with riffs was my high school dog boy campaign. The party was I, the dirty dozen of dog boys sent to do jobs for the coalition that regular CS did not want to do. I, I, I've, I've heard you comment about that before on a different forum, and I think that's a really fun idea for a yeah. campaign. Yeah, <clears throat> a lot of people love the dog boys. Dog boys, juicers, Leyline Walker. Yeah, you could do a whole campaign of just juicers. Magnificent Seven. Anyways. I, I like the idea of the juicer. Like, I don't know. The, the, my experience, this is just my experience. The people who play the juicers are looking at the numbers, less the juice, so to speak. I, I don't know. It depends. I, I know uh, Joe Manganiello played a juicer for like maybe a decade. It was one of his favorite characters. We, we found through playtesting the Savage Rift stuff um, that different players had completely different approaches there are two or three major approaches to juicers, yeah. depending on whether they saw it as a long-term campaign yeah. or a tragic hero. Mm-hmm. And so that yeah. led to updates to the, the burn rules um, to try and accommodate different play styles. All right. So there's two things left that I that I want to do before you guys go. Actually, I would like to talk to you for just like a minute after the stream, if you're okay with that. Mostly say yeah. thank you, et cetera. Um, but two things left. One I'm going to do. The other one is up to Heathen Dog. The one I'm going to do is I'm going to do a giveaway right now. So if you are watching on YouTube, sorry, it's only going to be on YouTube because that's all I can do. Uh, type anything. I don't care what it is as long as it isn't a poopoo word. Type it in the chat. It will get, it will get you uh, added to the list. I'm going to copy and paste that list. I'm going to put it into the magic roller here. And it'll be for, was it, 20, a $25 gift card. I'm going to give out two of them to a Palladium store. So... Uh, We'll roll the spinner twice, and I'm gonna give away two twenty-five dollar gift uh, gift certificates for, or from the Palladium Bookstore. In the meantime, it's up to Heathen Dog if he wants to uh, address the uh, the Tomorrow Legion stuff. Because to okay. be fair, to be fair, it's not just about Heathen Dog. My Discord goes crazy over this stuff as well. I'm going to because I'm gonna be focused on this over here and not able to fully pay attention because there's a lot of stupid editing I have to do to get this roller to work. Um, I'm just going to tell you my, my stance up front, which is I'm a purist in all things. I hate to say it that way, but I am. 
Oh, we're like we were talking before the uh, the show. Uh, Earth Dawn has three forms of it. Or the first edition Earth Dawn has three forms of it. Earth Dawn, Savage Worlds Earth Dawn, and Pathfinder Earth Dawn. Pathfinder being by far the worst one because it does not capture the spirit. I'm not saying Pathfinder's a bad game, but it doesn't capture the heart and soul of what makes Earth Dawn Earth Dawn with the step system, with how magic works, with just it, sure. it, you can't you just can't replicate that. Right. Now now I have two issues with Savage Worlds specifically. One, I hate cards in my games. I know you can you can get rid of that. And, and the word Bennies, come on, stop it. Be an adult. Say the word. It's benefits. Um, <laughs> but Savage Worlds itself is not a bad game. My issue is I, I there's never been a game that I can think of unless it's completely out of print, cannot get where I like the called the alternate version compared to the original version. Even if that original version is old with typos and so forth, like it's because the original version always seems to have the heart and soul in it, where the alternate version seems to either be for the masses. I'm not saying this with the Savage World is, but for the masses, which tends to dumb it down or can't capture that same setting. And I would cite for Savage Worlds for me, I looked at the Pyromancer and I looked at the Juicer and I was like, that's not a Juicer for me. Yeah, so so was a big, big point. I'm a firm believer in saying things like, hey, it's riffs like I'm running a riff setting or riffs like setting in XYZ game, in this case, Savage Worlds, or, or we can pick any other game system out there. I'm not at this point. I'm not trying to pick on riffs and Savage Worlds. It's just the alternate. Um, so I'll, I'll leave my uh, yeah, I'll leave it there. Just basically just understand that I'm a purist in this. And I've always found in my experience that the original is better. So I'm not trying to throw shade at Savage Worlds or Savage Worlds riffs. So. I'm an original. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, you know I, I, I understand what you're saying, you know, but uh, in my case, you know, part of the reason I worked on Rooster Savage Worlds, I really enjoyed it, um, is uh, they asked me to. So <laughs> I got the chance they to gave you money. Uh, well, and, and, they, and I got the chance to work on Rifts. They almost didn't need to pay me at, at the start. So, you know, just if someone said, will you do this one book? I would almost do that for free if you, there was promise of more money down the road. So, but yeah, I, um, I, that's, that's part of why I got involved, but yeah, I think it, it is very different. And in fact, when we did, when I did the uh, second, I, I say we, but, and it was a lot of we, but it was me making the big decisions in the end, I guess, um, is that's why I, the second edition of Rips or Savage Worlds you'll find has a lot more of the darkness and the grit and the brutality. And we revamped a lot of, core systems for a lot of the iconic frameworks because I'm such a big fan of the original. And so, you know, after years of feedback, yeah, I wanted to dial in that, that in as much as possible, but I think you're right. I mean, it's, it's always going to be a different game. It's going to be a, a different feel. And, and, that's okay. and, and partly because, you know, the people doing it, the adaptation have their own biases and things like um, Sean Patrick Fannin, who was the original guy behind it. Uh, in fact, there would there would be no Savage Worlds riffs without Sean uh, Fannin. Um, you know, he looked at it in a lighter way. He didn't really see it as a horror game. Didn't really like those aspects. Um, you know, and whenever you're licensing to someone, you kind of go with you, you know you want them to be as loyal as possible, and the loyal the more loyal the better. But you know, you try to give them some freedom to run with it and do what they think works for their game system. All right, he's well, a dog. I'm Unleash. I'm going to do this right now. Oh, okay. this right now. Uh, for money, understandable. You'd be surprised what heathen dog would do for money. No, they wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be surprised at the amount. But they won't be surprised at any time. 
Oh, I got a price. I won't go any further, but my wife is still traumatized for something you did for money. Hey, hey, Max. <laughs> hey, Max. Fair. Max. Yes. Go, go back to your little spinny wheel. I, I, I am. I'm, I'm working on the All spinny right. wheel now. <laughs> All right, okay. Now, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm with Max with the whole the, the diluting an IP with with an, another system thing is generally a bad idea. The, the thing yes. is that I, I said it earlier a little bit about this that peanut butter and jelly on a sure. sandwich they go together you have a peanut butter jar of high quality peanut butter then then you got some high quality jams right put put it on some high quality bread you got yourself a beautiful and tasty sandwich savage world riffs is like the peanut butter and jelly swirled into one package it's garbage it's absolute garbage because it's wow. low quality peanut butter low quality jelly and then you, you, put it, you put it on bread, it tears up the bread, it, it oozes everywhere, it, it turns into a pile of crap, and that's exactly what happened. Now, the reason it happened wasn't because Savage World's a bad game. Like I said earlier, before the, before the cameras were rolling, I told you, I looked at Savage World's, I read the system, and it's good. Yeah. It's a good system. It's great There's system. absolutely nothing wrong with it. But you mixed it with the, with the peanut butter in the same jar as Riff's, and it came out garbage only because that Savage World doesn't have the mechanics to properly explain what's happening in riffs. Now, the best example is, is what Max said a little earlier with the juicer. I, I, I read the I got the Tomorrow Legion book. I, I, I read the, the, the whole juicer uh, Which OCC. Which and I, whatever one he gave me. Which, which is the one you sent me. And R2 doesn't know either. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, whichever one he sent me. These three. I can't okay. Go. You sent him the same one, the adventure edition? Yep. Okay. okay. And I, I read it and it didn't feel like a juicer. It, it, it didn't have the same feeling. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe you know, juicer's hard. Juicer's hard. Did They're, you play not, it? Not, 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 not every Did game system it? can have a, have a mechanic to properly portray a juicer. I get it. So I read yeah. some of the other ones. And they were all off too. Did some not, some not a lot. Did you play it? I I, I didn't play it. I told well, you that. So I that's that's one thing I'll say that I'll just put this out there. When I when we did the when I did the um, a second edition update for Rich Savage Worlds, we had a lot of feedback. We had years of feedback from players. Specifically, for instance, we changed mechanics about the juicer, the the um, the leyline walker, the, um, you know, mind melters. A lot of important changes and updates that happened. But one of the things that was really interesting when we were talking about different mechanics dealing with, say, mega damage, um, like the the setting rule that I introduced, um, the blood and guts uh, rule, um, a lot of people were like, this looks terrible. I was like, okay, well, go play it and then tell me what you think. And they came back with completely 180 degree opinions. Uh, one of the things I will throw out there, and I'm not saying that means that it's right and your opinion is wrong or something. I mean, I know it's just your damn opinion, and I don't give a shit. But, um, <laughs> but, 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 for instance, one of the things that I thought was the most ridiculous, ham-fisted thing when I first read Edge of the Empire Rules was the obligation mechanic. I was like, this is dumb. This is really ham-fisted. Uh, it was my favorite mechanic in the entire system as a player. Um, I, I, and, and, and as a game master, it was fun too, but, but yeah, so I just say, let's throw that out there. Sometimes you read through things and you're like, but it, when you put it in the midst of the into practice of the practice of the whole, you might have a different answer. And we've had a, I will say too, just straight up, just straight up. 
we've had amazingly positive feedback about the juicer. Kevin even gets it um, in Savage Rifts. The way he and said that, Kevin even gets it. Like, he doesn't <laughs> no, get I mean, much, but he got like, this. <laughs> he's got super plating fanboys talking to him, right? Like, uh, one of the things you'll find if you start writing stuff and doing, like, you probably already get this. You'll, you'll get people that will tell you, like positive things because they like your show or they like what you do or whatever right but you know what you really need to hear is when people don't like it right and that's oh, when i get a lot of that <laughs> i try and dial yeah. things in right and be and try and be objective about stuff like that so I'm i'll just throw that out there dude. that so, i can understand you read over it and you may not and i'm just saying i totally get it especially if you're just reading it over you might be like i don't see how this is going to work uh the mega damage is the same way we have tons of people that have um looked at the because savage worlds handles heavy damage and mm -hmm. heavy armor very differently it's their way to handle mega damage right and so we just changed the name of that rule but like you know i've built in other setting rules for exactly how you handle certain situations but it's one of those things that a lot of people come in and you can tell they haven't played a lot of savage worlds and they definitely haven't played savage rifts and they're they're telling us on the forums on the savage worlds or the savage Rifts facebook group this is why mega damage is wrong in savage rifts it should be this way this way this way and then we ask well have you played it because a lot of the guys will come back, yeah, it looked weird to me too, but it really works in Savage Worlds. So I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, I, I just want to say that I, I disagree that it's garbage because I wouldn't allow garbage to be produced. <laughs> well, but after you sold the license, you had nothing to say about it. You just collect the money and be sad. <laughs> oh, wow. No, I have, I have approvals. So, he does have approvals. Okay. Um, but, you know, is it different? Yes. It is And it's supposed it to be different because it's a whole different mechanic. Yeah. So it's going to have a somewhat different feel. It's not going to be exactly what you people who are familiar with our game mechanics and our rift setting it's not going to be exactly the same um and they put different emphases on things we put much more emphasis on story and setting they put more emphasis on on rules and action um so it's going to have a different feel for sure but uh i wouldn't say it's garbage at all and i'd say that the marketplace disagrees as well it's made a lot of money yeah it's done really oh, well, well right? again you know pt barnum made a lot of money too he wasn't nice to folks so, no, yeah. it's a lot of the same fans too, though. So, and in fact, after <laughs> yeah, there the is second, a lot. There's a big crossover. The other thing I will yeah. say is that the second edition of Savage Rifts has had yeah. a lot more Palladium players crossing over yeah. to try a it lot out. more. So, right. and I, I know a lot of people. I met a lot of people actually at the open house who play Savage Rifts with one group, like say their wife or like more light role players, and then they play Palladium for the real, like, you know entrenched role-playing role role play, yeah. yeah we're gonna do a four-year campaign or something right um but if they're doing a one-shot with some friends or something like that they might do savagers so that's not that's neither right or wrong that's okay i understand if you all right yeah, uh, you, I'll, I'll, I'll make you a deal i'll make you a deal sure i i will i will play savagers i will find a group of experienced sure. uh savagers players and i will ask to join savagers.com pretty, pretty please tell the that i sent got me. it Got it, I, and and I I will play it for three <laughs> at least three game sessions because if, if you can't hook me in three game sessions then that's you know, fine. Whatever. And you know what? Maybe maybe it's not what you like. That's and then I will communicate to you whether <laughs> I have changed my mind because I may be a dick, but I am not a hypocritic asshole. Okay, if I change my mind, I will own up to that and say, okay, yeah, you were right. If someone asked me whether I want them to purchase, a, I'm gonna get in trouble for saying this. No, you won't. No, you won't. A pinnacle it, book or a palladium book. I'll say buy the palladium book because that's the company I'm at. 
you know that's what? That's my company, right? I mean, Loyalty's I, I can work with them, but that's not my company, right? Sure. Loyalty is so. important. <laughs> Loyalty is important. But I love, I love both. I love both. And I love yeah. the people at both companies, right? So, um, and if you buy both, I think that's great too. It supports everyone. There's a lot of people that have a there lot of go. passion for gaming. And I think that even if, yeah, maybe Savage Rifts isn't your thing, but you enjoy Savage Worlds, so go have fun with it. You know, have you tried Deadlands? That's badass. So, um, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of great stuff out there. Now, the interesting thing, I think, is you guys are saying we need to have the Tomorrow Legion no, no. discussion. I have to step oh. out for a minute, not because of the discussion, oh, because that's I drink like 32 ounces of water. But one of the other things is that it's interesting because you guys said we need to have the Tomorrow Legion conversation, but really you're having the rifts in Savage Worlds yeah. conversation. Yes. I think it's really telling, like really telling on the Tomorrow Legion subject. Okay. Now, right? the, the whole Tomorrow Legion thing. My big problem with it is that if 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 I owned an IP and and I lent it out, this is this is just me. This is sure. n- th- this one is not against anyone. All right, all right. If if I owned an IP and I lent it out for for someone else to 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 make 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 a game using their mechanics, I would not allow them to advance my storyline. I wouldn't do it. And in some areas, the Tomorrow Legion ad- advanced the, the Rift's Prime Universe storyline. Yes. Yes. As and to the, I, as I personally to, would not have done that. I personally think as that, to the is a, books. that is a bad call. But I will also, un, un, unlike the whole like uh, uh, peanut butter and jelly in the same container, I'm not going to instantly say it's garbage. Because that one, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know enough to even have an opinion on that. That's that that is that that is of any relevance. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I think I understand some people come back come in with, you know, Tomorrow Legion is um, like Boy Scouts or something. I think that's a, maybe, and I could see that, especially the way that the original material was written. That's not really how I've ever played it or seen it. Um, I look at it as um, an extension of you know, people dedicating themselves to the Cybernite and Glitter Boy type cause, where you know they jump in and try and join. Um, you know, that kind of a front group to protect, you know, people. You can go read about it. Obviously, we have whole, we have books on it. Um, but um... The, the, the complaint that I heard, <laughs> I don't know any. Uh, I, I know very little about Rift's lore, so I am right, not right. diving into it like some people. The sure. one complaint that I remember yeah, that some core book, the, the core Rift's book. Yeah, I have no. I have. I have, we actually did did it twice here on our show. No, yeah. but did you read the the background, the world building section by with Aaron Tarn? I did. No, that was him. You haven't read the whole core book cover to cover, so you don't understand the setting. That's all. That, no, no, that that that's that's hundred percent fair. No, he I, he completely this, agrees with you. Yes, he doesn't understand. He doesn't right, understand that's all I'm saying is just to, to yeah. clarify that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. This this what I'm about to say didn't come from me. It came from somebody on Discord. Actually, when you were here the first time, I just didn't ask it. Uh, sure. Was about uh, uh, something about there being shouldn't be dwarves there or something. You turned it into Palladium oh, Fantasy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's that's a big thing that I realized when I was in the chat on one of your interviews. With the guys from uh, don't hate dwarves, biggest geekus or nobody whatever. hates dwarves. <laughs> the, <laughs> the so there's a misconception that the dwarves at Castle Refuge are Palladium dwarves. They're not. They're just not from the Palladium. Like they're just DBs. They're they're dwarves. They're dwarf yeah, they're just DBs different from world another. Dwarves. Just like the just, okay. so, so one of the things like I I'm just you know obviously finishing up uh, work on the the new. Land of a Thousand Islands book, the South America book for Savage Wolves. Uh, Columbia has dwarves. 
that are techno wizards. No one said anything about those. They're also not from the Palladium fantasy world, right? It's just dwarves from one of the infinite dimensions in the megaverse. So if there, there's a lot of weird like assumptions that I guess come into that one. Yeah, it's really odd. Yeah, I don't or the, the, the Tomorrow Legion is like declared war on the coalition, which is not the case. Um, you know. <laughs> Yeah, somebody They're said like, something about it's too close to, and I do have your map if you want me to bring it up, but yeah, it's too close to the, the coalition. No, no, pop up the map. That'd be okay. great to discuss sure. this with the fans. Yeah, um, the, uh, uh, I don't, I don't understand anyone who tries to say like, like that doesn't belong in Rift's Earth or that's not in Rift's Earth. Bitch, Rift's Earth is belongs everywhere. Well, it literally has a door to everywhere. Right? Can you? Yeah. Can you zoom in on that? The the sure. area right there in the center. Is it let me? Oh, sorry, my computer is nine no, years old. So, no, but but yeah, no. I mean, yeah, anything fits in rifts, but also it's like you know maybe it's not that specific thing you think. So, Castle Refuge is in this. So this map is really interesting because if you go and you read and you say, oh, the coalition controls Missouri, you know they they control Missouri. Well, really, they claim Missouri, yeah. just like they claim all the states of the American Empire, right? The former states. And by the way, if people are like. I saw someone post somewhere or like, why do they have states and the outlines of the states from before the apocalypse? Because everyone, that's the way it is in Rift's Earth. That's how they perceive territory is, you know, we're, we're trying to rebuild, just like if you're trying to rebuild yeah. Rome. Yeah, right. They're just rebuilding the American Empire in their minds, right? American Empire, right? So the thing is, when you get into the details, and I noticed this a long time ago, but you have to take careful notes. It'll say in just one sentence somewhere, you know, they go up to the coalition patrols you know, go up to this this river or they control the territory uh, to this parallel or this river. And that's one thing that's really hard to visualize without a really great map. And so that's why I put a ton of time into this damn map, um, working with uh, the, you know, the, 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 the wonderful artist, Alita Saxon. Um, but if you see here, Castle Refuge just down the road from Kingsdale, which is just down the road from Lycan, which is just down the road from, from Merktown, right? So this isn't some heavily coalition controlled area it's it's in mount it's in it's a mountainous forested streams it's a very wild region i vacationed in that area near the buffalo river yes <laughs> well no uh, the, the the way riffs is set up it's like if if you're 10 miles away from the next town you may not ever visit that in your lifetime the reason being is because not only do you not have long-range communications that's only part of it that's the small part the large part is that yes you can claim this whole territory is ours but but all all of the all the dirty rifted in dbs that that live there for 100 years <laughs> they, they say otherwise you know and you haven't pacified the region you can claim it all you want like i i claim this Thank land the name is spain well guess what you, you better you better you better put all of Spain's military resources to control that land. You so control some, it. probably some of the safest territory on Rift's Earth is the state of Chi-Town, right? But really, if Chi-Town were that safe, why are the Burbs right next <laughs> yeah. to the Chi-Town Fortress City? They're in its shadow because that is the actual only kind of safe place. And there's still yeah. sometimes monsters and magic oh, yeah users. but even that you know be, being next to the safest place in the world makes you safest place in the world adjacent you know right. That's yes. nice, right right so they're, they're literally <laughs> butted up against the fortress exactly city, right? yes you know because and that's both. that's how dangerous it is out there right yeah. so, yes. so it's, it's, it's the equivalent of a five-year-old grabbing mommy's leg you know is that right. really going to protect you <laughs> no but it feels good right so you know coalition for instance cs el dorado 
you see Fort El Dorado there at the bottom of the map. You know, they're patrolling up to that river. I forget the name of the river right now. You know, that's an important thing to, to, to conceptualize is that that's the extent. Beyond that is special forces or special, you know, yeah. teams going out, you know, um, rangers and stuff like that right. going out. It's claimed land, not controlled land. Right. Or, or settled cultivated settled yeah there you go uh, colonized settled whatever Slightly you want to call it colonized and patrolled and yeah. settled but yeah. they're still going to run into monsters all throughout that sure. that yeah. that, oh, yeah. that area that is cs el dorado right so that's that's the kind of stuff to remember when we're looking at rifts it's, it's a a massive massive wildernesses and stuff like that which is part of why you know i introduced the um journey rules in the twilight legion field manual was to try and help add more to you know, what is it like traveling through these dense tracts of jungle? Kevin and I talk about this a lot. How do we communicate that to yeah. players? I mean, in, in 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 Vietnam, special forces could maybe make seven out, seven miles in a day. Yes. Right? Agent through, Orange was a thing for a reason. Oh, well, that jungle was no joke. Jungle sucks. Through jungle and is dangerous. And, you know, that's, this is worse. Rifts is worse. There's demons yes. and monsters. They want to eat yes. your face in that jungle. Yeah. Right? Don't, Not don't just pee in the water. Right? Something might fly up. <laughs> you know, up your tube. Uh, well, guess what? Now, now you have to worry. Don't be in the water because there's a friggin' giant monster that will eat you and your friends. You know, like it gets different. Yeah. Now, now I, I totally get what you're saying. You know, you you you've got new lore updates to the Savage Rifts material that are. I mean, it's 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 lore. It's Rifts lore, and that's not done out of any spite for anyone. It's just that the, the nature of these books is that, for instance, when I did Empire, wrote Empires of Humanity or I wrote Atlantis and the Demon Seas, it covers usually half a dozen or more Rifts books. Yeah. And it brings all of them up to the 109PA timeline. So part of that is just trying to give fans, um, trying to fill in the gaps so that you have a coherent book to present to someone. Um, but also, you know, it's, it, it is a value. All the, those things are going to be in, you know, in other books as well but yeah, it's, it's um, kind of like riffs aftermath in the sense that right that's how i say updating it too, yeah. and summarizing it is very much regions. riffs aftermath that and that's actually the literal template when sean when i joined uh the team and sean fan and i were talking he said you know riffs aftermath is like our bible we're setting it in the same time frame right after the fall of tolkien before the minion war kicks off right so um, and that's a great way to describe the books and it's not meant to slight anybody in fact you can run the adventure material just the same, it's really easy to run Savage Worlds Adventure, Savage Rifts Adventures with Palladium Rules. I put a article, you know, it's a two page article, should answer any major questions you have. Uh, we also have it for free, you can download it for free yeah. um, online as well through drive through, um, but it's in Rifter 85 as well. It's really okay. easy to use the adventure material. A lot of people that um, I've talked to, they're, they've run Palladium, but they use the Savage Rifts Adventure material, and I'm glad. That's good. They can have fun with it. And their maps and their pawns. And the maps and the pawns, yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're trying to make – we're trying to use the opportunity to make it the best time to be a Rifts fan, right? And I think that there's a lot that, 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 that Pinnacle does really well that can be brought to the table. Um, you know, and a lot that Playum does that, you know, this is this is a good time to be a Rifts fan because you can go get those books and just read them and have fun. And uh, I, I remember people, one of the best compliments I got was multiple people after they'd read Atlantis and the Demon Seas, I'd send it to some of my close friends. Um, and they said, you know, it's really interesting. I've read all of the books that this is based on, but now I understand the interconnectivity 
between the Lemurians and the Atlanteans mm. and the New Navy and Atlantis and the Not Yule and the Lord of the Deep way better than I ever did before. And it's really cool to see all of it covered in one in mm -hmm. one you know one breath at, you know uh, simultaneously. So I you know I I, I I understand if you you know Savage rolls in someone's bag. I, I don't care. <laughs> like you know it's I'm, not my bag. Yeah, I know, it's, it's not a slam on them. I it's just not it's not the kind know, of it's, it, it's, it's good. Yeah. You know, it's I I've had, I've ran in a couple of games with uh Sean Patrick Fannin. It's it's all right. I mean, it's good. He hasn't played in one of my games. Anything yet, else? So, <laughs> so <laughs> you know, but I mean, it's not my personal cup of tea. Yeah, you um, wrote your own game. Of course it's not. You know what I mean? That's the whole <laughs> I know, right? That's yeah. the thing about having your own game company, but, right? But it's good. Your games are better. If you don't, you literally did something wrong. Exactly. <laughs> you know, people are like, well, what's your favorite system? It's like, well, mine, dumbass. What? what <laughs> <are you asking? laughs> you know. All right. But, uh, Flo, do you yeah. got a roll to make? Uh, I, I I do, but I, I'm going to do that as we close this out here. A um, couple things. Uh, first of all, I... Is there going to be a tomorrow Legion source book for the Palladium side of Rifts? There might be. Okay. Um, I've certainly mentioned them here and there in a couple of books. Um, there, there may be. We'll we'll have to wait and see. Okay. They're, I mean, they're definitely part of the Rifts, the Palladium Rifts, and Rifts canon lore. Right? Yeah, they're part of the lore. Yeah. That right. that was that was the point that was made is that I don't buy the Savage World stuff. I like the idea of Tomorrow Legion. I want to know if uh, Tomorrow Legion's coming to the Palladium side. I'm like, all right, I'll ask. So uh, yeah, yeah, no, a lot, a lot of people. Have, I've been surprised. A lot have asked me about that. They're really interested in it. So we'll look at that at some point, you know. But we have a lot of things we want to chew through. That you, as you can see on our our, our status page, there's a lot of stuff that really needs to get done first. Um, it doesn't mean that you can't use it for sure. Yeah, you know, Laszlo is a great example. People have wanted a Laszlo book for for decades, and you know it, it's it's a very important part of the Palladium setting or Palladium the Rift setting. So you know, I actually see it as like probably three or four books when the dust clears. Um, see, this guy is just going to keep ramping up the page, the numbers of books. <laughs> I mean, I always thought as as, as two or three books. Yeah. I mean, just well, if you don't have something to look forward to, what are you doing, right? That's right. How do you have a deadline for this project if you don't have another one waiting for it? That's right. Um, so, so my follow-up with with the Tomorrow Legion thing, then we'll do the roll. Is um, I, I hear what you're saying, and this isn't to be argumentative with you, but uh, I would be remiss if I didn't bring some of this up. Uh, have Have I played it? I haven't played it directly. I've played Savage Worlds. I haven't played the Savage Rifts, but I have 40 years of experience playing tabletop role-playing games, and many, many different genres. Does that make me an expert of Shadow uh, Savage Worlds and, and specifically Suede, you know, Rifts? No. But I can look at something. I'm pretty good about looking at something now and determine if it's going to work for me or not. Now, to be fair, for me, it's not a rules issue. For me, it's completely about the feel. Uh, and I do believe I'm one of those weirdos who says, yes, you know, some people will say, man, I can run any system, any setting, anywhere. Like, I can't. Certain settings, certain games have a feel to them that cannot be mimicked in a different rule set. That's just a personal thing with me. That's not to say that Savage Worlds Rifts is bad. That That's my overall issue with it. And and so, and then you said the marketplace, and that's the one that actually got my head to shake. <laughs> like, oh, really? Um, 
Watsy owns the marketplace, and I'll tell you right now, I, I don't expect you guys to say it or even agree, but uh, it's it's garbage. 4E was, as somebody put in chat, was a good seller. I hate 3rd Edition more than you could ever know. 5E is at least better than 3rd Edition, but uh, technically 5E is more popular. I, I think there are coincidences that come into play for that. I know a lot of people who play 3. Yeah. three. I can't stand 3rd Edition Dungeons Dragons. I think it's a horrible game on top of just everything else. With it. World of Warcraft is the worst MMO ever made. <laughs> I, its popularity does not mean it's good. EverQuest, for all its faults, was a better MMORPG. Was it a better game? Well, that's 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 a different question to me. But as far as MMOs go, with the with the tropes and things that should have existed with MMOs, WoW destroyed most of them and turned them into just games for masses. And I just I think that most games, whether computer, tabletop, whatever, when they become for the masses, they lose their heart and soul. Well, I'll just tell you right now, like my intention is not to keep Palladium in the smallest niche possible. And, okay, well, well, when things like, change... Like, because and, if your measure of success is it fits this weird little thing that I'm interested in, and when it has broad-based success, that means it's bad and diluted. Doesn't necessarily, but oftentimes it is dumbed down. And I'll but, tell you, because, hey, you know what? You could go and go tell people it's the worst MMO ever. Guess what? <laughs> like they still made money. It's a business. I get it. Sure. Tell you yeah. that you're wrong, right? Business. I disagree with you. So you just have to understand that your opinion is just one amongst sure. many, right? And and now that doesn't you know. I agree. Guess what? I played Five E. I played quite a bit of it. I have one of my buddies. I say his superpower is that he plays the modules exactly as they are written. Right. <laughs> like, like exactly. There's, there's no, like he's, you know, he's a good GM, but that's what his, that's what he does. And that's actually why I asked if I could join his, you know, Dungeons and Dragons 5e campaign. And it just wasn't for me, you know, I played it for over a year. And so, but at the same time, I, I'm going to recognize that 5v was a very good iteration of Dungeons and Dragons. Um, you well, know. it was a good iteration of a game, Dungeons and Dragons itself, and then that's kind of, that's see that's the premise I take. Yeah, but it's but, it's not it's it, I, the creators of Five E would disagree with you, and but they're not they, Dungeons and Dragons fans. So. They own it. They are Dungeons and Dragons. Sure, fans. no, no. You're lying no, if you say they're not Dungeons and Dragons. No, they're not. No, you, they're I, not can, I can no, take and ruin any IP. <laughs> well, I'm a Rifts fan, and Sean Fan is a Rifts fan. You know, and and we wrote Rifts for Savage Worlds. Sure. I, and I'm not. So so I, it's the, the point that I'm making here and I'm defending some of the folks on our discord by saying some of this and I'm expressing what I what I feel as well. Isn't the fact that that we think that that Savage Worlds is ruining riffs. Somebody can say that. I, I don't feel that. What we're scared of is that if you go with the go strictly with the marketplace, if Savage Worlds is a better seller than Palladium, wouldn't that by by your definition then say, hey, you know what? We, I made one, just comment. This I made one comment about how a lot of people enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. And you're taking it as if it was the core of my argument. I think sure. that's bullshit. I don't know. Fair. Uh, again, this is a concern that's out there. <laughs> I know. I have this, I know, I have this in my notes to ask you before even I'm this. Just telling you, that was not my core argument. Okay. And I think it's I think it's it's disingenuous to try and frame it that way. People can enjoy what they want to enjoy. Sure. There's lots of games. I like both. I enjoy fans that like both settings mm -hmm. and both rule sets. But when you're going to start talking about this in this like deconstructive way, it's not going to get us anywhere. That, but that's how the and fans. No, that's how, that's how fans. Okay, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on. Deescalate a little bit. 
All right. Oh, I'm not mad. I don't think he's mad either. No, 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 no. Everything you said makes absolute sense. Doesn't mean it hurts what this is. You're you're absolutely right. Like like I I I think saying that is 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 flawed. Is is yeah. It's 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 putting words in your mouth. No, no. It's it's worse than that. It's worse than that. It's worse than that. It's 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 trying to put ideas in your head right here, which is worse. But I'm not trying. I'm not trying to say what you're saying. What I'm trying to say is the fear of of fans, at least those who like to post on our Discord, are are like what they are scared of is that. So let me let me get the the verbiage that the person. Lady Rifts will always exist. Savage what people need to hear may not have its license agreed upon the next time we come up for the license discussion. I will be here doing this for as long as I live and breathe. Uh, That's what people need to hear. Yeah, that, so, that's okay. that's exactly what that's, what everyone. If if you want to break down up. every every single thing <laughs> that, that everyone has ever said bad, this. I am dedicated to this. I am dedicated to this. Okay, all right. This See, is no. my business partner. Okay, all right. Th- this is my th- favorite game ever made. <laughs> all right. Fifteen minutes ago, this all could have been done. Damn no, it, no, Brett. No. Why didn't you just ask the, the right the fucking question? Framing it, the other people liking other things is bad, and I think that's no, exactly, exactly, exactly. I'm fair. I I am a bad interviewer. I I, I did a couple of shock jock things ju- ju- earlier ju- just for fun. It was right? fun. It was okay. It was okay. yeah. yeah, yeah it, was, it was it was it was just fun. for fun. But uh, but I am a bad interviewer because I did not frame the question correctly, and that's on me and him. No, it's good. I'm, I'm throwing him under good. the bus too. We, we got I, I'm, just, I'm just putting out the, the, the fears of folks. This yeah, will no, this, be here. This yeah will the actual be here. question that I should have asked, yeah, the actual question that I should have asked would be now, no, you've, you've had, you've had some, some success with, with Savage World Rifts. Mm-hmm. Sure. Is, is that going to, to influence the Palladium system moving forward? Meaning is the Palladium mechanic going to change moving forward because savage rifts is such a success no no we don't we don't have any all right to, that, then it doesn't, then, it that's doesn't have, then that's you know, so first of all savage savage rifts i don't even think of it as as ours um it's it's pinnacles game yeah. and it's pinnacles rules and we're going to continue to do things the way we want to do them because that's why I started my whole freaking company in the first yeah, place. Yeah. Well, and, there's, and there's levels to that kind of a question, right? Like, are we going to get rid of D20s and percentile skill rolls? Hell no. Um, might you see us say, Kevin loves the um, death or what was it? Um, blaze of Glory. Oh, mechanic. Blaze of Glory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. He loves the Blaze of Glory mechanic. Yeah. Might you see that incorporated in a future book? Yes. Okay. Of glory mechanic, savage world. So, when when the when the juicer is coming up on, on his time, death, yeah, last call. And, yeah. But you can also yeah, apply it call. to yeah. other characters in the setting. You know, if a character decides they want to go out with a last heroic act, there are various ways to handle it depending on you know, exactly which edition you're looking at of savage. Oh, right, right, yeah. But it's the there idea are, that are, you can say, my character's going to die, but I'm going to go out with a bang. And yeah. try and do X, Y, Z, and it's 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 you know there are mechanics too, but there's all it's also more of a discussion between the GM and the player and the story, right? And um, you know, I'm a big fan of it. Kevin's a big fan yeah, of it. It's, yeah, it's sort of a dirty dozen kind of thing, or or magnificent seven. We had that mechanic in Earth on. He knows what it is. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, so 
are there going to be maybe influences? Sure, there could be little influences, but there could be influences from any game out there. But let's go back to what you, what was said at the beginning. That's growing upon, not retconning, and not changing the core of the Palladium system. And I think that's what that that's we, what the crux of most yeah. people are. And if I implied that it's a bad game otherwise, for me personally, change is bad unless it's meaningful. So just changing something for the sake of changing, oh, yeah, I, I would no. absolutely come out and say that's that's bad. But of course. To, to build upon with that, no, that just enhances. That's something that's Holy better. Shit. Yeah, guys, Wait, the, the, for, for forget about forget about Savage yeah, we're moving on. I, I, why so I didn't want to talk people, about this, Max. God I, damn it. I had so many people come up to me and say, you you need to do 5e books. Do oh. 5e, do do Palladium 5e. Do, and I, I mean, of course, no tons, one says that now. Tons of people have <laughs> told yeah, not recently, but I mean, he called he called it a decade ago. It, 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 I had tons of people, including some of my fucking freelancers and friends, go, Kev, you should turn it into 5e because you'll make shitloads of money. And I'm like, well, you know, I want to make shitloads of money, but yeah, she was really great, but. But every every other person who's tried 5e. 5e, their first attempt was a fucking disaster. Cthulhu tried it. They went, oh, I'm, I'm going to go to D20 when it was, what, a 4? I think through 3.5 or yeah. 4. They yeah. went to D20. Yeah. They tried it one time, and they had one printing of that book and fucking buried it. Well, because uh, I... I I, I agree. I agree with John, you know, because it, it really, it, the the game system you're using, it matters. It does. Right. It's just going to change the feel of what you do. And, you know, but again, my thing is I'm just going to push really hard back against people who say you can't do it because they're wrong or something. Right. Sure. Someone else is enjoying it and it's bad. Um, you know, I just don't, I think that's negative and destructive yep. um, for the community, but, but um, no, we have no interest in, um, aping anyone else's shit we, no. we are who we are and again that's why he's here because i've had like i said i had a surprising number of people who i would have never guessed would have come to me and say you should do 5e you know turn your games into 5e and i'm like but that's not who we are that's not what we're trying to do it's funny that you had that reaction because we've had multiple designers oh, on God, here Mark, not going to mention ah, i wasn't going to mention names <laughs> <laughs> but we've had multiple designers on here that have gone literally the opposite route one of them came out person he just mentioned a moment ago and said when when asked directly the question why are you doing a 5e version of this money money i mean at least money he's ground. honest look but cannot, yeah, but cannot fault the honesty that, in that but 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 the sure. thing is he tried a d20 before and it was a failure and he's like, no, 5e came out. I'm going to do it again. That's like, you know, the definition of insanity, right? <laughs> well, you know, what is D20? What is 5e? You know, I mean, yeah. there's a... <laughs> but no, no, it's it, it's the idea of changing your whole system and and right. and dis, and deciding what's definitely going to work. No, man, well, it's, it's not definitely going to work. you well, got to like really finesse that shit. You asked me what my favorite things are about the Palladium system, right? Yeah. You... No other system has the palladium combat, the right. action reaction, right? There's the opposed roles. Everyone else is, I mean, that used to be alignments. more popular. The, the way the moral, yeah, the alignments, the moral codes work, right? I mean, it has a similar name, but it really it's a very different thing, mm -hmm. right? Um, and those are the things, um, well, the, you're getting experience. You don't get experience for killing stuff. Oh, yeah. People have been putting that in chat a lot to bring that up, but I, I haven't because oh, yeah, I think it's obvious. Yeah. But, but it's a huge innovation system. Yeah. It's a huge innovation. The other thing is, is a lot of people, you know, Palladium is technically a level-based game, mm -hmm. but there isn't some exponential power curve 
as char characters start out as whatever they are, whether it's a Palladium Fantasy Ranger or a Rift Cyber Knight, you are what you are at level one. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't feel like that with, uh, you know, a lot of other game systems out there. And But one of the things is that it's after that, you kind of grow into, you learn to mm -hmm. have skills and you hone your abilities as a character. You don't just, ah, now I can't even fight this thing because it's not even a challenge. I need a level 10 enemy, right? You know, it does, mm -hmm. it's not like that. There, You don't have to section it off like that that's not how you build encounters for palladium is with some math formula right and that's what i love about it because it's much more subtle and it's much more about character and story and role playing so yeah oh, we mean, don't like about any of that none of it and that's why i'm happy to be yeah, here our, our depth of story the focus on, on story and setting none of that's ever going to change and and again that's why he's here because he believes in that as fiercely as, awesome. as i do so well i i appreciate it. again if anybody now decides to come after me saying i wasn't hard enough on that question i don't know what to say because i'm not going to be a complete dick about it yes a lot of that were is absolutely my beliefs well some people think i'm like shane hensley's you know secret <laughs> right. love child that's infiltrating <laughs> You're the organization, stealing it. <laughs> and it's all going to become savage worlds and it's yeah. like they they just don't understand they think that kevin approached them no Pinnacle licenses from Palladium, right? Palladium is in the driver's seat. Palladium is in control. We do not have we. It, that's great. If we we've had we've had a company approach us about doing um, other Palladium settings in the Savage Worlds rules. We're happy to have discussions about that, right? That's cool, right? But that's not us. That's yeah. we're Palladium, right? And we're yeah, going to keep doing Palladium. You are, you are not Sean Owen Yoko. Palladium. What's that? <laughs> wow. You are not Sean Sean Owen Yoko. You're not going to ruin the ruin <laughs> no. the Canadian band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm the Robertson man, and that's that's who I am. It's me. You know, me and Kevin were. You know, we we really see eye to eye. We both love the system, and we love um, storytelling and running the same kinds of games. We're the same kind of game master. We're the very similar kinds of storytellers. Um, you know, so that's why it's a good fit. And that's what, you know, the funny thing is I wanted to do my own thing. Mm -hmm. it, it, I, I don't think anyone else could have, could have said, you know, you say, why Kevin? That's, I don't think anyone else could have brought me in the same way because they could, you know, I, 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 I was done with, you know, I wanted to do more stuff on my own, you know, and, 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 and do create the kind of games that I think need to be out there for people to play. Uh, fortunately, Kevin and I have, uh, you know, we see that see, see eye to eye on that. So that that's yeah, uh, yeah. I, I I didn't realize people were so concerned that things were going to go different directions because they're 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 not. No, uh, that Sean's here to continue Palladium. the the legacy. Not that I'm going anywhere anytime soon. I hope not God willing. Um, but got some books for you to write. That's right. <laughs> There's books. a bus with everyone's name on it. Yeah, and honestly, uh, th th this, <laughs> if this doesn't assuage people's uh, opinions or conspiracies on this, whatever, I don't know what to say at this point. Obviously, proof is in the pudding, so we'll look five years from now, ten years from now, and we'll see what happens. But as of right now, we can't do anything other than take you at your adamant word, which is very adamant, and it is your word, I believe both, that uh, that we're good to go for the future. And the folks who well, like the Savage World sides are going to get the Savage World content, the people who want the Palladium exactly. side, is going to continue to get anyone, Yeah, anyone that knows me is going to exactly. know that I have a lot of my own opinions about game design and mechanic design. You know, why would I ever be like, oh, I'll just do what Shane's doing? 
right? I love working with Shane and I love being a part of the Savage Rifts team, you know, on that. But, you know, I have a chance to be a part of something that's, you know, mine now, right? And Kevin's, obviously, you know, but that's the great part of what we're doing. So, you know, why would, why, as someone who's just to understand from my point of view as a designer and a storyteller, why would I go do that? You know, I, I get it. If there's people that are interested in, you know, I just want to make setting books. So I'm going to use Savage Worlds or I'm going to use 5e or whatever. And you just, because you just want to write adventure modules mm -hmm. or something. Savage Worlds great I think for that's, that. That's, that's great. It is great. Exactly. You know, we had people approach us to do stuff with Palladium Rules, for instance. Yeah. So those, 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 it's great if someone else has a system and that's not your thing. But me, like rules mechanics, design, that is my thing, right? So I would never give up that kind of a, a chance to keep building on my favorite game system. And that's awesome. the thing is going to be built on it. Will, will there be some changes in the future? Probably. Yeah. Are we going to continue to try to innovate? Absolutely. You know, we kind of touched on that when we said, are there ways to mechanize game mastering to make it mm -hmm. easier, more approachable for people? That's something we discuss about all the time. And we don't want to go into details about anything because we don't know where we're going right now. It's just all, you know, talk and speculation and, you know, testing. yeah, but you know, we, we don't know where exactly where things are going to go. But are we looking to do something more like Savage Worlds? No. Or 5e? No. Or any other game system you guys want to throw out there? No. But <laughs> but I will put this out there. If, if you do see us making, you know, updates and changes or, you know, expanding things, one of the things that I will promise you is that it's going to be because we feel it captures the way Kevin runs a game better or I okay. would run a game. Does that make well, sense? You're, you're so actually, yeah, you're actually circling back to what I said earlier about the difference between a real professional game designer and, and ju oh. just a guy who can design games. The real professional game designer can see someone else's vision and use their talent to, to go down that road rather than only being able to do what they feel like they need to do and not being able to do anything else and moving on. Right, or just like the like we talked about. You just be... you just outed yourself, sir, as a professional. <laughs> Stop it. Well, it's you know it's it's just like it's something as simple as bonuses to skill checks. Right, it's it's right now it's it's implicit. It's not explicit in the mm -hmm. books. Right. But if you see that change, it's because it's something that was always ex implicit for me and Kevin, and we want to make it explicit. And mm -hmm. so if you see something like like a blaze of glory, that's the kind of stuff that Kevin's been doing since the defiler days. Right. When the player's like, I'm going to die. I just oh, want to yeah. try this last thing when I'm fighting the demon yep. or the dragon. Yep. And, if, and I know I'll die and I know it'll yep. kill me, but if I can make yep. this role, can it have this effect in the story? And Kevin's like, hell yeah. Right. Yep. So, and that's yeah, the guy's going to die anyways. And it's, yeah, it's a great idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. topic, and it's like, I so I can go I for it. it. So that's, that's what, Storytelling's yeah, about yeah, that's exactly now, uh, so, just just a just a a, a little little piece of uh, unsolicited probably bullshit advice. <laughs> uh, the 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 only time I have seen explicit bonuses and minuses to to uh, skill rolls is in the in the um, uh, Heroes Unlimited Genius category, hardware, mechanical stuff like that. They have bonuses and minuses explicitly stated, and those are horrible. Don't don't use those. <laughs> no, don't don't well, use yeah, those. Those are bad. We're, we're not. And, that, and <laughs> part of that on a philosophical level is you don't want to get mired in, you know, a lot uh, of minutiae. Exactly. Right. 
so, exactly. so, so in a lot of ways, it's more about we will state very clearly this is the game master's place. Yes, to be making their decisions. DM's option, whole box nonsense. Got it. Right. Check. Right. Right. Give, give me. Because, because if you keep money, going man. too far down that path, it gets out of control, right? Where right. you're then trying to create modders, modifiers for every single possible situation. You're, you're going to go blind. Way. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to roll for some for some prizes here. we got two chats to read. Heathen Dog's going to do that. We're going to okay. talk ourselves out here. Uh, give me, Please give me like, you know, uh, one to five minutes after the stream. And I know it's been a long time, but uh, we'll also have words of wisdom. But let's start with the roll and go ahead and hit those chats. Because I well, okay. before you hit the chat, I got to say, if you win something, I must get your email address. If you're not willing to give that to me, don't put it publicly in the chat because people will start spamming you. You'll get a bunch of porn. Don't do that. But I have to find a way to, to do it. Verify legit. your identity. Yeah, to verify your identity. And YouTube does not make that easy. But if no, you win. Twitch does. YouTube doesn't. Yeah. So if you win, let's figure out a way of you getting me your email address because that's the only way this works. All right. Okay, so uh, first one is uh, got to watch from the start, but want Kevin and Sean coming back on. Well, af after after Max wanted me to go into tomorrow, Legion fucking nonsense. Now they won't. Thanks a lot, Max. <laughs> you dirty fuck. I know it's my right. That's right. Fuck you guys. Exactly. <laughs> Kevin, hey, you know, the best story I ever heard about Kevin was from the biggest geekest guy. It was from oh my god, I. I I am so sorry. I get the graphic artist for him. Why can't I could picture him? I can't hey, think Morgan. of his name. Enough. When you when he's like, uh, I don't think I'm a good artist or whatever. And, you, and he said you smacked him on the side of the head and said, you can draw. I'm like, that's the type of person I want to game with. Somebody who isn't worried about every, oh, I said something wrong or I did this. No, I want to talk to real people about real things game. And if some, if I'm being a douche, like, like Sean yelling at me a moment ago, that's perfect. No, that's, that's how people resolve things. That's how, yes. yeah, just stop. Stop being pansies, okay? It's and okay. you know what? It's all right. We're you know we're all we're all grown men. Discussion, yeah, Just absolutely, for, yeah. Patrick, for the thank record, you, Bruce. For the record, I prefaced this before the show started. My thoughts on Tomorrow Legion, and I toned them down on stream. That was I, a clue, Max, to not do it all the time. I answer it all the time. I've been answering it for three years. I didn't even create the damn thing, but <laughs> it's, it's an albatross on you now. You have to live with it. I mean, I kind of like it. Kevin likes it, so I'm not getting rid of it. A lot of people love it. So Morgan Stern Stiernstrom. <laughs> sure. Okay. I, I I feel a Viking. Morgan is a is a longtime fan and a big supporter. Great to see you on here, buddy. Thank you so much. That's right. awesome. I'm a Savage World Rifts player and bought like 20 Palladium books already and around 40 PDFs. Thanks to Savage. 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 There you okay. go. And thanks to you, Morgan. Right. We really appreciate your support, buddy. All right. In this instance, Morgan, you are making Kevin lots of money. Good man. I wish. <laughs> Good man. More money. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> By 40 more. All right. Let's pick our first person. And if your name's not on the list, sorry, I actually grabbed the list four different times during our conversation here. So, first one. Pretty sure you back type more boxes, too. Is. Oh, we didn't get the do do do. Where's where's my name? That isn't the name. Nerdy Ogre. Okay. Oh, it took that long. Nerdy Ogre. Look at that. I know how to get a hold of you, sir. You don't have to. Nerdy Ogre is actually a huge Palladium fan. He got a couple Christmas specials this time, so uh, or Christmas packages. Uh, Nerdy Ogre is good people. He's even in our Rifts game that uh, that we streamed. He's our wilderness scout. So there you go. Ready? Very deserving. You will get a uh, nerdy ogre. I'll hit you up on Discord, and we'll get you your twenty-five dollar. You can just shoot me a message on Discord. Your twenty-five dollar uh, gift certificate for Palladium Books. And one more. Boop. 
Watch New York's going to win. Like, rig. I think it removes him. I hope so. Oh, and I know this one too. All right, Mr. Max Boyvon is in as well. I don't have your email address, but I know who you are. So if you want to shoot me a a message on Discord, uh, so by the way, Reactionary Principal Game with Mr. Max Boyvon has his own tabletop RPG channel. You can check him out. So you two, I know who both you are. This is really easy today. Thank God. Uh, so I can close this out, and uh, I will send you guys your twenty five dollars gift cards for Palladium Bookstore. No, I'm not changing anywhere else. Not going to Pinnacle, sorry. <laughs> but, Please. Uh, wow. You, you want to kick or kick a mother down more? Come on, man. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. Anyhow, I'm sorry. Our guests. Good idea. <laughs> I'm gonna let Heathen Dog talk us out uh, with some words of wisdom. But before I do, before I do here, we'll go in this kind of little order here. Heathen Dog will close it out for us. Uh, I want to say. Obviously, thank you for being here. Uh, you guys have been absolutely gracious throughout this entire time, uh, beginning from when Kevin first came on long ago to now. Uh, Kevin, our emails back and forth. Uh, just so you know, I absolutely read them, and they, they are they are thought-provoking, and I appreciate that. I, re- I really do. I, I appreciate that. Um, next time, yes, I'm saying there's a next time. You don't know it yet, but there's going to be a next time. No questions. I just want to talk about gaming. If you guys are okay with that, sometime in the future, whatever you guys want to do, I I do like to, I do enjoy these with the live questions. I'll yeah. throw that out there because mm-hmm. sometimes, especially lately, Kevin and I have just been working every day trying to get product done, you know. And mm-hmm. so it, it actually is really nice for us to hear from the fans and hear what the questions might still be out there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and just try and answer it for a few more fans. Yeah, I mean, how many times have we asked the same question yet? over and over again? So, yeah. uh, what was that, Heaton Dogs? Sorry. What 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 bug haven't you squashed yet? You know which which of these cockroach questions won't freaking die, and you found it. <laughs> you, you are you are you are the you are a plant from Pinnacle. That, that's the one that'll never die. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what to ask on that anymore. If that keeps coming up on the Discord, like I'm I find out if Sean up, and Kevin are changing everything, I don't know what to. I don't know. Well, I mean, you know, the weird thing, thing is, like, I think people are going to have that 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 mm. conception as long as i remain the line editor for savage riffs there but i don't go, know yeah. maybe even after I, even after that's you know no longer a thing which i don't see why it wouldn't be but you know what difference does it make like that's this is 99 of my time now is yep. here you know I, I i help them you know moving forward i'm going to be helping to plan what is probably an upcoming products i'll be I'll be very involved in, in, you know, the approval side and making sure, Hey, I think maybe this should be this way or that way, but you know, that's not where I am. This is where I am. So. Yep. Good. A- absolutely. The other thing I want to thank you for, honestly, is thank you for everything that you've done with Palladium books for 40 years now. And, and, and yeah. again, I mean that uh, I started with Robotech and TMNT, as you guys probably heard me say a bunch of times, you have converted me over to actually enjoying riffs. <laughs> because <laughs> I was never a Rifts fan, even when we played it back in the 90s. Uh, I'm enjoy- thoroughly enjoying this game. I bought a ton of Rifts books recently, so uh, I- I'm glad it's there. It's an amazing system that I think that people are confused about that I hope can be corrected, Alleviate. for lack of a better word. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because I think that once people start playing it, they absolutely do enjoying it. It's getting them to that table. So thank you for that. Uh, if there's any final comments you two want to make when you're done, Heathen Dog will walk us out and we'll be done for today. Yeah, I kind of wanted to make a, a, a an announcement. Uh, I, I'd be mentioning it in our weekly update in, in a couple weeks anyways. But uh, this year is Palladium Fantasy's 40th anniversary. 
Wow. Nice. And one of the things we're doing to celebrate that is that there are two books in the series that were never updated to second edition. Uh, and that's the Yin Sloth Jungles and Island at the Edge of the World. And we will be doing that this year. Wow. Uh, and hopefully release a, a new book or two uh, for the series. We already got somebody. There you go. Play your fancy woot. <laughs> any, any final words, Sashan? Um, yeah, I guess I just, yeah, that, that it really, I most want people to know that like, I am a Palladium fan. Um, I, I love the guys at Pinnacle. I really do. They're great people, but you know, I don't, that, that's, that's someone else's game. This is my game now. Right. Literally. So, um, that's what I'm interested in. And, and we, we, you know, Kevin and I just want the Palladium system and the supplements to be the best stuff we can make it. Um, we're really dedicated to the books you know people ask about a lot of other stuff you know miniatures and maps and blah blah blah. but really those are all game aids mm -hmm. that's not the core product so you know we're really focused on the core product and making that the best it can be um you're i think people are going to be very happy with uh titan robotics very soon um we uh are finishing that up and uh i think that uh you're going to see as we continue to move forward we're going to go from strength to strength, and I think people are going to be surprised at what they see because, you know, Palladium um, for a long time was known to have the best presentation values in the industry, and that's our dedication to to get back do, to, to, do, to yeah. get back to being not not just the best we can be, but you know, the best that's out there, what, what we think is the best. That's and great. so, um, whether you know, and 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 again, it comes down to a lot of it's just figuring out how to present things. You know it to um, to the gamers in the best way possible to help them have a great time because any role playing game can be fun if you have a great game master. Mm -hmm. um, but we want to help lower that bar for other people and help them get in and get their feet wet and have a lot of fun. Yep. So that's our real dedication for the fans. Um, you're gonna again, um, you know, I've I, I didn't want to drop the ball with any of the stuff working with Savage Rifts, but you know, my my focus is definitely at Palladium. Um, uh, now more than ever, and so um, I, I hope that everyone enjoys all the stuff that we've got coming in, in, in the works. You will. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. <laughs> all right, Heathen Dog, take us out right. so I can play the song and, uh, okay. and go eat. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you everyone for coming by. We really appreciate it, and uh, thank you to our guests. They are they were more than accommodating to my bullshittery, <laughs> which is hey, which is man. awesome. I love that, and I. And if you if you read the transcript, I didn't call Savage Worlds Rift garbage. I called when when you put jelly and peanut butter in the same container. That shit is garbage. <laughs> and and I'm never going to be that. swayed otherwise on that <laughs> ever. Jalapeno peanut butter is worse. Oh my god! <laughs> Why are you saying bad things? Right? Stop doing that. <laughs> Jesus! All right. All right, horror. But, uh, I, for, for everyone here, I. I'm sorry we, we couldn't have gotten to all your questions or all your comments. It just There just literally is not enough time. We are way over time right now. we got to get 20. these people out of here or we'll, we're literally going to have a strike drone come on us. We don't want that. <laughs> so uh, uh, thank you very, very much for coming by. I hope we got all your questions that we could in Discord. I hope everyone had a great time. I hope, it had, I hope our guests had a great enough time to, to not you know, talk behind our backs. Because if oh, we're gonna do that if anyway, if you're gonna insult us, at least do it to his face. Yeah, <laughs> you got it. All right.
Thank you very much, everybody. Have a wonderful weekend.